different degrees of evil. We are two lesser forms of filth, not to push the bounds and cross over into true corruption, into our domain. But if you do, one day you will look behind you and you will see we three. And on that day, you will rip it. And we will send you to whatever god you wish. Shepherds we shall be, for thee, my lord, for thee. Power hath descended forth from thy hand. Let me swiftly carry out thy command. So we shall flow river forth to thee, and teeming with souls shall it ever be. In nomine patri, it feeli. Spirit of Sante. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and we are here today to do episode number 174. Wow. The Boondock Saints. <laughs> and we are not the Boondock Saints. <laughs> we, we are not the Boondock Saints. I can't do an Irish or an Italian accent that convincingly in order to do it. Because my Irish always comes out sounding a bit Scottish. Well, well, Scottish, well, it doesn't seem Scott, a matter, does it? Scottish. Well, that's, <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> This movie, I could, I could, I could be a Scottish guy with a Latin handle, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> oh, so how's everybody's weeks? But I'm tired. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. I, I feel quite perky because I got a bit of a sleep and I've had some dinner and uh, I feel good. <laughs> no, yeah. I was out at one of those uh, one of those uh, Eurovision parties last night, Ooh. and uh, yeah, it was a good time. And um, chasing a bit of. The evening though, and couldn't seem to uh, couldn't seem to get into the merry. I was like, I wasn't a bad mood or anything like that, but I, I was I was eating food and I was drinking drink, and the food seemed to be overpowering the drink. If you, if you catch uh, up, throw okay, down, yeah, yeah. And then tried to go over to uh, a local establishment where um, with 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 Megs in Georgia, yeah. And then <laughs> so, someone who who we all knew came around, and you thought it was going to be like, oh, a little like, how you doing for five minute conversation. And it was like an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so the whole, like, let's sit down, have a conversation, have a couple of drinks. It turned into we all had one drink while we did this conversation. Uh, and, yeah, it was a it was the thing where they, they, they didn't even sit down and join because then you could have, like, yeah, just yeah, done, yeah. they just stayed standing the whole time. So we were always in the premise of, oh thinking, of thinking, oh, they're leaving. <laughs> no. That would kill my literally just kept going round and round and round. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all right. I'm just a bit... Uh, lethargic i guess because it was like 2 a.m i was gonna say yeah. but it was 2 a.m without like the fun part of it <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so who actually won the Eurovision then he- I, was, I, was gonna, I was gonna do this, do this oh, okay. for two minutes i thing, didn't watch it so i didn't know okay, well, we'll leave us a hook for a couple seconds okay, okay. Come back to that. um we can promo I, I need to i need to complete my promo for uh, what we did last week it still says benny and june which you is not right which is yeah. not the case. Um, yeah, go on, Ben and June. Yep. What was the what, what was the promo for last week? Last week we did oh, Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, yesterday, because I haven't pushed it out as we record this today, but when it comes out on Tuesday, I'll we'll have done it for yesterday. Uh, we put out uh, our newest friends retrospective, the one where Rachel finds out. Yeah. Last one in last, season one. Last episode of season one where she yeah. finds out. Spoiler alert. 
Spoiler. Ross likes Rachel. <laughs> and then how does she deal with that? And how do they work about retconning the pilot where he says, hey, I kind of have a crush on you. Yeah. And then everybody forgot about in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you who we never forget about. And that is our Patreon backers. We're talking about Hermes. Hey. James DeGuzman. All right. Lena Oberholzer. Come on. Anthony and Davies. I hear you. Chris Peterson. That's what I'm talking about. Randall, what's your handle? Silva. Woo. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeatmeister. Oh, yeah. Reverend Bruce. Ooh. Nate the Great. All right. Andy Dixon. Come on. Holly Callen. I hear you. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Richard. Woo. The cool cat himself. Ryan Kuket. And, oh, Canada, it's Canadian Chris Dykstra. Hey. <laughs> so there we are. And, of course, we Ta-da. forgot one, and it wasn't a forgetting it's Julene, OG of the BFE, of who's joining us later in this episode to talk about her pick, the Boondock Saints. Yeah. So there we go. Um, if you want to know how you get involved on such a level, uh, we have a Patreon, uh, and you can get involved. All sorts of engagement availability to you there. Want to go ahead and check it out. Patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. <laughs> That's what's nice. It helps keep the pod self-sustaining. It helps us upgrade some of our kit. Um, all that good stuff. So yeah. uh, we couldn't be more thankful for our uh, for people who deem this as having value and help support. So thank you very much. Yay! One thing I was going to ask: um, How is uh, the see it skip it on uh, volume three? Guardians. It's all right. Yeah. So the problem when you do something that's like that's well, the see it skip it format is that generally some people are so like I don't want to know anything. Yeah. They won't even touch it. Uh, so it's doing okay. It's doing okay. I had a good first day. Um, Guardians was uh, the proper review last week was hot out of the barrel as well. I think it was our number two of all time for day yeah. ones. And luckily it was going to put a real charge on for number one. And then it just like, it kind of got, <laughs> imagine we were flying between two spaceships and got caught <laughs> just floating in space. Yeah. Cause that's what happened there. Oh, so uh, uh, I think it's like our number, it'll be our number two. It'll be our second best seven day opening, oh, but okay. it looked like it was going for to be number one, yeah, which would yeah, have been yeah. great after doing number one the previous week too. Yeah, so yeah. one of those sorts of things. So such is. Um, we had to talk about a little bit of reflections and corrections. Thank you very much. Uh, I got to push a button here. There's a mistake. I think I made. Had us a bit of a therapy session yesterday on the pod, uh, last week on the pod. Oh, <laughs> we did. It was Ethan in my turn to. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, it's had a much better <laughs> in audio format than it did visually when it was going on. I I was like, I usually listen to the episodes back. I went, I'm not listening to that. No, I, I did. Say like a real shit. I kept, I kept thinking it's coming. I haven't hit it yet. I haven't hit it yet. And I'm, I'm, of course, Ethan's saying he's worried about how he reacted. I'm saying I'm worried about how I reacted. I think in the grand scheme of things, it was all right. I don't think you guys are too bad. No, we didn't lose. I don't think we, don't think we lost tempers. I just no, think we no, were no. challenged and, and co-challenged his turn. Yeah, yeah, We're both very stubborn. Well, there was one thing we dug our heels in, and yeah. um, I'm here to say I was wrong. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were right. No, I said 2018, not 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. The other thing I'm damn right about. <laughs> yeah. I looked into it. He's a writer. He started yeah. as a writer. Oh, no, Gavin I and Stacey. That's the thing. He's I not turning his back afterwards. on his people, yeah. Jane. I looked into this afterwards, and this whole thing is it's he said, she said, or he said, he said in this regard. But 
uh, t- the new news pl- websites really like to just say shit. So it went from being like, sometimes you this- got to click the article to see what's on side, mm-hmm. buddy, not just oh, the headline. Well, I don't know if you, I was like, I'm looking at three articles because it looks like different things, but had the same sources. And I went, this doesn't, in my, in my respect, I shouldn't have read it while I was also listening to you discuss mm. the film. That's on me. And I'm going to hold that. It was an accusation by a Jimmy Kimmel writer saying that he had like an emergency WGA meeting. And then every single news article went, how can we spin this? Dumb. I'm definitely wrong. Because it's an accusation, which now doesn't exist on the internet. Uh-huh. So yay! Did you dream it? I'm an idiot, and I'm wrong. <laughs> Have you seen that the... Uh, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Acknowledge me. All right, let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> I- <laughs> Apparently I need acknowledging as well. Uh, no, the... Um, the I've forgotten. Okay, Come we'll come back to it. <laughs> Acknowledge oh, me. The oh. Tonys aren't being filmed because of the uh, Writers Guild strikes. Apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense, because people have to write those jokes. Yep. Yeah, it's not going to be as slick of a show. So they're not filming it? No. Not being televised? Yeah. Why can't they rehash some old ones? Tell you what, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the, the Writers Guild, I mean, geez, I mean, there's big shows that have been hurt by uh, Writers Guild strikes. When they're just trying to make momentum, I mean, I remember, man, the last big one I remember was, was a show called like, Dirty Sexy Money. And oh, it was just yeah. starting to garner some traction, and the Writers Guild strike happened that year, and basically cut the second season short after like eighty episodes, and it never really found its traction. In season three, people kind of forgot about it. Yeah. So it, I, I, I fully understand the need of writers to stand up for their uh, situation. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, we've got uh, we've some of that going. Get their dues. Everybody should get their dues. Yeah. Uh, I've realized that I forgot to make my list of shout-outs this week. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. But before we do that, I've got something. There's a Look at Lee which button it is. It helps with the color coverage. I thought I was yellow. <laughs> yeah. Yellow. Hit the yellow button. Yellow button moment. But I do have something else first. So, uh, Liam, why don't you go ahead and... Uh, I don't know. Talk about something. Oh, okay. So, um, when I went to see... Uh, guardians volume three um i didn't know if i overdone myself on guardians this last week or this week mm. so uh yeah i wasn't as enthralled as i thought i would be i've not seen it yet don't get me wrong i teared up at places you know but it was um one of those things that i expected more of i'm sure i'll watch it at some point but i'm not like rushing out to the cinema that and i've got two essays due so i'm not rushing out anywhere <laughs> oh yeah no that's true i'm busy busy yeah. busy I Good think to... I'm seeing it next week. My oh. my uh, my other half only saw the first two within the last week. And oh, we okay. still need to watch that holiday special because I love the holiday special. <laughs> I've seen funny. it and it's pretty. It I'd say I, I'd, I I've not seen Volume Three, so I can't even say if it's integral. But like the Lord Dump, I'd go. Yeah, that feels important. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen the holiday special, but I do feel a little bit like Santa Claus, Father Christmas, right now. <laughs> I can feel that maybe the energy's a bit flagging. If there was only a way that we could level up, how can we level up? That we could become the prime version of ourselves. Oh, are you? No, Kachow! <laughs> He's got another prime. Oh, Jesus Christ! I went back into my local Morrison's, <laughs> and they only had the one flavor, but they did have prime again. So oh, I was like, unlike last time when I did my lap at the store, there was yeah. still over on the back later in the day. There was still lots of pr- not lots of prime, but like prime left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to the last time, I did a lap and it was all gone. So this is 
tropical punch. Yeah, we'll see if it, it can just a tropical punch of positivity. Yeah. So you guys go ahead. Crack. We we did Wendy's. We're not going to spend eleven or twelve minutes doing. Wendy's. <laughs> no, no, no. Are we cracklacking these open or? We are cracklacking these open. Go ahead. Uh, I'm while you're doing that, it'll give me a chance actually to kind of go really, really kind of uh, basic with this and go all the way back and see uh, if we have any shout-outs i got to give out here, uh, including our gift of the week and all that sort of stuff, because I haven't, I've been too busy. Uh, as a teacher, there's certain big, busy moments of the year, but I think yeah. nothing taps right now. No. And so I've got coursework deadlines, and I've got um, <laughs> uh, exams to get ready for. And so here we... George looks confused. Well, do you know what, right? That you know that what was the uh, the red, white, and blue ice pop? Yes, that was that was really good. The ice pop was really nice. This is is this just like really fruit punchy with sugar? Yeah, I think it's the one Megan had, isn't it? I think I tried it. I think it was the one Megan oh, is had. It? Is it? We didn't have enough for everybody to have it. Yeah. Um, what flavor is it supposed to be? Tropical punch flavor. Yes. No, it smells. Hmm. Mm. It's just a bit confusing. I feel like I'm, I'm confused little, by it more than anything. I feel else. like it has a little bit of a fizz to it. <laughs> a little bit of what? A fizz. A fizz. Yeah. If we had a soda stream, we could fizz one. We could <gasps> fizz one. <laughs> Bring back the soda stream. Indeed. My friend Annie texted me today, and she sent me a picture and thought and said, "Thought you'd appreciate this. It's really good." It was a picture of slush puppy fizzy drink. Ooh. They do a blue raspberry like fizzy drink, and she was like. You need to get some. It's in Asda. I was like, well, well, next time I'm in an Asda, I will look for it. But I don't really go to an Asda, so. I tried a Sours one before, and that was really nice. I'll tell you who wasn't sour, and that was <laughs> NostalgiaCast this past week, who gave us a big shout-out, some love, so it was a pleasure to talk about their favorite characters in MCU. Uh, Russell the Posty got a hey, hold of Russ. us. So in regards to the gift of the week, sometimes you got to play to win, and sometimes you play to take part. It was definitely the latter last week with Bob's Burgers. Uh, By the way, do you know without looking which episode you first did a random word? I don't remember what episode it was. I believe the word was lemongrass. Oh, oh, I, oh, oh, that sounds familiar. I think lemongrass see, I was the first was, random word. See, I thought it was to sew with love because I saw that, that tweet from Russell and I went, maybe I'm going to go and listen. And I mm. tried and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't find it in the episode. No, no, I don't think it was that. Interesting, though, to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I think lemongrass rings a bell. Lemongrass does ring a bell was the first one. <laughs> I was very impressed. We got the Star Wars and for the third consecutive year, you did not choose light stick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, apparently, hang on, Russell got back to us. Oh. He says to me, you have a good memory. It was Lemongrass. Oh. And the movie was Angels with Dirty Faces. Uh, so it was a Liam pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we are. How about that? See? Uh, I'm just going to go through this in yeah, chronological she. order. This is different. Uh, Josh's favorite movie, our random word was tree. So we've got one of, uh, what's her name from Superstar? Oh, yeah. Uh, making out. Molly Shannon making out with a tree. I've seen better ones also. I've, spoiler alert. <laughs> that was the first one mentioned, Josh. I know you ain't winning. Uh, scriptical. <laughs> uh, David from Scriptical uh, used our Skynet idea to do a story about them at Scriptical. Chug, check out their Twitter if you want to read the full cool. version of it. Uh, we were talking about The Rock last week. So Dwayne, not Dwayne Smith, Ian Davies. Ensign Ian Davies. Did you know about his Star Trek connection? He was on an episode of Deep Space Nine. I did know about that. Hmm. So there we go. Uh, where do we have here? Uh, BFE random word. Uh, I think this has got to be a front runner. Ensign Ian Davies. 
from Back to the Future Part Two. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> That's that cool. Is funny. Which actually has a nice kind of play into uh, was the word tree to this week. It yeah. was tree. Okay. Yes. So there we are. I wonder if you could put um, Twin Pines. Twin Pines Mall? Mall, You yeah. could have done that. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, we've got one from Chris Peterson where Beetlejuice kicks over the tree and goes, <laughs> nice fucking model. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, that was Hermes approved, so uh, I apologize for you, Chris. According to the rules of our pod, if Hermes likes it, I have to go against it. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> He's like, God damn it. Uh, uh, oh, Hermes does do one. Uh, it's a Bob Ross drawn a tree. Oh, uh, well, I love Bob Ross. Happy little trees. There we are. He used, um, he used crimson white. What does it say here? <laughs> trees don't grow even. They don't grow straight. Just however makes them happy. Well, that's a lovely thing. See, some gift of the weeks don't win. Some do. But they should always make you happy. Mm-hmm. So just take that for your advice. Uh, Russell the Postie with Barney Rubble chopping down a tree. It's uh, clearly going to crush the poor fella in yeah. about two seconds. It certainly is. So there we go. Um, we got a lot of conversation between Ethan and uh, Julian about well, the Last Jedi. I am not getting involved in that. Yeah, that's it a was a hole pretty respectful conversation. It was. Julian yeah. did a thing. I think this is Lord of the Rings. I think this is Lord of the Rings. One of the trees walking. Oh yeah, I think so. Well, we can ask her in a minute. It feels that way, doesn't it? Uh, Scriptical has a great little gif here about uh, a piece of broccoli with the notion: Look at this tiny. I think it's Modern Family. It could be something else. Look at this tiny tree. Can I eat it? <laughs> of course you can yeah broccoli. so there we go broccoli um it's not, that's Barbara, very, it's not Barbara broccoli i'll tell you what dwayne smith with an dwayne absolute smith. shout here it was one of our better gift of the week uh, runs late, lately because it's the episode of friends oh, where they rescue all the christmas trees that's brilliant <laughs> that's a good one phoebe's happy well the question is though will i be happy at the end mm. of it we'll take a look here i said that was a contender it's clever. and then hermes went rigged uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh dwayne smith says i totally agree with you guys about kingsman Watch it on a whim without knowing about it and thought it was brilliant. Guardians is the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does say he hopes we keep the roundtable format in some way, and I think we will. I was yeah. having ideas and thinking about it today. It just needs to be what's the right one for this right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go. Uh, also, he says a four-hour episode is fine. I would gladly listen to you for six hours. Well, it's very kind uh, of you. Thank you very much. And I'm a don't encourage people, Dwayne. <laughs> I said, which one of us compared King, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy to Kingsman? You did. I said, was it me? Because that would be clever. And he went, you certainly did. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a great comparison. Those are some of the best films. Hashtag acknowledge you. Acknowledge me. Thanks a lot for that. Appreciate that. I just switched off for a second. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I got so many jokes. I'm not going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Uh, what do we got here? Hermes says, I also have to agree, though, that going in with little expectations can fruit some better results. I think he's talking about Guardians of the Galaxy in movies. He should consider that for Gift of the Week. If he goes in with little expectations, <laughs> maybe he'll have better joy. Hashtag Ian is not always right. <laughs> Um, where are we here? Uh, yeah, uh, we've got, um, oh, this is a reference. It's hard now. I'm getting stuff from Boondog Saints that I have to filter out here. So that'll be all right. I will say shy burger for said, Oh my God, I did not see this one coming from you guys. I love this film. It's so silly and fun. So glad you'll be reviewing it. It's one of my favorite cult movies. Here's her prediction. I, I guess that my guess is Georgia will not like it, but Liam will. So we'll see if that holds true. <laughs> 
uh we've got lots of sort of stuff that we can talk about at the end there i think that's pretty much where we're at probably should get like tagged in a million people's conversations so i'm just scrolling Dwayne smith Dwayne Smith says, continuing the restaurant feature, this is the Taco Bell in Crawley, where he lives. Uh, it yet to open. It should have opened in 2021, but didn't have planning permission from the council and as such sits empty. Wow. <laughs> we had a situation where we are, where our McDonald's that we just got sat for a while, not like being not touched. Built. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They worked on it for like two months. And then they obviously violated some agreement. Yep. And it sat there. And we're like, is this just the great tease? Like, <laughs> we're never getting one. But see, he, he, there's a lot in the logo. <laughs> but it was open. I did, I did drive by it today. It's now 24 hours. Is it now 24 hours? Yeah. Well, that's quite good. Yeah. There we are. Is that the one with the Costa opposite? Because that's the one near where I live. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awful. Because I, if I'm like, oh, I could I could just make my lunch make a sandwich. Or I could just get a burger. And it's a, t- it's a terrible, terrible predicament. Speaking of terrible predicaments, I went back to Wendy's yesterday. Did no, you? No. Uh, I dream about Wendy's. Here's my verdict. Yep. Last week when we did the Wendy's in the pod, mm-hmm. the burgers were made better by the fact there were multiple burgers all sharing their heat between them with the foil. Yep. I don't think the one that I got kept it. Because everybody got home to eat it. Yeah. I don't think it kept it. It was still kind of warm, but it wasn't like it was. I mean, there was like chili in there and a baked potato. I got chili. Well, so. so I did. I did burger, chili, yep. nugs, drink. Well, frosty. Yep, yep. Which was more like a frosty. Yep. And less like so. The the other side of it was 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 that side of it. But yeah, I'll tell you what. I walked into town. I'm literally like I never go into town where I, where I work mm-hmm. ever 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 ever. Yep. I walk in there. It was like TMZ. <laughs> chum, 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 chum. <laughs> Sir, sir, sir. Oh, we, we never see you in town. Sir, sir. <laughs> and that is Can why, I get a picture? I'm like, no. That is why you don't go <laughs> no. no, you cannot get a picture. I think he still took one of me. I'm like, that's, <laughs> I was kind of mad for a minute going, can you imagine if I took a picture of you without your permission? I'm pretty sure I'd be fired. Do you know what? At work today, you talk about that. At work today, right? A guy comes up to me and he goes, oh, what have you done to your hair? I went, well, I dyed it. And he was like, was it for Eurovision? I was like, uh, no, it was just because I did. And he was like, oh, they're flowers. I went, yeah, they're flowers. <laughs> State the obvious. Anyway, he walks away. I catch him later taking a photograph of me. Oh, really? From a shelf. <laughs> what the actual? What? He, actually, he legally can't do that part because it's Tesco property. So Tesco has to give him permission to photograph on their grounds. Yeah, well, he didn't. If it was in the street, you can do whatever you want. He was right near the door. People the don't shelf. know that. So that's yeah. why I couldn't do anything about it yesterday. I was like, yeah, I can't. Technically, you can take pictures of whoever you want on the street. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's a strange law. don't mind their it own strange, business because they judge people's own. So private property, they can't. Impression. Private property, they can't. Uh, if, it's a, if, it's a, if it's a company, um, they have to get permission from the establishment. Okay. And if it's just on the street? in On the street, yeah, it's totally fine. That's you can nice. pictures of anybody you want because it's public property. There's That's nothing nice. wrong with them taking pictures. Yeah. Now, people don't know this, typically. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing uh, an online thing about some street photography, and they went, look, here's the law, but if someone's just going to get angry at you, although you're right, just shoot someone Probably else. Probably not worth it. Just yeah. shoot someone else. <laughs> just just don't don't be a dick. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. just kind of one yeah. of those things in life. Yeah. So there we go. That prime is way too sweet. It is, isn't it? It's very sweet. I preferred that one. Yeah, I mean, see, if it had that, I would have gotten that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give well, us a that chance. That's really nice, though. Thanks. Yeah, it's all right. 
I, it was, it was, they had a max of four, so I do have one extra one that I might walk around with school tomorrow and just be like, that's right. Yeah. I have prime. <laughs> the cool teacher. That's why people take pictures of me because I'm living my paparazzi and lifestyle. On your back, you just say Amazon Prime. Amazon. Oh, no. <laughs> I prime. Amazon Prime. Uh, why not leave us a review? Apple or Spotify? I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is a magic number. And I didn't say it officially, but the win is going to uh, Russ. Was it Russell the Posty with the? Uh, which one did this? Did the Back to the Future one? Was that, was that Russell the Posty? Oh, um, no. oh, no. I don't think it was. Uh, it was Ian Davies. Anthony Ian yeah, Davies yeah, with the yeah. win. Well done. Well done. Make like a tree. And leaf. And get out of here. <laughs> um, that calls back to this film, doesn't it? It does call back to this film. We, we actually already mentioned that. That's quite funny, that. We did. You must have been played to end it up. Sorry. But... <laughs> Oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, which one I is don't it? have any news today, sorry. The morning report. Live from the post-Eurovision performance, it is best film ever. Uh, yeah, we watched Eurovision last night in various capacities. <laughs> no uh, one else saw this, but that was quite funny. That was playing, and you literally did the, the news desk thing. Right. Well, you <laughs> took my notes, and I kind of... <laughs> Always wanted to do it. That's good. Um, yeah, so uh, went to a Eurovision party last night. Megs was uh, co-hosting and invited everybody, and we were able to make it out. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't sadly. No, it's all right. Uh, there, there wasn't. She, she go to me. She goes, "Is he even coming?" I went, "I don't think so." She went, "He thumbs up." Did I said, "Yeah, it's pretty. That's where he can't go to things." Oh, no. I said. I said he's not going to tell you and then not show up. That's what Ethan does. <laughs> <Aww>. It is. <laughs> Liam will tell you if he's coming. Yeah, uh, the thumbs I, up is I, not an indication. Oh, that's no, just him no. going. That's, that's him having have a good time. That's, that's what that's that is. Me go, yeah, have a great time. Yeah, Enjoy. You know, that's yeah. not like a thumbs up. I'm coming. It's, yeah, uh, no, I'll no. tell you. Yeah, I had to. I was had to teach other ways of deciphering your uh, your communication. <laughs> yeah. But my communication is very thin. Yeah. But had a good time. Um. Sweden won. It was one of those boring ones where everyone went, Sweden's going to win. And then we watched it. And, you know, there were 30, 26 acts. Where did we come? 26? Sweden was 25th. good. 25th. <laughs> I knew it. Sweden was good. Uh, but the problem was, so then everybody else went. And then the voting came. And, like, the juries were just half the vote. So if you're from not from uh, one of the European countries, not from Eurovision, if you're in the States or Canada, uh, I know they're, trying to, they're trying to launch their version of it at some point. But the idea is each country gets to vote for their top 10 acts, and you can't vote for your own country. So this is a jury. This isn't the regular public yet. So half the vote is done by industry experts, I guess we should say. Yeah. And then they reveal what those are, country by country by country by country. That's quite fun. And so after that's half the vote, and the other half the vote's a a public popular vote. Yep. And again, you can't, if, if we were in the UK, we couldn't vote for anybody in the UK. As it turns out, George and I couldn't vote for anybody because our phone company decided they weren't going to connect us to the... The voting lines. Yeah, like... Oh, really? Yeah. Twitter was full of people going, I can't vote, I can't vote, I can't vote. So it was a rigged. bit of a downer. Rigged. Rigged. Hermes, rigged. Rigged. Mom, <laughs> rigged. <laughs> rigged. And so Sweden then went out to a huge lead. Huge. And then they put the public, uh, the public vote, and they do it from reverse order, from who's in last to who's in first. Yep. So really, only one team got enough votes to like jump over 
uh, Sweden. Yep. And Sweden came and had enough to win. So it was kind of anticlimactic because Sweden was ahead like all night. Uh, and it was the bookies' mm. favorite, and it, it was it was okay, but it wasn't like a. It a, wasn't brilliant. It wasn't a crazy no one sort of show. Ballad either. And she'd also won before, so yeah. it just feels a bit like. Ugh. She's the oh. second person to to win twice. My question, because the British entry sucked. Oh, it's it? bad. Who was it? The, I don't Low know, energy. Uh, uh, May Muller. The song. The song is. The song's bad. okay. She can't sing live. Oh. She's got no, no power in her voice. There was no energy. It was very still. I, I think we had the worst singer of the 26. Yeah. I really do. The and set my, design was great. It's just the performance yeah. no, everything, was so everything, everything else looked, yeah. looked, looked fine. And then they had, uh, what's his name from last year? Dan. Oh, Sam Ryder. Sam Ryder, Sam Sam. Ryder came out and did like a song in the interval break while they were counting the votes. And the guy was amazing. I'm like, why it can't... Was better than a, yeah, it was better than... Oh, Shiggles. it was infinitely better. I'm like, why can't yeah. this guy just be our Eurovision guy every year <laughs> until he wins? They can do yeah. that. And, clear, and clearly, as we've been proven, you can enter multiple times. You can. And uh, it was, even when they were doing that Best of Merseyside thing, there was someone who was on and they'd done it in 2020 and 21. So you can do it in back-to-back years. Mm, yeah. okay. So the thing is, like, obviously... Sam didn't have anything else he was doing that night because he was performing anyway. Yeah, yeah. So why not be our official entry? Who doesn't love Sam Ryder? I think the He's last great. time I'd never heard of him until I heard it. Um, no, me days. Um, but what? Well, the last time we won, I think was um, eighty-seven. Uh, what are they called? I don't know. Uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, isn't it? That's a band. Are they from England? Or was it? I thought it. Oh no, because no. she came out. out. She she she, she performed. Know. Sonia. No, she Sonia. came in second in ninety-three. Oh, oh never mind. I'm so wrong. Samantha Janus did it one year, I think. Gina G. You're saying? I have no idea what you're saying. Ooh, uh, just a little bit. But I'll say this. Uh, so if you're, if you're not from this, it's it's not like American Idol where you're going. I mean, some people do vote. That's the problem. Is people can't decide what they want. But some people vote for the like the best vocal performance. But a lot of times you vote for the one that's just the most out there. And or something like years ago for Great Britain, um, we had Bucks Fizz. Do you making your mind up? Now, their gimmick was they had these long skirts and then they pulled them off halfway through the act and they had the short skirts. So I think it's something you, something memorable yeah. helps you. If you've got a catchy tune yeah. and something memorable, you're going to get pretty high. Wasn't there a group like the Cheeky Girls or something like that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But that's what um, I was going to say. Sweden, when, um, I think that was 74. When ABBA won. ABBA won, yeah. yeah. Mm. They sung their song. Waterloo yeah. in Swedish all the way through yeah. until the final, and they sang it in English. Yeah, cool. Now, how how amazing is that? Again, yeah. something one of those things. And as we found out last week, I mean, sometimes songs appear in Sweden or Denmark months before they appear that way yeah. in it Sweden, <laughs> months before they appear on the American charts. So um, Eurovision's a very fun thing. Uh, I'm not sure it'll translate well to America. I think the international context of it is part of the charm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not got sure. So many countries. America's trying to do it with the 50 states. Oh, They're launching something the like it. It's not going to work because no. everybody's too similar. You still dine on the same. You're still Americans. Yeah. And you watch TV from all over the country and you're aware of it. Like, like I don't have a clue what's going on in Moldova. I also don't <laughs> yeah. understand what they're singing because a lot of them sing in their own language. Well, and and a lot of them also speak in English, but it's kind of charm of it. So will it be the state and vision contest? Them, we, 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 we've also got, <laughs> as part of it, we've got this lovely guy. He's um, Irish. His name is... 
Graham Norton. Graham Norton. Thank you, Graham Norton. I don't always, is he still doing it? I always be, he's still doing yeah. it. He was one of the four yeah. hosts, and he was in the booth last night. Oh. But yeah. unlike most the people who will be professionals, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, we got a great song coming next from Moldova. He said, we got a song from, from Moldova. He'll go. Some people are like he'll it. He'll go, I'm not crazy about At one point, he said, here it is. They're from Germany. It's rocky. Some people will like it. He goes, what do I know? I'm an Asian homosexual. <laughs> He's so. I was like, this guy's hilarious. If you get the chance, Graham Norton is often a guest on Jimmy Fallon. So go look. Oh yeah, yeah. So go look up on YouTube. Wow, I didn't know that. And Fallon thinks he's great. Yeah, yeah. Fallon thinks he's really great. He says what he thinks. Yeah, yeah. I forget he's in in a Pixar film because he was in Soul. Yes, he was. Remember that? And he's also stunned when, like, you know, you can't swear on American television and all that sort of stuff. He's like, oh, whoops, I didn't. You can't drink on the show. He's like, oh, I. He's like, we, we could do all this back. <laughs> yeah, and the woman from Ted Lasso was on there, and she yeah. was really good. She was great. Yeah. And, lo- and looked amazing. Yeah. 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 And Catherine wearing? Tate showed up, and if you watched like a couple minutes before, you got to see Doctor Who. Catherine was- Tate was horrendous last night. She was she was reading out the the, the jury votes for oh, the, the really? UK, mm. and she, she wore this Alonso dress though. that looked. She did say Alonzo, and I popped for yeah. that. She was wearing this dress that looked like she skinned a fraggle. Oh, <laughs> oh no. it was bad. Oh, it was red, no. and the cut was fine, but the material was like it was like frayed and had like yeah. just red like string kind of coming out everywhere. And then you she make kept this out much worse than it was. Oh, she looks horrendous. It was like an old seventies curtain print with like a pink feather. Tassel like thin feather top around the top and of then it, she had the she had to prove oh, she okay. knew french by doing it in both in both languages the whole way through and we're like we get it you're kind of playing against the Catherine tate stereotype but you've also cultivated that stereotype very carefully Catherine has, Tate. Yeah. so anyway uh, the last win we had great. was katrina and the waves katrina and the waves Whoa. i was looking up um because uh, david Tennant, of course is coming to do macbeth he is between October yeah. and December in London. So I was looking up dates for that Ooh. today to see when they go on sale. We're not on sale yet, but I'm. De- I caught him the last time he did Shakespeare in London. So I definitely. I need. I need to see that. I definitely want to see. Want to see him do the Scottish play? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and go. Uh, why are we doing this today? And that's because this was the pick of BFF, the BFE, Julene. Julene, 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 Julene. The pitch. Two, oh, uh, I almost did that. I have a sound recording for this. I don't know why I jumped yeah, in there. Yeah, Phoenix does this. Oh, he'd be so mad if I took this away from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. I've got a bottle of Prime for him, so. Oh, okay, that's cool. Let's go ahead and hit this here. Two Irish Catholic brothers become vigilantes and wipe out Boston's criminal underground in the name of God. Ooh. Wow, they're on a mission from God. They are on a mission from God. They're like the Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers yeah. <laughs> they're always brothers. Written and directed by Troy Duffy, who also wrote and directed The Boondock Saints 2. Which was 10 years later. And that's about it. Yeah. 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 Cinematography by Adam Kane, who's done three episodes of Grey's Anatomy, alongside, like, he's, he's had a career, but he's not the only thing you'd really write home about. Mm-hmm. Music by Jeff Dana, who did episodes of the original Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, I love oh, The music for that. Yeah, that's what you're I don't think he did the theme, but he definitely did, like, it was always this, like, guitar solo stuff. He also did Fracture. Uh, he also did uh, Boondog Saints 2, All Saints Day. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Oh, that's the last Keith film. Keith Ledger's that last yeah, film. Yeah, with yeah. Johnny Depp and all them. And uh, Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Good Dinosaur. 
Oh, oh. Pixar oh, film? I don't think I've That's seen that. That's not a good film. And the Adams Family 1 and 2, the animated one that came out a few years ago. Okay. Oh. okay. They're not bad, yeah. actually. Yeah, he seems to have moved more into animated film now. Which, uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about life-inspiring art. Shall we? Well, first time I saw <clears> this, for me, it was today. It was uh, literally Liam walked in as I, I was finishing the film. Yep. Georgia, same. Yep. Yep. Ethan? Same. I always thought it was a movie to do with the Boon, uh, the Boondocks cartoon, and then I was shocked to find out it was two white guys. And Liam? Uh, I watched it about a month ago, or a couple of months was, ago. Was that your first watch? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, a friend of mine had raved about it for a long while. That's one of them ones that just fell off my radar, and um, it came in my shop, Retro Records and Toys. For all your retro needs. And uh, I thought I'd give it a watch. And then when you said you were doing it, I thought, <laughs> I must refresh my memory and watch it again. There we go. So, it's about life-inspiring art. Duffy, uh, Troy Duffy... Uh, moved to L.A. in his 20s to pursue a music career with his band, The Brood. While seeking gigs, he worked at a bar where he wrote the script for the film during his break periods. The inspiration happened one day when he came home from his job to find a dead woman being wheeled out of a drug dealer's apartment across the hall. He then rented a computer and wrote the screenplay for the Boondog Saints based on his disgust at what he saw. I think I would have looked for a new apartment. Duffy, who was working as a bartender at Bouncer, had never written a screenplay before. No. Duffy short of the obvious follow-up joke. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I'll tell you what. When I was living in Phoenix, we came home a couple of times. It was once we came home and there were cop cars all over. We had it was a big apartment sort of... Uh, Facility. Yeah, it wasn't like a high rise, but it was like a series of like two story kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like, like two, a motel, it was like it was, it was like two up, two down. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just like each individual unit and so things like that. And so the cops came to a who were like, like, you guys can't be here. We're like, we live here. And they're like, can you come? They went come out and said, can you come back in half an hour? We're taking down your. So the one across from us. So it was across. Like, it wasn't really a hall because you open our door. And we have about we have like stairs going down mm-hmm. outside our our door to the ground, and then um, literally you take two steps, and the stairs going up on the opposite side to theirs. But he said, "Yeah, we're taking down your your neighbors for drugs." <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, sounds about right." Because that thing was like it was, it was like a sitcom. It was always someone moving in or someone always moving someone <laughs> out. Like no one stayed there. Funny. And we're like, yeah. And then my roommate had this bright idea. I'm going to get like a red light bulb and put it outside our door. So rather than have like a white light bulb, I'll get a, right, a red light bulb, which made half the inhabitants think we were the local drug dealers. Yeah, the I was going to say that. Right. <laughs> say That's attracted the wrong drug thing. Drug dealers or prostitutes. No, and, like- and you, and, 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 and you want to go like... <laughs> No, it's okay. I'm not a cop, and I'm like, look at the guy going. No, trust me. <laughs> I gathered that <laughs> you're not that undercover. <laughs> but no, it was just yeah. It was this. It was this misleading thing, and yet probably the cops thought keeping on that house. Yeah. yeah so I'm like, you're just, you're just making things worse for us. Yeah, exactly. Why did <sighs> you do that? Um, Duffy completed the screenplay in fall of 96, passed it to a producer's assistant at New Line Cinema to be aired by a senior executive. It changed hands through multiple studios, and he was eventually approached by multiple producers for the rights. In March 97, he was contacted by Paramount Pictures, who offered him a half million dollars. And later in the month, Miramax won a bidding war to buy the Boondock Saints script. They offered him $450,000, which doesn't sound as good, but hang on a second. Mm. This would be so Duffy could write and direct the film. Okay. So I'm guessing the first one, they went, we'll get someone proper to do it. Yeah. This one, they let him do it. So you get your own vision out there. Yeah, I and you can say, though. look, I have directed this. Yeah. There's a documentary called Overnight, which chronicles Duffy's rag to riches to rag story. 
<laughs> showed the script was worth $300,000, and the film was originally given a $15 million budget by Miramax's executive, Harvey Weinstein. <sighs> oh. Duffy's band, The Brood, would do the soundtrack. So now he's in on this level as well. Yeah. And as a bonus, Miramax offered to buy and throw in co-ownership of the bar where Duffy worked. <laughs> so what's it? I own the bar with who? Miramax. That's nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Overnight showed that Duffy frequently ex- exhibited abrasive behavior, causing tension for many people involved in the project. Filming of the Boondock Saints was scheduled to, for coming autumn in Boston, but during pre-production, Miramax pulled out of the project. Lloyd Segan said the project had stalled because of casting and location problems. Duffy was allowed to keep the 300 grand that he was given for a uh, writer's fee, but they required $150,000 to be reimbursed. They paid him to direct, and the $700,000 advance to develop the project had to come back as well. Wow. So pretty much almost bankrupt with the film until the independent studio franchise players came through to finance the project. Once other elements were in place, we'll come out to those in the endgame. Having found someone to back the film, filming began in Toronto, with the final scenes being filmed in Boston. The names of Duffy's band, The Brood, was changed to the Boondock Saints following the movie's release. I mean, you may as well. Yeah. The film featured two songs from the band, which played during Rock Host Tavern Shootout and Pipes, which plays during the credits. So that's really about it. Uh, the deep dive, we begin with the franchise player's logo and the Lord's Prayer on St. Patrick's Day. And we get a voiceover about taking vengeance on my enemies. And it's all very Boston. It's St. Patrick's, it's Irish Boston. accents. Yep. It's church. It is. And guns. Yeah. Yep. I have a theory now about okay. this film. Go ahead. No, not about like the plot or anything, but just its construction. Um, this is the Punisher. I this, haven't, this I haven't is, seen the Punisher. Oh, his whole thing is I take the law into my own hands to stop that, and I have complications with my religion and faith because of Daredevil. And they were making Punisher movies around this time, so I guess this is your cheaper option to go. It's a Punisher movie. I Without thought this was, a, this was a cheap knockoff of uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah, there's a lot of the way it's filmed. They've tried oh, that to not, like that non-linear storytelling. Imitate things. Okay. Um, we meet Connor McManus and Murphy McManus, Sean Patrick Flannery, and Norman Reedus. And I'm sorry, these two are not different characters at all. They're the same. They are the same. They're person. the same guy. Like they're twins without being legit twins, but also without having. Any real personality about them? Same tattoos, yeah. same way smokes. And they all, yeah. they were, like, same what they wear. They were walking in sync. They were like doing everything in sync. And I was like, are they supposed to be like some sort of sidekick things? Is this going down some sort of road? It was weird in the fact no, they kind of become sidekicks in their own movie for a bit. Yeah. It's yeah. really weird. Uh, Duffy sought to cast Stephen Dorff. Don't know who that is. Do you know what? I thought the same thing. Because the guy who weren't the guy from uh, Walking Dead... I thought he looked like Stephen Dorff. Oh, which one was from Walking... Oh, I can't, I can't Norman, tell you. Norman Reedus is um, in Walking Dead. Murphy, okay. Okay, yeah. right. Well, the other guy then. I thought, I thought for a little while he was Dorff. Oh, did you? Yeah, I thought yeah. he was. So he no, sought, to cast, sought to cast Stephen Dorff and Mark Wahlberg as the brothers. Oh, cool. my God. Wahlberg respectfully passed so he could do Boogie Nights. Okay. So I guess okay. Mark Wahlberg isn't Mark Wahlberg yet. You know what I mean? No, like no, Boogie no. Nights makes him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, uh, I'll tell you what, 50% of movies that are shot in Boston have either Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, or Mark Wahlberg in it, so take it for what you will. 
Uh, oh, I will say this about Ben Affleck. Air is like the first thing you see now when you log on to Prime Video. Do you know what? It's great. It's a great yeah, video. If you're out there, watch, watch, watch Air. It's a great watch. Oh, so is. Yeah. I've been meaning to. Give it a watch. It's really yeah, good. It's good. Yeah. And you can't miss it. So you should log in. My whole it 40% yeah. of, the, of the home screen is Air. <laughs> um, the two twins... Uh, approach the communion table and the visiting so there was a priest who was doing like a visiting service and he almost goes to stop them and the guy who's there is like no 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 we don't do that no leave him and they just go up and they like kiss the feet of a statue of jesus and yeah. leave well i they think did a little prayer as well yeah. it's, a bit, it's a bit weird well i just think that that's just laying down the rules of look don't mess with them they are you know big in what they do and even the the god can't stop them the god or yeah, or the preacher, or whoever. It just seems it just seemed odd because well, he just carried on like they didn't exist. It's interesting because as as they go to leave, we hear a story from the the priest who's now speaking. Going, there was a woman named Kitty who was stabbed, and I don't know if it's supposed to be their mom or what because it was. I just, was really hoping this was going to go somewhere. Like there was yeah. some sort of backstory. <clears throat> like there was actually some character to these people, some motivation. And they I did, felt it was something to do with them. Lot today. Well, and they did it in broad daylight. And nothing ever happened. And there's two things. Yes, we should be afraid of evil men, but we should also be afraid of evil men, the true evil, which is good men who do nothing. Mm. And so this is kind of like they've got the church's blessing to go out and kill. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I read it. Yeah. Um, although that priest is never going to show up in the rest of them. Uh, <laughs> the pre- Oh, we said already, the twins light up, and I don't mean they're happy. I mean they go outside and they light their cigarettes. And they have matching neck tattoos. And I'm pretty sure I saw a Toronto street sign in the background. Did you? I did. <laughs> Toronto street signs are blue and yep. have a thick white font. And I'm like, I find a highly unlikely Boston has the same thing. So I think Boston's green and white. Oh, okay. Typical street think, sign yeah, kind of thing. Usually yeah, yeah, every New York thing is like that. Yeah. Well, typically almost almost. Not, not like, that in, they're the same, but in, yeah. in, in my small town in Canada, it was green and white street signs. Like it just typically is oh. a North American the trope. Sesame Street sign but, is green and white. But, but Toronto <laughs> is thick white font on a, on, a, on a blue background. Oh, cool. So I was like, there we go. Can't fool me with your fake Boston. Um, and then we have the opening credits brought to you by the Boston Tourism Board, also by unsanitary meat preparation. Because for this some reason, grim. I'm going to play a joke on my brother. Call him back in. I'm going to hit him in the face with like the biggest steak you've ever seen. And then we're going to wrestle on other meat carcass. Yeah. This oh, felt like uh. such a total <sighs> shift. Because I was like, oh, they're going to do some killing. And now they're being like, it's a happy fun time. Like, is this like a flashback? Are we learning about I think that was to show this- their yeah. recklessness was. Isn't it? I will Weird say this. Though. I think this film is all going to be about what, how old you were when you saw this for the first time. Maybe, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those. Or how old do you think you are, maybe? Or maybe, yeah, but <laughs> where, where you're at. <laughs> I just got to read on Liam's perspective on it. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and so then um, they're going to, and then they start to hold, is it like a storyline that only happens in the first three minutes of the film this woman this woman comes in you're gonna train her now why it takes two people to train one i'm like you're playing this twin gimmick really hard mm. and this is coast uh this is coach beast from glee i was or, about to say yeah it's i was gonna say yeah. poor coach from beast um matilda what's the woman transport yeah Oh, she, she which, she remind, which one? Wait, reminds you of. She reminds me of her, yeah. Oh, no, but this oh. is Coach Beast from, from Blade. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. It's the actual actress. Oh, okay. Because I went, what is it? It's Coach. It's not Beard. That's Ted Lasso. And I know it's like a hmm. B sound. What is it? Yeah. And yeah, I looked it up. It was Coach Coach Beast. Um, And they kind of do, it seems like they do some casual misogyny. Yeah. 
Mm. And, yeah. and she fights back against it at first. What and like, oh come on, it's St. Patrick's Day. I'm like, how long is St. Patrick's Day? Because you were in church earlier. Now you're at your job. And I'm pretty sure it's St. Patrick's Day in the next scene as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. And so she kicks one of them in 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 the balls, and then yeah. the other guy punches her straight face. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she assaults one of them. I'm kind of, I mean, I imagine this is why they're fired, but the former's just like, oh, hell. Here we, here we, here go, we again. go again. I think again. They're, they're beating to, up women. They're trying to establish that these are not nice guys, I think, to start with. Uh, but then we're supposed to be on side with them. I think, yeah, but like, I think that's supposed to be funny, dude. Yeah, but it's lazy writing later because they say um, they don't hurt children. No, 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 no. That's no. not them. That's not them. No. No, that's, that's someone else someone who else. has those rules. That's the yeah, but it's implied that they don't either. Uh, they're about they're about we don't we don't we don't mess with good people. Good people are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's a bit they're of trying a, to make you feel like as long as you're if you're a good person, you're going to be okay. Yeah. If you're in their world, yeah, then maybe not. I agree. Uh, um, but, but apparently, fighting misogyny is makes you a bad person. <clears> well, so she, she, to this scene, she does literally assault one of them. Yeah, I know, but okay. like the whole scene is just a bit like. What you yeah, and I think it's, I think I do think it's supposed to bring the audience on side with them. I do, and so I think yeah. I, I I don't disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, because you're supposed to walk very, away going, <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy like, boys. <laughs> they like to have these really out of like out of field edgy jokes, and I know it's Boston because we had the same conversation. Was it was it the town? The town where that departed. Like, where they, yeah, where they're throwing around like the F slur. But uh, they, when we get to a seed, I with 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 the F slur, I go makes sense for for the character that we'll discuss then, and I get yes, it. Yes, shame shame we don't uh, expand upon that character because I was invested in that. But there's a scene yeah, later on where it's like, let's do let's do like this the most edgiest joke we can, and w- w- when we get to it, let's, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing how you handle that scene. Excellent. Uh, so where are we at here? Uh, oh, I think they get fired. We're never told, but they don't go back to their job. So I'm no, guessing they get fired. I think they're fired. Yeah. yeah. They, they live in this derelict apartment building. Is it an apartment building or is it a factory of some sort? Or? We later find out that it is an apartment building because it ties into one of the Because there was like a shower cubicle yep. thing. Like, I think it's an mm. unfinished something or other. Okay. Yeah. Or it's a got no shower or place either. then or something? Yeah, I have no just idea. moved into and made it their own? But it is on top of apartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just seems odd. Their apartment's derelict building. I'm guessing they're squatting. At the pub, we meet David Delo Rocca, played by David Delo Rocca. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Part was written with him in mind. Oh, no. <laughs> no way. Um, he was called Raka. At other times, he was called uh, Funny Man or something. Funny man. Oh, okay. the fu- the, yeah, Funny Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so there's this old boy who runs an Irish pub, and uh, the, our gang are all here, and they're being told. And um, in fact, also, like, there's some terrible fonts in this movie. Oh, they're so oh my bad. God. They're so bad. Every character introduction, it's literally like this cursive font that's like the third the third choice. But like doesn't give you enough time to... It gives you too much information and then not enough time to read what's there. It was also and the because same... it's curfix, you, yeah. cursive, you need to sort of dissect it as well because it's, it's a weird font. It's I a agree. weird it's cursive font. the same font they were using for the credits. So the first time they did this, yeah. I wasn't paying attention to it because I thought it was still credits. Yeah. 
Like, mm-hmm. It was it was really weird. So uh, the old boy's telling us he has to shut down the pub. I, th- I think it's intimated that uh, it's the Russians. It's something to do with the Russians. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. Russians come in and there's one heavy. Uh, his character name is Ivan Chekhov. Tells him that yeah, you're closing now. Everybody get out. And the old fella who they were just given a hard time because he makes basically they were calling him Biff from Back to the Future because he yeah. can't ever yeah. get like. Uh, expressions rights as why don't you make like a tree and get the fuck out of here <laughs> there's a word for that when you put two of them together but can't remember what the word is no there's a poem as well that does stuff like that is there yeah i can't remember what it's called okay it's supposed to be implied this guy has Tourette's right because they they play kind of oh, fast and loose they with do the concept play fast of Tourette's they do, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. um he remind me a little bit of that guy from snatch is it Oh, what? Um, um, Bricktop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, He had kind of like the thick glasses and yeah. the, as a result, the kind of glazed yeah. over look. Yeah. Uh, and they, the Russians go, fine, if you won't go, then we'll make you go. And then we cut to the next day and I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah. And two cops trying to figure out what happens with two dead bodies and then up walks an FBI special agent and if you need to know that this guy's a big deal, he gets like a rock song for his walk-up. <laughs> it's like a pro wrestler's coming in and, he and now headed to the ring. <laughs> and dances in it's this called, is go ahead it's called a malafor okay when you mix two i know about a malapropism i wonder if that's a similar concept well it is yeah it is a similar yeah, pro- yeah. um yeah because that's just mistaking one word for another word a malafor that's is, right is, Mal- yeah it's chucking two it's like um i'll it's the well i'll a bird in the hand is worth two birds in your back pocket yeah yeah. Or like I'll I'll drink that tea when I get to it. Like it's like you yeah. combining two together. We meet FBI special agent Paul Smecker played by Willem Dafoe. Quick check. How many films do you think we've done with Willem Dafoe? Uh Three. Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man's one of them. That's yeah. uh, I don't know, I'm just guessing. Oh, you said, you said we did one I just a few weeks ago. Three? I was just guessing the amount of films. Okay, yeah. this is the third, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Oh no, we did a few. Uh, the what's the the juice one? John Wick. There we go. John Wick. He was in that one. Oh, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is our. Uh, this is our. Oh, Grand Budapest. He's in Grand Budapest Hotel. This is our sixth film. Wow. My God. He's also in. Uh, um, what's the one we did with the animals? It's like a Roald Dahl book and it turned into a film. It oh, was Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fox. Yeah, he's yeah, the, he's it, the weasel. Oh. If it's a, oh, if it's a Wes Anderson film, he's yeah. going to be in it. So six. Um, so he, there's only three actors who've done more of an, We've done more films with him in, which is stunning. Samuel L. Jackson. I believe it's Samuel Jackson, <laughs> Tom Hanks, yeah, and uh, Frank Oz. Oh yeah, Frank Oz. Yeah, That's that it. makes yeah six. Though, I mean, yeah, crazy Tom Cruise. I, I was going to say Sneaky. Tom Cruise would be in there, but no. I either. thought it was going to be like four. He's yeah. a funny actor, though. Isn't he? He's he's one of these guys that play off he, the role. Key, you know, off-key characters. Was he in Murder of the Orient Express? Um, yes, yeah. he was. Was he? Yeah, he's, he was the, that, he's the German doctor. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah oh, he's well, the German doctor. Kind of they wasted him, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that for a lot of that characters. Oh, they do. All I remember is Michelle Where Pfeiffer, else? a game of two halves. Michelle Pfeiffer. The, <laughs> the first half, she was really good. The second half, it's like the worst acting I've ever seen. Probably Branner thought to himself, oh, I can't have this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a third one coming out already. They're going to do loads more. It's like a horror, it's, but they it's, it's based on it. the the haunting one. Well, the thing was the second one, Death on the Nile, didn't give it. You can't you can't measure anything by its box office because yeah. it, it was pandemic era. No, but he's yeah. gonna he's gonna milk that. I think the ones you've heard of are almost gone. Mm. If people want a Who Done It, they want Knives Out. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Something but, a bit quirky. They did that see how They want something a bit modern. Run. Like, the, the, the Orange yeah. Express feels like it's... It feels old. David Suchet will always be my Poirot. Mm. He's good. He is. I think that's why British people aren't embracing it as much. I think there is that yeah. affinity over here. I think North American audiences, it's just old. I think that um, Poirot, because it's so British-made um, TV series, I think yeah. they're trying to establish it more in America and take stories from Agatha Christie and just take them further afield. Well, I, th- I don't know about that. I think it's just like everything. If there's va- if there's value in, in intellectual property, right? Yeah. We don't remake yeah. Spider-Man because we want to make Spider-Man bigger. No, it's, can, can we still make money off this thing? Yeah, oh, all yeah, right, well, let's give it a go. To, but I mean, yeah. I think Branagh's not going to stop after three. He's going to do... I bet he'll do well, 10. If, Branagh, if Branagh's given the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like with Sherlock. Sherlock was that thing of, oh, we can do we can do Sherlock Holmes again, but we can get a greater audience because it's modernized and Americans like that kind of thing. Well, back to what Americans like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got rock music and FBI agent Paul Smecker, played by Willem Dafoe. Duffy wanted, it's funny we mentioned it, Duffy wanted Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> and then a second pick was Patrick Swayze. Really? Yeah. Oh. Did Swayze turn it down because he didn't like the script or? I don't think he'd get Miramax to sign off on it because they wanted sliced alone. Wow. Or Bill Murray. Oh, oh. now though Bill Murray has sort of get this last one. Mike Myers <laughs> for a very low budget movie. They're trying to, they're aiming high for actors, aren't they? Yeah. He did that, that last scene that Defoe does. Um, interestingly, I feel Kevin Spacey was yeah. also considered. He was, he was Ooh, good okay. in his day, though, wasn't he? I think Spacey could have done this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, makes, it makes sense for that character, arc. Robert De Niro, no. 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 But there's a guy who works for the Boston PD called Detective Greeley, and he's got a theory, and it's all about, like, really, really big guys. And then Greeley asks... <laughs> okay, I'll have to remind you, this is his first screenplay, just just, just to check. Don't he remind you of um, Sam Rockwell a little bit, that guy? Oh, what, the other guy? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Don't you look a little like a young version of him? But Greenlee asks, like Greenlee asks, who the fuck are you? And Defoe shows his badge and goes, that's who the fuck, fuck I, I am. <laughs> and then he tells Smecker to get him a coffee. And this became a running gag. I loved this. <laughs> the bagel thing. Oh, yeah. There's not a, whole, was, there's a, not a whole lot that I'm going to say I loved this about this film. But this is one of them. And if you were in that copper, would you not spat in his coffee? And <laughs> his bagel. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Investigating the crime scene. Smecker gets out earphones turns on opera on his disc man yep. and tries to divinate the crime scene. And he nails it. He 100% nails it. Such a great system that we're never going to see him put those headphones in the rest of the movie. Nope. Not once. No. No. Don't you afford uh, so much opera? I guess the metaphor of this is that much like the opera, Smecker's process is a great work of art. Yes. That's my theory. I'm on that's what they're trying to say. They're trying, they, like, they, they, kind of, they kind of show it later, don't they, with him going through the process with them, doesn't yeah. don't they? Yeah. He, says, go, in, yeah. he says, go talk to the people in, the, in these apartments and see if anybody's complained about water leaking through the ceiling. And he says, also, there's some bullet casings down there, yada, yada, yada. And um, he goes, well, we can't find the second one because they find the first bullet casing move in seconds. Mm. And he goes, check underneath the body. And he's like, oh, yeah. Here it is. He's contaminating the crime scene. And he tells, who is? Turning over a body. They've got gloves and stuff on. They've got gloves and stuff on. You can can move a body. 
They've mm-hmm. taken photographs already. Oh, had they? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, because he comes in. He's the FBI. He's already come in. They've already done a bunch of stuff there. Oh, okay. Um, he tells Greenlee, I think I'll have a bagel with my coffee. Uh, we go to the uh, hospital, and Smecker's been to see the old fella who checks in on the twins. Now, this happened off screen. He then comes and tells the twins, and he also guessed. He says, yeah, he thought you guys would be coming in for self-defense. <laughs> and he's like, how do they know this? We go to the police station, and Smecker's yelling at the, at the cops for leaking the story to the press. He says these two men are not heroes. They're two ordinary men put in an extraordinary situation, although the locals are calling them angels. And as the speech is going on, the two twins start, like, approaching the precinct in, like, we old, will, like... We will never see him. They'll be gone. Well, no. This, then Greenlee starts going, <laughs> they're miles away by now. We're never going to see them. <laughs> And then he turns around, and the boys are basically there saying, we'd like to, we'd like to talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And Smecker says, yeah, onion bagel, cream cheese. <laughs> and I laugh at this point. So we have the interrogation room, and they're being recorded, and they try to figure out how much do we want to share with these guys. And we flash back to the previous night, and we find out the twins speak Russian. Now, they don't really explain this, except for, yes, our mother told us that we needed to try a bunch of... They speak everything. They speak they? like... Italian, Spanish, Spanish, Italian, French. So my, like, so my question was, German. do they have a supernatural gift? That's what it, it's still coming across at this point. Like this, they're supposed to be some sort of... Like, I think they, they do have a supernatural gift. I think that's that's the, that, that's what the universe of the movie is telling us. Oh, okay. Chosen yeah, by that's God. Not these guys, I think these guys are chosen by God mm. in the universe of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think they are because I think, how else do you know like every language known to man? It seems like they get out of every situation. Just. Just, yeah. But they keep things humble and they just keep doing quote unquote God's work. It's hard not to be on the side of someone that is humble and just getting through and hitting bad guys yeah. and doing this. They're so leading you up to want them to be what they want you to yeah. to see. Um they tie Ivan to the bar. Oh, so they, they brawl with the Russians, the generic rock music. They tie yeah. Ivan to the bar, douse him in liquor on his backside, and then literally light his ass on fire. Yeah, I reckon that happened. Why would you, why would you, um, not in the film, but I mean in real life for him to write that? Because why would you, why would you even write something like that? I don't know. Someone, maybe, yeah, maybe someone said something I at some point. He's done research. Sure. I reckon See, something happened. That sort of thing makes you go, okay, if you're doing God's work, you're just killing people, that's fine. That's sadistic this isn't that to I do like this isn't to do with their mission from god yet this is just them no. standing up for the old irish mm. boy behind the bar yeah, yeah, yeah. but just kill him then just light him the, on fire because they try, well to be fair they're sitting there basically they're gonna shut down the bar they're gonna ruin his livelihood they're gonna come in they're threatening with violence they even say hey i'll, I'll buy you a drink at st patrick's day be irish with us everybody's irish on yeah. st patrick's day so they really do try over and over and over again <laughs> you don't have to light someone's ass on no, fire they, they held him to the bar and they made sure he had a drink sit <laughs> On fire. Just, just, just which orifice it went into is a different kettle. <laughs> Everybody has those those drinks you light up, don't they? Also, what happens to the rest of the guys that they were like, uh, like drinking within that bar for the rest of this film? I don't know. They, they might have been helpful. You know, when they start recruiting people, they had. Yeah. They might have been helpful. Um. So th- the next morning, it turns out the Russians come back and go to kill both of them. And Ivan's got his gun to Connor's head. And it's got like a hammer and sickle mm-hmm. by the by the barrel of the gun, and I'm like, well, that's subtle. Uh, one of the brothers is handcuffed to the toilet while the other is being led downstairs out into an alley. And Murphy's got a gun in his face, and Connor lifts the toilet up, walks to the roof, 
How he did not stumble and fall. I don't know. And he makes it to the roof, and you can still somehow see, because if this thing's like in front of you, like your vision's going to be severely compromised. Well, he can look through the toilet pan, can't Well, that's true. It's got a hole in the bottom, hole doesn't it? Yeah. Gets right on top, <laughs> manages to drop it perfectly from that distance where it actually hits the they'll, guy they'll on the there. head. Exactly and making in that sure, space. Yep. Making sure his handcuff chains are also out but, of it, because that's yep. a whole other and then and, he, and he also doesn't wait, like, wait and watch it, because he then also jumps off <laughs> and lands perfectly on the other guy. Now, yeah, he's breaking your fall, literally, but you're not like, oh, I'm untouched by this. You, it does destroy you, on the floor or something. you just fall in like eight stories. Yeah. Like, you're going to have some broken limbs as a result of yeah. this. Well, no, it's at least five that's stories, because yeah. that's the fifth floor. Chosen yeah. by God. Mm. That's my theory. <laughs> no, I think it's just badly written. <laughs> actually, that come back to actually later on when we come to it. Yeah, with the whole um, other guy. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's plot armor. He then uh, <laughs> not got. I'm going to compare this to something later on. Uh, oh no! He then uses the top of the toilet to smash in everybody's heads. And carries Murphy to safety. <laughs> yeah, he'd have like broken legs, broken arms. There'd be oh, no way to no. be doing this. And if you whack someone, not a scratch, not a scratch on him from the jump. No, no. Fuck. Back to the interrogation room. We find out they speak French, Italian, Spanish, and they're not being charged due to self defense. And they go like they make like a really bad like statement to the press. Yeah, we're releasing them. Like you don't have to tell anybody this. No. Uh, their buddy um, David Della Rocca brings them back their rosaries and some clothes, and they ask him, "We stay in the prison cell." <laughs> I guess just to stop anybody from knowing when you're being released. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That night, the holding cell is leaking. And at this point, I started noticing this movie loved to fade to black. Also, then they, There are fade to blacks everywhere. Where they sit up here, and they sit up at the same time, it looks like they're having some sort of exorcism. Like, it's really weird. And I'm still expecting, at this point, the film to go down... You're still calling this plot armor. This is Mission from God. <laughs> well, make it more fucking obvious, then, though. It's raining inside, Georgia. Yeah, it's leaking. <laughs> it's raining it's like inside. A <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a baptism. Baptism, by God. <laughs> This film is so fucking Earlier stupid. Earlier, it was a baptism the, of the, fire. These fades to blacks, I felt... I'm bearing my lead here, because I was going to say this at the end. It's like a really long TV pilot. No, it, it, because, felt, to, it felt to me, on that same note, like I thought I was watching a TV movie, and we were seeing this, is, blacks, this yeah. is where you would have gone to commercial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, feel, it, feel, it felt it felt low budget. Movies on it all four sponsored felt by TV. Jeep. Yes. <laughs> but you know how I like my low-budget TV movies. I do. <laughs> um, they, uh, their buddy David, I've oh, said it already, uh, they, it's raining inside. A beeper goes off, in case you wanted to know, it was 1999 when this film came out. 99, 2000. <laughs> like it's 1999. I, uh, I never had a beeper. They were very short-lived over here. Yeah. Canada, very we didn't really get them, but I had a buddy who had one in the States. Literally months before the phone really? took over here. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't think I knew one person who had a beeper in Canada oh, really? growing up. No. No, no, no. Mainly doctors and them still have Yeah, them. they have them because, yeah, you mm. just need one side of the information come to this. Yeah. Mm. Um, so Connor is. Uh, oh, so they get up. The boys wake up. The community's calling them saints. Murphy then gets a coffee. It's one of the greatest visuals. He gets a black coffee and he starts blessing everybody <laughs> with his black yeah. coffee. <laughs> that was really funny. Um,. And uh, meanwhile, the other one, Connor's on the phone getting some intel in another Slavic language. And then I've got a scene called, hey, it's Ron Jeremy. It is. <laughs> uh, we get introduced to Vincenzo Lapazzi. Was it, who, was it him? Oh, it's Ron Jeremy. Yeah, totally. I thought so. I thought, God, totally that's Ron that Jeremy. porn star guy. I've met Ron Jeremy. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I remember you saying actually. Yeah, I met Ron Jeremy. So I was at. Do uh, you guys know who Ron Jeremy is? Nope. The porn star, right? Ron Jeremy is the most prolific porn star, I believe, in history. It's just generally what you're sort of told. Um, he's and not. You look at him and you think, how the hell? Am you I? look at him and you're like, you're like, you look like a walking hedgehog. Like, what's yeah. going on here? <laughs> Isn't he in prison? I have no idea. But no idea. around the two thousands, like two thousand, he became like a B list celebrity. He did all this, all these reality shows outside of porn. Yeah. And so my second, my first year, my first year of uni, um, I was really determined to kind of have some sort of the university experience, whatever that was. And so he came to our campus, which no one came to our campus. We're way up in the middle of like northern Ontario. Like no, it, it, we're not on the way anywhere. It's just you have to go there just to go there. You guys would only book him. <laughs> and so, and so we, we booked him and this woman, and they were going around campuses all over North America debating the merit of porn. And, you know, actually, like, really quite civil. I remember at one point, some guy tried to sexually harass the woman who was doing the uh, female. Wow. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll read that in a minute. What? Um, I think that's the same article I might be looking at. So, and so, and so, I, you know, Matt had my picture taken with him afterwards, <laughs> the whole nine yards. And uh, he was, in that regard, he was really respectful on that night, which is totally get thrown aside now because George is going to read us a bit of a grisly finish to this. Georgia, what do you yeah. got? Mr. Jeremy was uh, indicated on 34. Indicted. Counts, indicted, sorry. On 34 counts of sexual assault, including 12 of rape over a period of more than 20 years. A Los Angeles judge said on Tuesday that Mr. Jeremy could not face the charges as he was thought in a state of incurable neurocognitive decline. The 69-year-old has been in prison since his arrest in 2020. Wow. wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. So he had a run, though, where he was on all sorts of reality shows. I remember that. Like, he was like, basically, it was always him, Vanilla Ice, oh Robert Van Winkle. Yeah, yeah, that's him. <laughs> um, and just some other, like, you know, Flavor Flav before he just come back. But they were just Flavor always, Flav, let's yeah. put him in a house and see what happens, yeah, is yeah, basically yeah. what it was. So, um, yeah, it was Ron Jeremy. And uh, he's there, and he's the number two to Giuseppe Yacaveta, who was known as Papa Joe. Now, what's going on here? Because is this freeze-framed, or is he just thinking? I guess freeze-framed here at this first point. Okay, because yeah. that look comes out of nowhere. Papa Joe asks uh, Funny Man, Raka, to tell him a joke. And, and the whole time he's saying, he's, he's trying to say African-Americans, and he's being told, no, use the N-word. And they're yeah. forcing him to use the N-word. So very, uh, and the so, slur used for Hispanic people so, as well. Yes. So very quickly we're going, okay, in a world where we have everybody's a criminal, it's about the mob, mm. these are the bad ones. Yeah. Because this is what this does. We clearly go. We can see Rocket doesn't want to do this, and he's being made to do this. We're like, okay, you're a good bad guy. They're bad bad guys. But not that good of a bad guy because he knows this joke and he's still saying it. Halfway through, he's like, I shouldn't. It's not a good joke. I shouldn't. I, I'm not on my game today. Yada, yada, yada. And... uh and so, so they, they they go with this joke, and it's uh, it makes him laugh. And he goes, "Now tell me another one." And then for some reason, we just cut. Yeah, we don't hear a second joke. There's no payoff that we see. No. The best you can hope for. Is, the best you can hope for is it makes you go, "Okay, maybe he's not the guy." Uh, Papa, J- not John. Papa John's a pizza guy. <laughs> That's a pizza guy. <laughs> Papa Joe. Papa Joe. Papa Joe. Um, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't trust him. He seems a little sketchy. That's yeah. about the best you can say. But the, the purpose this scene holds. 
Uh, meanwhile, the Saints are giving every trope of the mobster life. We have this overhead shot, and they throw they throw guns. Then it's all this gold, and then money clips go on the table, and they're given free reign to go into this uh, armory almost and take whatever they want. Whatever they want. There's a Gatling gun at one point, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like Connor, but Connor just wants a rope, and Murphy's like, "You've lost this." Um, and we spend five minutes on it. Yes, Murphy then goes to the Gatling gun. Connor finally grabs a rope, and they leave. And the phone rings, and it's Willem Dafoe as Smecker in bed with another man. And I went, "Whoa, that's unexpected for 2000 And I think it was an interracial, yeah, relationship. Yeah, it's, it's an Asian Relation, guy. relationship's too far of a word, but encounter hook up hook up yeah yep. didn't expect that and while he's on the phone the, the the guy who he's with keeps trying to like stroke his stomach or, or, or give him a hug and he keeps swatting him away and he goes and then he hangs up and he goes what was that about and the guy says i just wanted to cuddle and he says cuddle what a and he uses the kind of homophobic slur and starts with an f yeah which we would use in this country to mean cigarette as well yeah <laughs> um and so this is where we get this idea that uh, it's an interesting perspective uh, concept, which isn't nearly examined enough in this movie. No. If you're going to introduce this, that Smecker seems to be a self-hating gay man. Yeah. 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 Which is so much more of an interesting story. Do some more about this. Yeah. That's the thing. This happened and went, oh, this is an interesting concept. Because I was already in on Smecker just because uh, Willem Dafoe is... It's really good. Just, yeah. He's chewing the scenery, and I'm like, I like the folk. Where's this go? Oh, interesting concept. And I was following, going, where are we going to see this again? And they bring it up for a second later on. Yep. And then at the end, and I went, this is like, if this is, again, to my TV pilot and that, like analogy, this is your season-long arc. If this is like a mini, we get to like go through that. And it doesn't even have to be a good payoff. It doesn't even have to be go, I've learned the, the, the misery that I've given myself. I'm okay with my sexuality. It doesn't have to be. I thought that's where we were going. It's just, it's. It feels like it it's fe- all a build up to put him in drag later. It feels. Yeah. I agree with that. In a derogatory yeah. way. And it also feels like it's something that's brought up and they didn't consider a payoff at the end. They just thought, let's, let's make him yeah. have this. Yeah, and it it's not. It feels like it feels a lot better than I think it was probably intended in two thousand to be. And you could have, which is really weird because you see the other way around. He doesn't have to. Yeah. Like just because he gets introduced to this doesn't mean he has to see the light and be okay with his sexuality at the end. Yeah, no. but there needs to be something where he comes to. He comes to some sort of moment where he has to make a decision. He can choose the way which you want him to go, which might be a bit more accepted yeah. of himself, or he can choose to go away from it, but it should at least lead to a decision or a crisis. But this doesn't. Mm. No, this felt Throughout very much film. like a setup for yeah. the joke at the end, end and yeah. that's not okay. Yeah. Throughout the film, I was like, if this ends in like a really sort of tragic way where he doesn't accept it, go, you know what, for a film like this, I, I, I give it that. Because I was like, most films we just go, oh, I've accepted, blah, blah. It doesn't even do that. It just forgets it. Uh, we go back to the aftermath of a bloodbath. So uh, we do have, uh, yeah, we, we see this like bloodbath and we have Greenlee played by the guy's name is Bob Marley. <laughs> that's the thing. I saw that in the credits went, oh yeah. my God, Bob Marley's in. And the, I was like, that's not Bob Marley. And Greenlee says there's eight dead here. He goes, oh, no, no, wait, nine. And Smecker says, well, Greenlee's out getting coffee. Does anybody have any theories? <laughs> Every time he makes a mistake, he makes him go get coffee. Um, I, 
so at this point, because Georgia was watching around here uh, today, and mm-hmm. I was going, hey, and it's not too often I talk about the film, but I did go. I had to stop and pause and type some stuff. I went, I do like this storytelling technique where we're left ambiguous as to what happens, and then we get to see him figure it out, and that's when we get mm-hmm. to learn what happens. Yeah. I said, I like this. Um, you said you found it jarring. It's jarring a little bit too formulaic, yeah. Um, I didn't mind it to be fair. Uh, yeah, I, I like reverse engineering them. Uh, Smecker mm. is told they were okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Smecker is told by another guy they were after the fat man. At you least to say this one, you can if you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, this is, this is my little thing. So he, they're out for a guy called the fat man and some guy, I guess it's like the, um, what's the word? I'm looking Freudian for, slip. The Freudian slip and he calls him the fag man and everyone stops as if it's like this out of the bag secret, the, 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 um, Schmecker's, Schmecker's guy. Cause, cause so there was a cutaway and then he says fat man. And so I didn't know. And what I thought would have been really interesting and it's not what they did, hmm. but I thought it would have been really interesting is if we were hearing it is if he didn't say that and said fat man, but we were hearing it through Smecker's ears. Yeah. Who has turned it, but then it doesn't explain the cutaway. But this sort of self-hating gay man who we've established, yeah. I thought, oh, that's really interesting if it's yeah. like poisoning the way he deals with stuff at work because he's so worried about his secret getting out. But I think Ethan's read, which is something that I hadn't considered, is probably, mm. well, is I think it's obviously the correct one, where everybody knows but, but you don't knows. say it, yeah. but it's clearly all anybody's thinking about because it slips out here. Yep, yep. Yeah. But we never go back to it again, which you have all these breadcrumbs for a really interesting character. But it, like, I think Georgia like put it really well, because I didn't think about it, but it's right. It's just leading to that drag scene. Yep. Yep. Um, and so they talk about something. And he goes, hey, you guys have two decent theories in one day. Kind of makes me feel like river dancing, which he then does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Willem Dafoe in this movie. It's like he had no. I mean, you can tell if you're a first time director and you've got Willem Dafoe. Willem's doing whatever he wants what to do in this film. Whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, they talk about the pennies on the eyes. And one of them says, what's the symbiology? <laughs> <laughs> To which point, um, Willem Dafoe rants in a way that I wish I could at class sometimes and go, the word you're looking for is symbolism. And the symbolism is uh, you got to pay the boatman who takes you to the other side. This is a real thing. Of the it? River Styx. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. the whole basis behind it. You have to have money to pay him or else you'll, 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 you'll get carted of the in, cross and you'll be left in kind of the in limbo, limbo, limbo yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Smecker runs through the process and then we see it so what happened was the brothers are fighting in the vent and they're bickering and this is weird because we didn't see this relationship the rest of the way and then they're fighting as the fat man is swearing at at his people and it turns out the rope is both handy and not handy because as they fall the rope has both gotten caught up in the vent somewhere and wrapped around them to a point where it can support two grown men even though the ceiling can't the vent can yeah and it caused them to spin around and they're just shooting upside down in a scene that looks cool it does look cool it, it looks no cool sense. you think about it it makes no sense no, but it looks cool it 
Oh, can I vent for a second? Because you're going to bring <laughs> up something. I vent. Yeah, because... That's funny. Willem, yeah. <laughs> Willem Dafoe says a line here, which made me go, oh, you think you're so clever, don't you? Because he goes, it's like it's in a movie. And then they cut to them doing, wow, we're just like it was in a fucking movie. And I'm like, you're not clever. You're stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm vents so, I'm, I'm don't, mad, You know what vents don't usually have, though? Things for rope to get caught on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Hey, what's it getting caught They're up on? usually quite smooth. Maybe it's got the knife that Jean Reno had up there <laughs> in Mission Impossible. They do have a knife with them, don't they? They do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Rambo knife. It's the, it's, the, it's the Jean Reno thing. You do that to me again, I cut your throat. Okay, so what was actually their plan here? Why are they in the vent? Because there is no vent opening in that room. No, I'm mean, guessing the plan is to get to the other side of a door and then go in from there. It's it's like why are you. That's up? true. There's no other reason for them to no. be there except for falling through the roof. Yeah, and everything just seemed to land in their hand, doesn't it? Yeah. Which again is the like chosen, chosen by God. By God. Yeah, but like, yeah. I just wish there was. I, I'm I'm more on board with it if that's purposeful. I think it is, but I I don't think it is. I think he just doesn't know how to write realistic characters, and so it's coming across as godlike. It's godlike <laughs> because him as the writer is being godlike and not letting them die. That, I, I, I can't, I I can't, I can't talk enough, you off but it, but you're not going to talk me on. Or I, I can't talk you onto it, but you can't talk me off. You've it. talked me onto it because okay. I never thought about this at all. Yeah, that's why I, I really do think, and maybe it's because I've seen a couple of other films that kind of went down that road and yeah, yeah, yeah. did it better, but, <laughs> but did go down that road yeah, where yeah. it plays with you the whole time, going, "No, there's no way. No, there's no way. No. Oh shoot, it really is. Yeah, and you don't see it coming. No, I'm like fully accepting of it. I just don't think it was purposeful. Okay. Um, we then I should have I should have seen if I could have got him on the pod oh that'd have been cool wouldn't it I'll ask him maybe we'll do we'll have to we'll have to do a sequel yeah <laughs> actually to be fair I'm it's, it's kind of it's kind of hard to go yeah we weren't really huge fans of your movie but would you come on and talk about it <laughs> me and Julian Ford <laughs> um so Smecker thinks, yeah, he thinks we have television to blame for this. Um, back at the whole scene, there's a case full of money when the buzzer goes to the hotel room, and we see it's Rocco. And they go, let's mess with him. <laughs> so they put the masks back down. I found this funny. <laughs> this is like, how you get shot. They get him down on the God ground. God chooses these, these guys. Yeah. yeah. God chooses these guys. He's like laying The down. meat slapping. We're going to do dogma one day. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get some lays him down on the ground with these like this like blood and like you know gray right, matter right from, there, yeah. from the, all around him. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, what are you doing? His gun. He's only got six bullets and there's nine guys in the room. We're like, what were you going to do? I'm also pretty sure unless he shot that gun twice, he only uses four bullets when he actually uses it and it's empty and four. Because he says, I, I was told it was two him, guys. What do you mean? You want to use later in the film? Yeah, yeah. I think he's got different guns later. Is it? It looked like the same. It looked yeah. like the same. Oh, he's he's got, like a shotgun. He's now hanging out with the guys who have an arsenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was because he one. says he. There's this point where I go, oh wow, maybe it's like an inside joke. Because they said they were just two guys. I went, oh. Rocco's gonna have to kill the the chosen by God boys. What a crazy thing! But it wasn't and that, it, as it turns out. No, yeah. he's just he's just a moron. They've just set him up. Yeah. Um, so Smecker feels we're on the cusp of the first international mob war, he says. And again, we fade to black. Um, what's your mission black. statement? Because we get it with Murphy and Connor as they say what their plan is to kill basically the, the men in black, except for they get shit done. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're protecting the, the world from the scum of the universe. They're just doing the ones who are already here. Um, Scoop the they, punishes. They've also got big guns, so you know what I mean? Um, everybody wants to kill the guys that we see on the news, and this is the message that these are the guys who can then do it. It's like Dexter meets the men in black. Oh, I like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like the conversation that, you have yourself. That should have been. That, you pitched a show I want to see. That should have been the... <laughs> Did you like Dexter? Did you like the Men in Black? <laughs> well, here we go. They're not the Galaxy Defenders. They're Boston's Defenders. But they should be in every major U.S. city. It's like shit, That's nice, nice that Felix did that for us. Yeah, I had, he's amazing he had that pretty cute mission. <laughs> he's got that psychic ability the boys have. <laughs> he must have pitched Felix? this before. Oh, I, I, leaned, I leaned on the button. Look at that. Uh, what are we at here? Um, oh, so Funny Man says, you guys should recruit. And Rahul gets excited, and they're all on this kitchen table, and this cat's been walking around, and he oh gets so God. excited, he slaps the table, which causes a gun to fire, and you see this red splatter. Guns work. Oh, the cat explodes. I didn't even realize it was the cat. I said, really? I said, I said, I said, I said what happened? I have to explain cat, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm also <laughs> typing, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a yeah, different yeah. level of. He does check himself and the others. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, who's in there? I thought someone was trying to shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I thought it was. It was like a hit gone wrong, and then I was like, no, oh no, th- this guy's just a moron. I feel I have to pause for a moment. Oh, no. let me let me hit this. Not a pause for the parks, but a positive. <laughs> we never did roll roll a woman last week. No, we didn't. Did we not? Oh. No, we didn't. No. What was the film? It was Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians. Oh, that's brilliant. That's Why did kid, we not yeah. do it? I, I think I just skipped it when I was going through the, the, the rundown. Yeah, because yeah, we got I to the end. I did do it. No, I did talk about how Gamora kicks a lot of butt in we, we talked about the, the prison scene. And the prison scene, therefore, I compared to Jane laying in the ground in yeah. Thor. So we kind of talked about how great she is as an individual character. I'm not sure if we wanted to talk about role of women, because I'm about to talk about role of women in this film in a, <laughs> in a moment. There's oh a scene coming up, which, oh my is, good God. which is not good. <laughs> so I thought I would give you a chance on this one. Uh, no, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's brilliant. There's complex female characters on both sides. It's great. Nebula and Gamora. I'm not and sure. Pink Girl. Oh, Pink Girl. Pink Girl. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, who is it? Is it Glenn Close? Oh, um, Glenn Close. Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. just a cat. Yeah, I, th- I think she's just kind of there. She, yeah, she's yeah, a yeah. face. Yeah. Is she the one? I guess in, also the mom. She, she's the one hanging out with John C. Riley. Yeah, but mm. she's in charge. She's in charge. Okay, she's yeah. in charge. But Brilliant. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but no, easily, I think I, I think very a, easily could have been a male role. And I, th- they chose I think it's a very, female. I think it's a very usually, good, usually very um, Nova Prime mm-hmm. is a guy. So like, yeah, that's that's a change. And, there. and you know, his mother's impact was the defining characteristic yeah. of yeah. of Peter Quill's life. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was his soul. And not in the way of I have to find vengeance for her. Not in the way that Drax is, where you know yeah. you want to about the fridging of women. I mean, it's kind of it happens before before we meet Drax, thankfully. Yeah. But that's his that's his arc. But uh, for Peters, it's just he's sort of fighting this fight internally. He's been fighting since he lost his mom. Yeah. Okay, back to <laughs> the Boondock I'll tell you Saints. What, if I did the Can Boondock just... Saints first, I think I would have been so much more positive reviewing uh, Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just put Guardians on, please, and just watch that? Uh, what was that song? Is he's we we'll just put the soundtrack on? <laughs> that would make me so happy. Do 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 do. I'll hit your love. <laughs> get your love. Well, talk about getting your love. No. Uh, <laughs> he just shut the cat. 
Rocco tells uh, Connor tells Rocco six bullets and nine. This is the next day. Six bullets and nine men. They set you up. Rocco's very very emotive and saying they wouldn't do that to me they get into a heightened disagreement and they, they all shout protective of him, don't as they? they leave they go well, yeah because he's just he's just not listening to reason how do these guys know each other the, he was in the bar at the start with, with the with the irish guy well, on which side the bad the, the good guys irish side. Side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he, he, he was this was a pre-existing friendship pre-existing friendship he probably brought the clothes okay. yeah so he the brought the clothes with the, yeah, and, and, and the rosaries yeah. Yeah, it was just really confused because like he appears and yeah. then suddenly they're really really emotional over yeah. him and then it and he doesn't feel earned he mentions his boss at the beginning he's like maybe i can talk to my boss and i don't know if he's trying to imply that his boss is the russians well, I think, which is yeah. a yeah, it's a. So no, how, why are they? No, his, his, his boss is Papa Joe, and Papa Joe's not Russian, but no. it's the idea about maybe my boss can get involved in helping yeah. the situation. Yeah, why are they? Why? Yeah, I just don't understand why. Because Rocco's not Rocco's not uh, Rocco. Sorry, Rocco's not Irish mob. Rocco's Italian mob. Best the best best that I could see. That's what yeah. it sounds. Yeah. Like. And as a result, then Italian mob's going to deal with the Russian mob on behalf of the Irish. Right. So it's a little bit of a peace brokering against the devil. Because they're normally fighting each other, maybe. I guess. Or they've been doing with this for 200 years. They've been dealing with each other. Yeah, yeah, And now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, since the fall of communism, now here come the Russians. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So there we are. So they're rushing around to get it fixed. Yep. (laughs) Uh, uh, Raka phones them and says, hey, you guys, I'm okay. And he sounds a bit off. He hangs up. And then two women come in looking for the cat. Uh, we fade to black, I think. And then Rocker comes yeah. in, and he's not a he's not a good actor. He's a <laughs> he's sweaty little guy. Actor. Playing himself. Oh, he realizes he's been sold out. His girlfriend asks where the cat is. He then threatens <laughs> to shoot himself in the head if you can remember that cat's name. <laughs> and then says, "Hey, Trevor. Hey, how about <laughs> what color it is?" And then threatens to shoot her friend. She goes, I can't get a pack of smokes without running the nine guys that you've slept with. I've cleaned it up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was this scene? He goes, maybe I killed the cat to make closure easier for oh, breaking up with you. Hate killing the cat. Jeez. There was no need for that. Um, we get a new flashback, and it's Raka. Now, now it's not related to, to the Saints anymore. Now it's Raka. And he goes back and shows us. It's just stupid. I hate this. That And he says catch you on the flip-flop or whatever. He does no, say catch you on the flip, 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 side. Yeah. flip side. Flip side. There we go. And Raka tells everyone that, because uh, everyone, he finds out that it was a test. But they sent him over there to see if he was going to be loyal and right and true and all There's that no stuff. There's no test. And it turns out that. Yeah, it was a test. So shocked to see him. He goes ahead and he shoots the two guys. No, it was a test for everyone else to not tell him. They were making sure that everyone else was. Oh, is that what it was? Their mouth shut. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what the guy before they're talking about before he shoots them. There's a there's a shot which is, I'm I'm certain is because they didn't want to do like a head shot and have to do it in post where like his coat is covering the guy's head until he fires the gun and then. The guy just moves out into frame to show that he now has like a, a shot in his head. Yeah, it's cool. And I am I'm certain that that was because they didn't want to do it in post, and I don't know if I like it or don't. No, just do the head up like you've been shot and put somebody yeah. in the way. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. Good for low budget. Uh, did you know that uh, in Wizard of Oz? Mm. Where's this guy? Here's, here's, a a weird, here's a weird combination. Yeah, <laughs> the scene where um, there's a shot where. Um, the house has come down. It's landed in Oz. Yep. And then Dorothy opens the door 
and she's all in sepia and the world's all in color. Yep. And everyone's trying to figure out how did they do it, and it's really actually boringly obvious once you know. Uh, did they cover in sepia? Did they what? Did they like? Did paint they like her. paint her? Yeah, like, yeah. They yeah, painted, they painted everything in sepia. Oh, so including so it's a shot from behind of, yeah, yeah, of her stand-in. They 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 like paint her, so her clothes or costumes brown, is just yeah. in sepia. Mm-hmm. So you walk through and it's all color. And then the next shot you get the reaction shot coming through a door of Dorothy properly as she is. And then it's That's it's clever. she's in color. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, how do they what do they do? I was thinking, oh, they must have hand painted each cell. No, no, no. <laughs> you just 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 paint the door. That's cool. Yeah. It's great. I give her a brown outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's cool. I guess this is the only time I can say, good job, or behind the scenes department for there, Wizard of Oz. This is the only time. There's a similar thing in yeah. pop fiction where if you look carefully, you can see there's bullet holes in the wall before someone sh- before anybody shoots. Oh, okay. So that way, that. that way, when they do the reaction shot, they turn around, there's bullet holes in the wall, but they were actually always there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rocket Kills everyone to find out it was a test. He makes a plan to get rid of Papa Joe. The twins say it usually doesn't work like that. And he says, it should work like that. I should be the guy who helps direct you into who you kill. And they go, what do you think? And he goes, I think I like it. And I'm like, this sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust this man who just shot a cat threatened to kill another two women who just their worst crime is that they're addicted to drugs i guess yeah and and just shot up a bar so this is not the most hinged man they go to a strip club where we're supposed to be a guy who they want to get rid of and there's some malarkey about masks because he's got a mask that's all torn (laughs) up to shreds and pretty much tells you who it is the homemade one yeah and they walk through the door well there was a world before amazon it was harder back then (laughs) Uh, and we have an action match to Smecker then coming through the same door and then he explains what happens and we get everyone coming in they're shooting through the doors and yada 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 and then there's something that's really going to be hard to justify which is we get first off the camera placement of this passed out woman with her breast just in the foreground and then Rocket decides he's gonna cop a feel Yep. That's yeah. Weird, it? <laughs> it's not just this weird, it is wrong and disgusting, and I turned on and, the film. And the music tells us this is funny. And it is not It's funny. not funny. No. It's not funny. They, play, they try and play it off as even more of a joke earlier by saying that he needs to make good for what he did. Like, that's not... Yeah. That, make, that doesn't... Oh, like, I'm going to balance the books out by doing... If I can do this, yeah. it erases what I've done. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. makes no, you're it not worse. You're not wrong. Yep. Yep, no. Um, and I think the film, I think Troy, whatever his name was, who directed this, I think he plays it, yeah, it's supposed to be a lighthearted tee-hee-hee moment. I don't think it is a lighthearted tee-hee-hee moment. No. Yeah, the way women are treated throughout this film is just disgusting. Mm. Be an interesting question when, when we have Julian on to go kind of, what's your thought on this? I, mm-hmm. not, not in a judgmental way, but why do you, th- th- there are some clear red flags here. What do we, wh- 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 where do we go with this? clear red flags about the writer-director because he's got a joke in there that is in there to make derogatory comments about two different races that really doesn't serve much of a purpose in the film. He treats a gay guy very... It is the villains, right? Yeah, but this is written by someone who... Right, like, but I'm why saying... Are these all, if we why go back are they to, all in But here? if we go back to Snatch, okay? If we go back to Snatch, Snatch... Okay, if we go back to Snatch... Yeah. There are characters in that film who are racist. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make the writer racist. He means he writes characters who are racist. No, I get that, but okay. like the treatment of... Every single minority, including women, in this film is very dodgy, and it just makes you it's go, a very you un- it's a very unfortunate thing. It's it's also I'm not I'm not defending the film because I'm not really 
as I think is quite clear, we're kind of where it's down the film. But when you watch The Departed, one of the opening lines as well is Jack Nicholson using racist language against black people. Mm-hmm. And so there's this idea here that part of Boston is this hard, homophobic, racist edge to it, not justifying any of it. Yeah. You know? But that seems to be a convention of film set in this location and in this subculture of that location. I just think it's a dangerous line to walk where I think all stories should be able to be told. But there is a dangerous line when it is you are almost glorifying these two men and they are still. I would say these two men, these two men, these two men have not done any of the things we've talked about, though. Mm. no they haven't but they're in cahoots with people who have and seem to be absolutely fine with people that have and that's we bit people watch this who then also think that it's okay to know people that are like that and that's i don't think anybody watches this and think that's okay there's oh, a no, skewed there, there moral judgment in, in places between that do think this is some characters i will say this liam i think the film plays that the the, the 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 copying of the feel as a joke yeah oh yeah that, you, I, I that musical that. sting but yeah. in mind is now, i don't think i don't think anybody's saying try this in writer. real life there's a difference between fictional characters in real life yeah, but yeah, we do yeah. have to worry about the values being presented yeah. mm. okay um where am i at here uh oh another cops talk about how he's still shaken up from the coffee shop shootout today smacker doesn't know what this is and demands to be taken there immediately after he figures out that it's one guy crossing his arms and doing some weird shoot it's it's remarkable how much this guy figures out without his <laughs> even now that he's lost his discman i think he ran out of batteries and needs to find out what star lord did to keep his walkman going absolutely i like you this idea I like this idea all the cops are watching him like in the crime scenes just humming the opera to himself and just <laughs> throwing shapes trying to figure out what's going on. That guy, just got weirder that guy was the Green Goblin, so you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so at the coffee shop, Smeckers goes nuts because he can't figure out why these extra people keep getting shot. And he says the killers won't go down quietly and he storms out. Meanwhile, Papa Joe needs backup. So he goes to this old underboss and says that he needs El Duce. And El Duce is played by Billy Connolly. <laughs> and they make him out to be some sort of absolute nutter. It's like you took you took Sean Connery in The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> and you multiplied like his like zaniness by five <laughs> jeez and we see parole granted because it's just that easy apparently well no there is this parole is granted because strings have been pulled hasn't it yeah but it was was he i guess he was due for us because they, they show you him in chains 25 to oh, yeah. cage cage. like he's got like the hannibal electric you know, treatment he's yeah. got everything hasn't he yeah, so his strings have been pulled says 25 to life and the man beforehand when they're talking about him is saying that he's been in prison for 20 to 30 years so okay. they are is mm. it le- that does at least line up Rocker plans the next hit. He tells us this guy's the worst of the worst. The saint says they'll take care of him. Uh, Smecker is, and this time they go through it. And by this point, you're getting a little bit tired of Smecker going through all the crime scenes and sort of figuring yeah, out what's happening. Yeah, it gets a bit laborious. So, I really like this. I so now say. he's there with them. This is how it should. This is so good. This is really cool. This is the good one. The best part. I'll get to it in a second. But uh, <laughs> no, so exactly in the scene explaining what happens, and then we get to the end where everybody's inside the house, and like the the, the two saints and Araka are shooting their guns, like and Defoe's on the end using his like finger guns <laughs> to like. Shoot alongside them it's great this feels like defoe like that feels like a defoe choice being like i have got a great idea like he's like he's up to 10 in this scene yeah meanwhile we cross cut to the chief baddie who's taking a dump (laughs) 
he then takes the t- we, we got some full male nudity in the process too um oh yeah i, I, I didn't want to see the booze but I, I just don't like unsolicited dick in my films i'm not gonna lie okay <laughs> I just, just don't need to see it would you so you're asking for something kind of like the uh dark mirror episode where you get choices so would you like to see, dick, like in to the see the dick or not no i wouldn't yeah. I would, every film that's like unless it is like a film that is supposed to be like sexualized i don't need it i don't i don't want your realism oh. i don't want the dick coming there's so so many other ways to shoot that shot there's a shoot that shot involve a dick there's a great there's a great you ever see shallow grave Oh, a long while ago. So, Shallow Grave, this girl, thing. Chris Eccleston, and you, and so basically, this girl, the ninth doctor, and young Obi Wan Kenobi get an apartment together. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, they, they need a roommate, though, for a fourth. And so, they get this roommate, and he goes in his room, and they don't hear anything from him from, from, for like a, a few days. And they finally decide they need to open the door. And they open the door, and he's laying naked but but oh, you see because the way it's just like his feet are on the floor and he's like on the bed backwards so you, the first thing you see is just penis that's all, <laughs> that's all you see and, oh my and, god it's a danny boyle film and not much of it it is a danny boyle film uh, yeah. so and he's got a bunch of money and they figure out what do we do with this money because obviously he's got some sort of cd underpass but it was just i remember watching the scenes they just open the three of them you're like what, what are we going to see when we open the door and it's the last thing you expect yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like off himself or something like that but you don't re- but it's the comedy of like this naked man with a with who's not very well endowed you know and then you know um as opposed to what you thought you were going to get when you opened the door. So, funny. <laughs> but once again, unsolicited. I also didn't like that. What was it when we watched Kids in the Hall, was it? And we watched the old one, and they, oh, they all were yeah, naked yeah. in that. I was like, I just don't need to see it. Like, no, it's even worse because it's old men. Exactly. Oh, it's, not, it's, not, it's just, it's just it? penis. Okay. Not, I need to watch this film. Because Chris Eccleston no. just looks like my dad, and it's really Don't weird. get me don't wrong. Don't get me no. wrong. No. But penises aren't attractive, even in the, like, when they're supposed to be attractive. They're weird. Okay. Like, and so, like, don't, vaginas are as well, but this is a different conversation. I think mine but when is. they're not supposed to be there, <laughs> it's moving on. Yeah, yep. uh, I wish I could fade to black on that. Uh, here we are. Fade to black. Um, where are we at here? Uh, oh, so they then the finally the big bad guy comes out and he's got like a towel rack and he's fighting uh, Raka. And for some reason, he's like, no, no, he's got a. This has got to be his kill. They decide, and the Saints back off. But then not. Well, he's got to be his kill, but we can help a little bit because they roll him a cue ball, which yeah. he takes and oh. like smashes the guy's head. It's like, what? Um, <laughs> he really goes to town, doesn't he? Can someone just wake Pip up for me? He's having a little dream and he's a bit shaky. He's okay. He'll be okay. Okay. Um, outside, it's Armageddon, we're told. Willem Dafoe's all the way up to 10. It was a fire fire. <laughs> what? His, his costume is like, it's a man who's been put through a oh, wood shipper. Yeah. I don't know what's happened, but he's like, he's just a disheveled Is he man. on LSD or something? This is like he's the last guy surviving. They said, go back and tell your king what happened here today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but instead, he's like imagining all this. And he goes, his they go outside. They go outside and there's six men. And yet we don't see six men. We just no, see El Duce. He's, he's losing it, isn't he? So he's yeah, he's losing it. He's been right all and I think along. This is the point. Yeah, yeah. So Defoe grabs his gun and legit sh- he he legit Defoe shoots his gun in the air. Yeah, like not the finger gun this time, no. a proper revolver, and, and pulls the trigger. 
Um, so many fades to black. Il Duce eventually takes off. Greenlee, Greenlee goes, what if it was one man with six guns yeah. and they treat him like he's an idiot, which of course they do. He's been wrong throughout the, the whole movie. Yeah, 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 and yeah. this time he's right. Yeah. I loved that. That was good. Um, the blood has been treated with ammonia because we saw them spraying the blood before they left, which is brilliant. And um, Smacker is like beside himself. Even we get a suspect, we have nothing that we can use on them. Nothing. It's just funny how um, Billy Connolly's character uh, is supposed to be the hitman, and yet he misses so many well, they times. They all missed him so many times. I too. did. I, I, we were watching it. I went, yeah, hey, you, you want to know why? You want to know why? Troopers. God thing. All three of them, protected by God. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the only one who gets hit? Finger boy. Well, that, gets, well, the, well the, one gets They, they, shoulder, they get one in the yeah. arm and one in he's the right. arm. But he's okay. He's he's not, right. not, yeah, yeah. You expect more, don't you? More damage. When, we, exactly. when we get to a point about Billy, Billy he's, Connolly. He's got oh a big God. old cigar in his mouth. Do you want to know why they put the cigar in his mouth? Uh, stop him from talking. Close. <laughs> Close. They could be laughing. They could stop him from smiling. Because <laughs> Billy Connolly's like, is, is like an old comedian who just kind of plays like, like he was, he, He's kind of foul mouth, but he also plays like teachers and things like this in films and stuff in the past. This idea that he is yeah, the idea that this is your final level boss who's going to shoot everybody. He just loved it, so we're like, you're smiling. So they gave him the cigar because it would masquerade the idea. But he was. Do you think he went out there and went pew 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 pew? (laughs) I think him laughing makes it better, but also Uh, I don't think it was laughing. I think it was like like he was like a little kid. Yeah, he was like he was like such a sweet smile. Like we got to get rid of that. this is a man who's doing 25 to life for murder. I feel this is a guy who would be giggling about this. But also... I'd be at Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck is he shooting them? If he's gonna... Well, he's been told. This is, the, this is, this is, the, this is the deal. Like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. His, his role is when we need you, we, we break you out and do this. Yeah. You know what's really so annoying? It upsets me. These people have enough thought in their brains to carry ammonia with them in case they get hurt to spray yep. the blood but they don't for a second go shit maybe we should pick up the finger we've lost well they couldn't they couldn't find it well they don't look well, keep in mind a guy's shooting at them no he's gone by this point well the police he's will be left, showing up yeah. at some point won't they? you know what I knew I Surely put my know, finger on you that. know where you'd lost your finger <laughs> A smacker, anyway, goes, who are they? And they he falls down. The right and he happens to find the fingertip. <laughs> so stupid. And he find pockets it. Why pocket it? Well, because we start to see... Well, it well, yeah, what well, happens no, later. No, yeah, yeah, but why, why hide it? Conceal it. You'd go, right, we're going to take prints off this. Well, because this will lead you to the two guys. And I think he started... On a dime, he decides I'm okay with them now. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? So... Um, then they are the three men argue, and then this is our our two saints and uh, Raka. At this point, I think Raka is the leader of the group. Like I think it's the saints are almost like background characters. Yeah, He's I don't really so know why it's called the Boondog Saints because this is not about them by this point. They then cauterize each like other's Shrekker's film. They then cauterize each other's wounds with, a, with an iron. Which with an I iron. did not watch. Yeah, you turned your back for that because like they put the iron on the like gas stove, and I immediately knew what was coming. And well, that's a clever idea. Uh, Raka wants to take out Smecker, but the twins go, no, he's a good man and he's not to be touched. Yep. Fair play. Yep, yep. Smecker runs the finger and then recognizes <laughs> Raka saying, oh, I missed it. Because we see the bit where yeah, his where memory, where he's walking by him. Carrying the stuff, yeah. Smecker the then over drinks at a gay bar and uses a homophobic slur on the bartender. <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling you, gay people aren't represented very well with the people who see it either. Nope. Because it's a lot of very eff- 
effeminate kind of. Um, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to mimic Twinks. it, but I think you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's the, it's not a bear gay bar. Let's put it that way. No, no, no. no fair enough. Yeah. Bear, like the big sort of burly man. Oh, okay. Big bear. hunky guy with like... lots of hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, more so the stereotype of the effeminate gay man is oh, what yeah. we saw there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. It is the 90s, yeah. though, isn't it? So that's going to be a little uh, bit more. Actually, it's, it's, the, it's, it's filmed in the 90s. It comes out in 2000. Oh, okay. Which, to be fair, I think, 2000, Will and, I, I, I think we're still, still a couple of years. No, we're... I think Will and Grace has just hit the air, so the public has a lot. There's They're... Perspective is going to change a lot in the next 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocker happens to see Smecker because Boston is like Mary Poppins London. Um, <laughs> they run into a Catholic church and Rocker plans to pop Smecker against his instructions uh, and they all go into the confessional booths. Uh, Rocker's got a priest hostage. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, as he's about to shoot him, one of the other brothers is in the other booth and grabs and puts a gun to his head too. And then Smecker just kind of monologues and goes, look, you know, what do you do when you've got these guys who are getting the scum off the street and the law can't get them, but they can, what do I do? Yeah. And the, the priest eventually goes, the laws of God are higher than the laws of men. And that seems to be okay for, um, for them. I disagree. With, with 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 what the the laws of God are higher? Oh, yeah, yeah, than no, it's just just about it's just about a movie. Yeah, no, I know, I know, yeah. but they're trying to justify it. Um, well, the priest is speaking from his perspective, which is a priest. Oh, well, yeah, true, yeah. yeah. And that's why that's why Smacker's there. He's going, look, there's there's what's legal and there's what's right. And I think the problem is that what's right clashes with what's legal. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, you're just getting somebody just to go, oh, that's okay to do that. That's okay to do that. Like he's with the boys, isn't he? Indeed. Um, so, uh, he's decided he's going to help them and we cut to a phone call and they tell Smecker of a truth about El Duce. So like, this whole, like, oh, he's on our side now. I think the, they've now started a phone relationship with the guy really quickly out. Of and they're like, screen. they're like teammates. So what? Yeah, <laughs> we there, missed the scene. There was nothing in between to say, you know, we're going to become, I'm helping you. No. Didn't he also get a tattoo on his hand as well? Did he? There was a shot of someone's. I thought it was Willem Dafoe's hand with the tattoo, like no, the matching. It's, or is it, does it go it's cut back? Reedus. It's uh, one of the brothers because at the end of the film they all sh- they show that they're both. Yeah, no, because they'd already shown it yeah. in the film. I thought it was. Also, yeah. I thought Willem Dafoe would like pledge his allegiance that quickly, but it didn't. It wasn't clear. <laughs> no, no, I don't think he did. Uh, where are we at here? Just come out of the booze. Yeah, uh, uh, Smecker goes to the retired. Not Smecker. This is uh, sorry, um, Papa jo- Joe. Joe, Joe yeah. not yeah. the pizza guy. Papa Joe <laughs> goes to the retired underboss who's placing urinal cakes into urinals for some reason. Makes and, sense, then, I guess. And he's going, we've lost control of El Duce. And I'm like, what? You didn't see? You, you didn't, didn't see that coming. You didn't think about what we were going to do after this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. This is stupid. And to go back to the old crime boss, that's a big no-no. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Rocket and the twins. They've been captured off screen by Papa Joe's guys. I rewound. Yeah, but you don't. Like I thought I missed something. Times. I thought yeah. I'd missed something. Yeah, no, 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 it's just it just it just happens it, off screen. It just seemed odd. Pop. How did they get caught? Nobody knows. Nobody Who knows? Because that's we, did, we didn't have Schmacker to do his little backtrack yeah. this time. God was he was, was he was getting time. ready. He's out of sleep. Papa Joe walks in. <laughs> Jeez, Papa Joe walks in and shoots Rocco dead in the chest. 
and Papa Joe's guys remind him about El Duce, uh, a, a guy that he set free, and he's like, I'm leaving. You guys take care of it. And we're like, what? Yeah. Uh, the, his finger blown off, and now he's been shot in the chest. The, the Saints, meanwhile, set themselves free, and there's a knock at the door, and Willem Dafoe is in drag. I didn't see this coming thoughts. at all. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts. Go for it. Yeah. This feels like I just got cold and this feels. <laughs> I ha- I, I've been flip-flopping on this because I keep going, is this supposed to be funny? Or is yes. it like, will it, yeah, because then I was like, is Willem Dafoe, has he gone this insane that he thinks this works? Because this feels like he's done this before. So, where, where this are we is supposed a, this to is, go? I didn't see this this is a funny. world before YouTube tutorials. Like, he knows how to do this. I didn't yeah, see this as funny. But, the, but then are they, suppo- are they implying that, because the, then I'm having this other moment where the guy at the door either knows that Willem Dafoe is a man. No, he doesn't. Or is... Yeah, no, he makes that he doesn't. This is the thing. He, pa- he passes. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm just having these thoughts the entire time. Going, is there something else here? What's going on? It's What's really going on. It's. I think this is the film making a mockery, but because we're watching it in 2023, yeah. where this is much more acceptable, it's weird to watch it because you, your brain wants to go. They're not making a mockery of it; it's accepting. But actually, no, I, I really don't think it is. See, I the think the is, whole thing is a setup for this. We've joke. had movies where people dress in drag and fight crime or bad guys. I mean, Two Wong Fu, yeah. thanks everything, Julie Newmar. Nuns in the run. Nuns not uh, sure. Like this idea of cross dressing yeah. to take out the bat. The problem was we wrapped this up with a character who was a self hating homosexual. It seemed like at the same yeah. time. He's so is this liberation for him as he's realizing it? It also kind of creates a suggestion that homosexuality and transvestitism is is is, is the same thing, and and they're not. But also, there's the line where he shoots the guy and he goes too far. As if, like, this is well, this is a joke. This is wrong. Thanks, Max. I shouldn't have done Dropped this. Dropped ahead a bit, but... Oh, sorry. We were close. We're close. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, Megs is like, hey, welcome, yeah, yeah. welcome, welcome. Can we talk about the drag scene, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, we were talking about uh, how this works, and I think the addition of that line makes it worse. Worse again. It'll be interesting, because I, 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 I want to unpack that part, because I have two thoughts on that as well, and I don't know which one's right, but I want to I present both. Okay. Um, so, uh, he walks in and he's in drag, like I said, and, uh, he kisses the guy at the door. They go to a toilet. passionately as well. Yes. They go to the toilet and Smecker lays down on the ground and is doing some dirty talk with the guy who goes to unzip. And at the last moment, the guy clearly cottons on. Because yeah. his wig falls backwards. That Smicker is a man. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And then he gets shot. And then Smicker has a moment. He goes too far. Is too far what he's done as far as his sexual representation? Or is too far the fact that he's now, not only is he aiding and abetting, he's shooting. See, Both. There's one thing that look, look the other way when the guys are doing the bad stuff and helping them cover up by not going after them, even though you know who the bad guys are. He's crossed the line. Or is it a step when now I've actually pulled the trigger yes. as, as a member of the FBI? Yeah. I want to say He it's cannot a bit be of, in the FBI anymore. Not after doing that. Yeah. I feel it's supposed to be the, the second, 
because of the scene at the that end. That was my read. Yeah, um, where I, he's. I read it as the first. So okay, yeah. my read was I considered it, but yeah. my read was the too far was about him as an FBI agent because he puts the wig back yeah, on and goes I, back downstairs. Like the, the, the so, does he kill more people after this? Yeah, but I think he I gets, think Ethan's. I think what Ethan's he, saying is right. I think he's basically made his. He gets. He's, he's gone. I can't. Be, I can't be a copper anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I at first I I, I had I the thought, same thought process as Georgia, but because of his final scene later on, I go. I think it's supposed to be. I've gone too far because then he watches the. The, the the end scene and goes oh no how horrible but i but because of the implications that him just being in drag in general creates because of his character it can be i can totally see it as either way and i don't know yeah so i'd read it as he'd already decided he wasn't in the police force anymore once he decided to team up with them and therefore, yeah, yeah. then that that's an interesting story. Story. interesting it's not where i went but uh, yeah. okay yeah i guess yeah, you. I, I can see that yeah. I, saw I, it, I saw it as though he was trying to justify the ends to the means you know like try and he weren't going to cross the line by killing anybody or shooting anyone but yeah. he was trying to get to the end of the end game if you like yeah until he killed that guy but what his end don't... game was i had no idea yeah so, i still don't know what his purpose was of showing up no yeah, or, or how so he knows that he needs to be there at night, yeah, or any yeah, of that yeah, it stuff. Makes no sense. I know we're going to get to it in a minute. There is a there. It must be like at least two scenes of Schmackowitz cut because the Schmacker we see at the end of his scene to where we see him next, it's like it's something's happened. Yeah. There's a complete plot point that's gone. You may have to jump in because I'm not sure if I got it. Yeah. Um, Smecker then goes downstairs and kills another guy, but is taken out by Il Duce from behind, although. He's obviously not shot, I guess. This is the point because he gets he gets done by El Duce and I guess falls to the floor. Yeah, and then we see him again in in his final scene where it's like, oh, I'm in a suit. I'm gonna go to the court proceedings. That's but right. Yeah, is, yeah. There's a there. What happened? Because I went, oh, I guess he's dead. Or Il, we're gonna get some. Cl- Il, and then we don't see him. El Duce doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who makes a mistake about killing someone. No. Yeah, this is no, th- but. There's also it's that's a missing why, scene. Yeah, also that's why I read it as the too far line the other way because he then immediately goes and shoots someone else anyway. If you're that's true. if you're having that conversation with yourself of going, I that's too far, I can't kill anyone else, you don't then immediately kill someone else. I think he's losing the plot. Which makes me read it as that way. But it's yeah, yeah it makes your sense yeah. your side makes more sense. Why would you turn up anyway in the first place? <laughs> it just it feels like it's supposed to be a joke. It's like we've got a gay character, but we're gonna make a joke out of him. Because he's yeah. going that's, that's crazy. That's how it feels. Yeah. And that's or is that just a, a way of getting him in the house? I don't know. He's an FBI agent at that point still. You can get him in the house so many ways, mm. couldn't you? Well, but, I mean, it's a very different thing if you show up in the house and go FBI. I mean, it's a different... Yeah, yeah no, 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 but he doesn't do it as FBI. He just, he'd be able to he'd cut to him back at the computer finding it, out where it, they is are. Is there not a female like, FBI agent we could have sent in with the same gimmick? Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, ladies, we appreciate you getting dressed up, but Smecker's still the most attractive woman we got on the force. <laughs> it's dangerous out there. Even even at his age. Well done. Well done, Smecker. That chin of his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's almost Desperate Dan-like. Um, what do we get? Desperate Dan is for our British <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, El Duce then goes and encounters the boys as they're reading the last, their family prayer to someone. This was brought up earlier because Raka wanted to learn it, and they went, no, you can't have this. This one's not for you. This is us only. family recipe. But also, if you're going to keep saying it, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd have learned it by now, the amount of people that have killed. Raka didn't strike me as that intelligent. No. no. Um, and I feel he's like this in real life. <laughs> 
Um, and they hear Il Duce, they draw their guns, and then he finishes the prayer. So he's obviously a relative. Is he dad? Yeah. That's what I don't he, know. He calls him dad, doesn't he? Dad? Is he yeah, uncle? Yeah. Is he? What no, is he? Dad. So here's my next thing. <laughs> Which is why they are. She needs we, are we are trying to get Julian on, on the program at some point. Here. If, clearly, if he's the dad, and he has these same. By the end, he clearly has these same kind of beliefs, unless they hashed it out at a scene that we don't see. He's going, these are clearly my sons. I'm going to shoot them. Well, I don't think he knows it's his sons until he hears them. Until he hears them start saying the prayer. Because he's the one who told them. the film told me that. Dude, you're coming in in from behind on them. He sees the back of their heads. Like, oh, there's my boys. Remember, no, no, I mean, I mean, in the scene when he's got when he's got his six when he's got his six guns. When I'm like, that's a because he's been in jail for twenty five to thirty years. Their mums. Ah, never mind. If we consider that, I'm wrong. If 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 the speech at the start is about the mum, we could then associate that there's been no pictures in the last eight nine years. No, exactly. Mm. Yeah. No, so you got two guys with pretty close cropped haircuts looking wiry with guns in Boston. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... Forgive him for not realizing straight away who they were. And they had Irish accents, not Scottish ones. (laughs) And it was dark. (laughs) Just saying. He had sunglasses. No sons of mine are... I hear his accent. This is not the same. Uh, three months later, um, which we three months later, I'm always like, ah, oh. uh, we get told that Papa Joe will likely walk by the, by the, the, I've never once heard like a news reporter go, well, it's fairly likely he's going to walk. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the odds are saying. The saints then storm the courthouse and take out Papa Joe in the most brazen thing they've done. Um, and they do their big speech. They don't want the tired, huddled masses. This is the speech from the side of the um, uh, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. Give us your poor, give us your tired, give us your huddled masses. Again, says, this is we this- don't want that. We want your corrupt. And this is again like like Pulp Fiction when he does that whole. You will know my name is the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of them. Ah, I guess. Uh, the epilogue, and it's just them sitting in a room, and they're asking their dad, uncle, whoever, how far are we going to take it? And he goes, the question is, do you have, not how far are we going to take it, but do you have what's needed to go as far as what we require or something, something like, like that? Yeah. Doesn't answer the question. No. And then, we just, and then we just cut to a news report of people having different versions of viewpoints on if the Saints are a good thing or a bad thing as we roll credits, and You're that's the movie. You're aren't you? you, you, you got to have some people think, think that they're these Robin Hood-type people. Then you have the other people go, hang on a minute, you've got to take law into, you can't just take law into your own hands. We have to have... I get, but it's just a strange way to leave the movie. Well, yeah, because he's trying to he's trying to tick every box. I guess the theory is they're still out there. But you'd know who they are. They'd be caught in a second. He's, we've got pictures now. Yeah. I, I mean, think- if this movie happens in like 20... 20- 15 even with like you know cctv everywhere There's like no it's way. over it's, it's over. over game over they're tiktok stars now i think the film's trying to make make you oh really makes you think about the laws and ethics of the morality of killing evil people hmm but you've been telling me they've been chosen by god <laughs> these are very awful people clearly because you've told me that your moral ambiguity doesn't work in your oh, final 30 seconds. Maybe we'll bring Julian on and ask him his question. Do you think they're bad people or not? Because, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I disagree with you. <laughs> so there we go. It's like the news <laughs> oh, report. No, I don't... I, the, the, the film just, like, it's... it's 
in way to interpret i don't know the like the way they're trying to justify not even it's justify the film but has present been very it. much these are good people and then at the in the last 30 seconds during the credits, really makes you they're think. showing people going oh i don't know and you kind of go but the whole time you've been telling me that yeah. they are so why are you questioning your judgment in the credits of your own i'm not those people haven't had access to them hanging out together i have i know more than they do i think you're supposed to though <laughs> i think you're supposed to leave it in the air I think John Wick should have ended well, the, like that. Yeah, I mean, the movie's named after them. I mean, clearly they are the yeah. heroes. Yeah. They just for to. one day. Just for one day. All right. Uh, let's finish this up really quickly by saying, remember what I said about music, mm-hmm. how he's going there to start his band? The attention paid to the Boondog Saints and the fact that Duffy's band be producing the soundtrack are the small but significant interest in Bit Buff Duffy's brand, The Brood, which had previously been ignored. The band consisted of Duffy, his brother Taylor, and two friends, Gordon Gordo Clark, clever nickname, and Jimmy <laughs> Jackson. The members frequented several North Hollywood taverns and were featured in the bar scene of the Boondog Saints. After being courted by Maverick Records, the band eventually signed the deal in 1999 with a subsidiary of Atlantic Records, which, having produced their first and only album, Release the Hounds, Duffy had changed the band's name at that point from the Brood to the Boondog Saints. The band's debut album sold 690 copies in total. <laughs> I want a copy! Shit. So that, that is uh, that. So <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah, but someone needs to be wanting to buy it, though. That's the problem. Did they? Um, did they release it on vinyl? <laughs> I would argue probably not. I wonder if it is still available anywhere. If anyone, I want. I it. want a copy. I wonder if it's on streaming. It'll be. I imagine everything's on streaming except. I found out that Garth Brooks is not available on Spotify this week. Oh, was he not? I was playing a game, and it was like, name me, put your best country song on here. And I'm like, oh, I, I can win this easy. I know. It wasn't it ain't going down, the sun comes up by Garth Brooks. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a banger of a country song. And went for it, and uh, no, there's nothing on there. People doing covers, but not Garth. Garth himself has refused to put his music on Spotify. I like Thunder Rolls. Yeah, everybody likes Thunder Rolls, don't they? And what's the other one? The about the, uh, the bad guys hang out with bad guys but something i don't know what's that song i got friends in low places yeah that's a good song bad too. guys hang out with bad guys <laughs> <laughs> you knew what i meant i got well, friends got in low places. places where the whiskey's dry and the beer chases my blues, blues away my title for which this film have been called <laughs> bad guys I'll hang out with bad guys okay no it's good, it's good song it's a big <laughs> hit live the CD album is available to buy for one dollar. Oh, one dollar. Oh, wow. We need this. So there. Yeah, I'm not putting that up in the thing. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Patreon.com forward slash Where did you find this? Oh, just on Disc- Discogs. Discogs. One pound. Or one dollar? One dollar. One dollar. Less than a pound. 77 cents. I definitely do not need that in my life. More copies for sale. <laughs> I, I feel oh, like no, I need it's just to, the one. <laughs> I feel like I need to to hear this. It's ridiculous. We, we <laughs> yeah. I uh, I think I can, I'll be okay in my life without hearing the the music of Troy <laughs> Duffy in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a signed copy. Is it is it even is less? It less. Sixty <laughs> p. No, it's eleven. It's eleven pound twenty one. Wow. By signed by Duffy himself. Yeah. Ooh. I hear oh. if you if you up it to twenty to twenty dollars, he comes and sings at your house. <laughs> <laughs> get this, the he tells, soundtrack. He says that second joke that we didn't get to hear from Rocker. Bring bring Gordo with you. The second soundtrack, <laughs> you can get a signed copy too. Is that right? Yeah, and that's two pounds more. 
<laughs> wow. Ooh. Oh dear. They didn't do a second. They didn't do a second album, so it must just be yeah. Uh, There's probably the whatever they got for They just did the two the movies. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, just we might. Oh, do you know what? There's there's a few been sold. You know. Yeah, six hundred and ninety of them. <laughs> there's been four sold this year. Four sold this year. <laughs> <laughs> He's More trying to get all of his copies back. Yeah, their tour is like three bars in that region. And that's about it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, we're about to be joined by BFF of the BFE. OG BFF of the BFE with quite the background. Great background to- Hi. We can't we can't see Julene yet, but we can see her background. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Um, I use this for Zumba. Let me just figure this out. Certainly, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Hey, hey, there we are. Hey, how do we? I like your t-shirt. I just. Thank you. It's Mother's Day. I figured women change the world. Oh, is it Uh, American Mother's Day? I'm sorry, Julian. I would have picked a different day had I known. Jeez. Oh, it's okay. They're all at church. I'm I'm here at home like a heathen. So, <laughs> <laughs> in the UK, we do Mother's Day uh, in March, March and April, sort of time. Yeah. Yeah. but in Canada, we oh, do it really? the same time as the Americans do. I oh, imagine yeah. it's got to do with when spring comes to various regions, and yeah. just comes a little bit sooner to the UK it's, than it does. I think it's, it's oh, that, mean, that makes Day sense. Too. Spring, spring, fertility, motherhood. Yep, all it. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how's things? How's things with you, Julian? Good to see you. Oh, good to see you guys too. Oh, things are good. Things are good. Um, as as you know, you know my family lost our lost our our furry our furry family member March sixth, yeah. and oh. I was kind of like recovering from that. I've been kind of off, you know, off everything because he tough. was sick for a while. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, I've been I've been a little bit more active now. I um. I still teach Zumba. That's a business I'm doing. I am, I am now um, making clothing. I'm. I also make clothing. Um, like I knit clothing. I make clothing. I design clothing. That's cool. Um, I was, yeah. I was doing like toddler couture for my family, just <laughs> for funsies because. Why not? It's fun to dress up toddlers in high fashion <laughs> clothes. <laughs> And uh, from from there, like my sister was like, "Oh, that's really cute that you did for our niece, Snacky. Can you make me something else?" So I've been doing that, and uh, I have been reaching out and reaching out and reaching out to a particular author to be a guest on. It goes down in the PM from when we come off hiatus. As soon as his people get back to me, like I don't want to, I don't want to say the name because nope, I don't think it. I just I want I want so bad th- for this author to come oh, on. My that's show. that's the worst when you're so close and they're yeah. so big. We were so close to a so big one for a while, and really, uh, uh, it looked like we were gonna we were for about a, two months. We were like really on the line, ready to get someone with some sim- significant name value, especially in the UK. <laughs> Maybe yeah. uh, especially in the UK and can but but people of a certain age. Well, but it, it was definitely. It would have been, yeah, it would have been good. And then uh, I, it just was when it was time to go, okay, can we, can we, can we lock down a date? 
and then they got a bit cagey and then i yeah. waited a bit and said hey can we hey how you doing i'm still really excited we locked down a date and they didn't respond i'm like oh wow that's interesting yeah so yeah you, don't you never sc- know you can never tell you can never tell you don't want to scare the fish but we've been we've been very lucky but yeah you never know and it's uh it's 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 harder now that the pandemic's over when it's the pandemic mm. people no even even, <laughs> even celebrities were bored and be like yeah, yeah i'll come on and talk to you yeah now it's like people got like dinner parties to go to and stuff again Things so to do again yeah yeah the holly weirds calling yes <laughs> yes uh man julian with all those side projects you've got more energy than i do i swear you do like I've, <laughs> people ask me how i get all the stuff done i get in my life but you've got way more going on than i do it seems like it's wild because during the pandemic i made like a whole bunch of shows i was doing a whole bunch of shows um and i think part of that was because i couldn't get out there and do stuff like i love i love doing business is my jam like i like investing time and money into things seeing how it shakes out if it return i give it i give everything i invest into maybe i give it two years because business number one is getting your feet in the door uh year one for business is getting getting established getting your feet in the door and not dying year one is sink or swim basically if you don't make it and if you are still standing after year one no matter no matter whether you're in the red you're in you're making profit if you're still there and able to sustain then you're good so then year two is going to be is all about building that clientele that year one i like to say is about making sure the business is viable year two is about building clientele building the name and then making that money and seeing a return on your investment in my per in my humble opinion so if it doesn't shake out by year three, then I know it's time to cut your losses. Liam, you're a small business owner. I am. Coming up to six years now. So you've, you definitely were left standing after year one. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So this, man, I mean, it's it's the grind, isn't it? Yeah. COVID actually did um, put a dampener on things because the government not being a... Because, a, because you have a brick and mortar store. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and being um, a non-essential item, <laughs> yeah, I guess like, so. Like food and drink and stuff like that. Unlike food and drink, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, we're more of a luxury, and the government basically said, "Go online, buy everything online." Yeah, I don't do online. Oh. <laughs> everything is sold uh, in the shop. But you, you know what I'm talking about, then, Liam. About do, yeah. about year one, two, and three. It's tough. It's tough. I still have sleepless nights. I say to people, because they say to me, what's it like running a business? And I always say, it's a bit of a minefield. Get people who specialized in things that you don't really know too much about, like the financial side of things, because I learn from them. I mean, I have my own accountant. It's best to do that rather than try and do it yourself. Yes. Um, I think. Yes. Uh, and um, I always say to people, nothing is ever guaranteed. Um, you have highs and lows. Um, but... I'm, I'm as good as my next week. So if I have a bad week, I feel like business is going bad. And then I have a good week and I go, well, actually, that's not too bad. And uh, You just so- described how I feel about the podcast numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, you, it, it, you look at it and so, you go, it's all right. It's that good week. You like hold on to that high and you're like, this is it's gonna work out it's gonna be fine you get that bad week and it's that existential dread like 
bullshit. How am I going to pay rent now? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've found out that everything, as long as you pay your dues and you put the work in, nine times out of ten, it pays off. So yeah. you just got to be passionate uh, that, about what you do. Don't do don't do a business you have no passion into or nothing because if you're not willing to work and put those hours in. You're not going to get a, a dividend back from it. Then, then it'll it'll be work and it'll feel just like work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish someone would have told me to get an accountant because my very first business, which was Mom is Always Right Media Productions, Liam. Let me tell you. I attempted to do my taxes myself. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. I went, no way. I went, no way. And somebody invited me and went, just get an accountant. That's best to do that. Yeah. It's money well spent. And I do. <laughs> A lot more stress off my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Wish someone would have told me that. <laughs> yeah. Very wise words. Definitely. Get an accountant. <laughs> um. You shared in, in the group chat, and uh, your young, the, the young man in your life, I believe it was, just did a run of Greece at their school. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, I'm so proud of him. He did a fantastic job. I was so because he when he first tried out. Okay, I did not realize how labor intensive it would be <laughs> for the parents. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So he's like, can I try out? I was like, yeah, sure. He comes home. He's like, oh, I got the part of Kaniki. I was like, what? Yeah, hey, Liam, you played Kaniki. Yeah. I played Kaniki. But yeah, but um, thing is, his, the understudy ended up doing it because, oh. you know, he's a, he is high functioning autistic. Um, He's become very verbal, but he really struggled to remember the line. Okay, and you know deliver them so he ended up like but he ended up in a lot of scenes because he ended up dancing because he really does really well with dancing singing and all things musical so I'm seeing my kid in like scene just dancing and, and like singing along and doing grease lightning like it was great if dancing I'm not so good at <laughs> <laughs> You and me both. <laughs> nah, you're, you're 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 a much more natural mover than I am. Thanks. He, he well. had a he had such a good time though. He made friends, and one thing I wasn't expecting because you know just my history tells me this will never happen. And they said, "Oh, you know, I want to thank all the eighth graders. Can you come up to the you know come up and say a few words." He he took the mic and thanked everybody in the cast by like all his favorite people in the cast by name, teachers like, he, and and he was like yes and thank you for letting me be a part of this. He was so sweet. Good and for he, him. He was so he was so fantastic. Uh, so he's off to high school next year then. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> well. Let's see what else you're ready for, because I hold in my hand. You haven't done this before. Oh, yeah. You haven't done this oh. before. I hold in my hand the BFE questionnaire. Okay. Are you ready? I need to get like a, like a, like a sound effect for that yeah. is what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's our, that's our uh, 
We'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Something's better than nothing. So, right? series of questions we've asked the BFFs, the BFE, when they've come on for their episodes. When this one's done, I'll come up. I've already started coming up with round two. So, we'll always have the oh. BFE questionnaire. Here we are. So, just a couple of questions. You don't have to answer them all. Um, it's up to you. Uh, we don't get too personal or anything like that. But uh, if for some reason you're just like, nope, don't want to answer that, that's totally fine. Uh, it's it's generally quite uh, quite light fare. But it helps us understand a little bit more about you. Question number one, I have stolen this from the Colbert questionnaire. What's your favorite sandwich? Um, oh, my God. What? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I never thought about it. I know. But I, w- I would have to say... Uh, Philly cheesesteak, no mushrooms though, but Philly cheesesteak, straight straight from one of those street vendors in Philly. Now that's a cool answer. That does sound really good. It's very geographic specific. Oh, okay. Oh, to get a Philly, to get a proper Philly cheesesteak, you have to go to Philly. You don't do that anywhere else. Oh, yeah. And and you got to go to a street vendor. Street vendor, yeah, yeah. Like in Toronto, you want to certain cities you want to eat the street food. Certain cities you don't want to eat the street food. In Toronto, you do want to eat the street food. It's the street vendors are fantastic. Oh, cool! But some of them, you're like, don't, don't, don't go near them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although that is that <laughs> is changing. I think, I think, I think restaurant touring is changing, and the food truck is becoming more of a thing. Uh, Julian, question number two, almost on a related topic to that, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't think so. Well done. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like Julian was. But, but no, and then thought about the parameters. Well, there's bread and there's meat in the middle. <laughs> but no, but no, it but still no. doesn't feel like a sandwich. No. Yeah. Uh, when you go to Starbucks or the coffee shop of your choice, what is your order? Oh, that's a uh, venti cafe americano with coffee nut syrup and six splenda. Six splenda. Oh, wow, that is sweet. How oh, is it? Six splenda shots. Yeah. What's that? It's like six sweeteners. Sweetener. Oh, okay. oh okay. yeah. yeah, that is. Ooh. <laughs> Even for me. And a ristretto shot block. Okay. Uh, I do like a white Americano, so I was with you for, for, for most of that. But, but I stop at two sweeteners. Uh, but I, but I, I do a shot in mine as well, so there we go. Is that Dog? an espresso shot? Uh, no, when I do a shot, I do a shot of sugar-free caramel. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, sometimes if a sugar-free caramel is all right, I actually don't take any sweeteners anyway because it's, it's a nice little bit of flavoring to it. But yeah. yeah. Wait, no. <laughs> On that note, Pip, you want to read this question? Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs. There we are. Dogs all day. <laughs> uh, toilet paper. This isn't a yes or no choice. This is a. <laughs> this is a when, when you when you when you hang it. Does the is it overhang over the top or does it hang from the back? From the back. From the back. Oh. No. Interesting. Oh, Pip's very curious on. about what's making us all. What's making us all so whatever. You you wanted to say hello. His face is right up to the Hi, microphone. Pip. Hello. Oh, you're being said. Someone's being told you're a good boy. Are you a good boy? Good boy. Probably not. Probably not. No, you can get down. A good boy. Oh, 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 oh. If I was there, I'd give her. I'd give him some dog treats. <laughs> Tried to pull my headphones off. He did. He did. <laughs> Listen to me. So I, have to, I have to say dogs because, in my opinion, I feel like cats kind of own you. Oh, I had interesting. A black cat, yeah, I had a black cat once, and um, I lived in an apartment building in the hood, uh, and one of our our neighbors had, like, mice. So I was losing my whole mind. I was really about to burn my freaking apartment down, and I was struggling with the groceries, trying to kick open the door, and 
this black cat just jets by me. Next thing you know, I hear plop, 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 plop. This cat's just molly whopping like the mice that <laughs> wandered into my house. Wow. And I was like, okay. And then the cat just looked at me, held us, held a dying mouse in its in its little mouth and looked at me like, so can I stay? <laughs> yeah, I Your job is big. done. Yeah, I named it Binks and it was with me for it was with me for like two or three years before I moved out here. Uh so he got uh, she Emily Binks got kidnapped when oh. when I stopped in Vegas to see my sister. So Oh no. Oh sorry to hear that. Well, that might yeah. might maybe you can channel that emotion to the next question. Because I'm asking um favorite swear word. <laughs> <laughs> um I have to say, well, it's a it's a cross. I have three favorite ones. Uh, <laughs> this well, is like you okay. when we ask you for a grumble. Yeah. <laughs> English or Spanish? Uh, we'll say whatever it is that is your favorite. Go ahead. Okay, so then I'll have to say "fuck" is my favorite swear word, <laughs> and then and then in Spanish, I I I like rotate between "hijo de gran." Puta, puñeta, and coño. I know the ones got referenced to a female body part. <laughs> Something. I believe that was that Something. was that was the, that was the puta. I believe that is the female body part. Oh, okay. No, that, that's a that's a that's a bitch, isn't it? That's a. That's oh, is that what that is? Whore, isn't it? Oh, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like basically, uh, I like. Hijo de gran puta, because it's like of all the putas in the whole world, You're the your biggest. mother's the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, fav- favorite season? Oh, um, fall. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, totally with you on that. Yeah. Even my wedding was uh, theme was falling in love with Robert and Julene, and it was all fall colors. Look, I, this was the giveaway. Oh, that's nice. Like a little tea stump with yeah. the, the little tea light that smells like pumpkin. <laughs> okay. Not including engagement rings, the most I've ever spent on a single Christmas or birthday present is. Um, oh, I bought my husband a pair of Tim's. A pair of what? Like it was like a pair of Tim's. And it wasn't like the single sole either. It was a real pair of Tim's. It was like the double sole const- like constructs. And it was um it was like two hundred and forty nine dollars. When we say Tim's, do we mean Timberlands? Is that what we're talking about? Oh yeah. It's like a it's, it's a boot. It's like a, it look, the boot. Yeah, it's a boot. Okay, yeah. it, it I just wasn't like familiar with seeing Canada, Tim's is like Tim, Tim Hortons. Hortons. <laughs> so it's like, you're, it's like you're saying I got him a couple of Tim bits or something. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's like a Timberland boots. Oh, except his were black. Okay, but they were definitely like the construct style with the yeah. double sole. Yeah. Um, best, and you can take this word, the word classic, however you want. Best classic video game. Oh, Super Mario Brothers three. Hey, the wizard Ooh, can't be wrong. <laughs> there we are. Um, burger chain of choice. Ooh. Now you live in Cali, uh, so I was uh, there's one I'm expecting, but it might not In-N-Out. be the answer. Is it In and Out? In and Out. Okay. <laughs> We're all going Gaga for Wendy's because we just got it over here. So it's really good. <laughs> just what we're doing here. Uh, what's on that burger? 
Um, well, me, I'm I'm really picky with with my my beef. So, <laughs> but if I if I if I do grab like a beef burger, yep. it it will, it will be from In and Out, and it will be cheese, grilled onions, lettuce, tomato, pickle. Oh God! Uh, well, well, sorry. Ketchup, mustard, lettuce, tomato, pickles, onions, and cheese. That sounds like my That's sort what of say, It sounds like your burger, Jordan. Yeah. Yep. I sometimes don't have cheese depending on if I'm feeling the cheese vibe or not because sometimes the cheese can just take over everything. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, no, that every apart from that, yeah, that's, that's me. I'm with you on that. Vacation. Yeah, like when, oh. Go ahead. I was going to say, when, you put, when I put cheese on a burger, like there has to be other favorites to balance it out. Yeah, like, definitely. Has a, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, vacations on your feet or on the beach? Oh, I love beach vibes, but no, I have to be in the forest somewhere, like camping and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And hiking, camping, hiking, you know, foraging and and like fires and cooking. So I think now Julian's dog is barking in response to Pip (laughs) 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 because Pip's gone nuts. Uh Here's one. Georgia no, can't no. hear, but we'll make sure she hears the result. M&M's, plain or peanut? <laughs> uh, oh, it has to be plain or peanut because peanut butter is my favorite. Okay, so peanut butter is your favorite. If those were the only two options available to you, there's a bowl of plain and there's a bowl of peanut. Which one are you reaching your hand okay, into? Peanut. Peanut. Okay, peanut. great. Peanut. Cool. But, but out of all of them, peanut butter is the response. Gotcha. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do like... <laughs> Georgia just put her face literally in front of the lens. Um, yeah, uh, no, I hear you. We just, we, my opinion, we don't have enough flavors of uh, of M and M's here in this country. No, we've got plain, M&M's. we've got plain, we've got peanut, we've got brownie, crispy, and salted caramel. We have five. Crispy. Yeah, we have crispy. Do we not have crispy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do. They're gone. Oh, we got crispy here. Yeah. Ah. We don't have almond. Yeah. We don't have any of those fancy other ones you guys have. We don't have mint. Oh, I like the mint ones. We still have Ooh, mint ones where you are. That'd be lovely. Yeah, mint ones are yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yet another reason for me to visit visit England. There you go. I, like, <laughs> I, I want crispy M and M's. Sorry. On that note, not including people in your life, if you move to a different country, the thing you'd miss the most is blank. Um. From here, uh, that's tough. Our country is going through some things. Food. I'm I'm gonna go with food <laughs> because in New York, in back in New York, I get pizza. Here, I get Mexican food. I, I will miss the food. It's a popular every- choice. Uh, every time I go to Canada, when I come back, I bring a suitcase full of Canadian food to try and get me through the the the, the next month or so. Anyway, it's it's good times. But then everybody wants me to share it. So. Yeah, we do. I was going to say. It gets <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun. We have like tasting parties and things like that. That's nice. good stuff. There's a place near where I usually go that starts selling ruffles. So I might have to just oh, start like, yeah. I might have to just start sending some your way. I'll give me some all dressed ruffles. Um, you got a friend for life. Uh, not that you didn't already, but like you can lock it down. You can lock <laughs> it down with some all dressed ruffles. <laughs> go easy on you next there we week. Go. <laughs> uh, there we go. On that note, favorite potato chip flavor. Oh, so um, the hot and honey, hot and honey. 
Ooh. Should I explain this? Hot, hot nani? Hot and honey. Oh, hot and honey? Wow. Is this yeah. like, is this like Lay's? What is this? Um, you can get it, uh, hot and honey Lay's in the little Pringle style can. You can get hot and honey wise cheese puffs, which you can't get it in California. Wow. If you get it from, if you go on the wise website or you, or I go back to the East Coast, I can get hot and honey wise chips. That's that crazy. sounds right up my street. The hot part, not so much. No, but usually they're not that spicy when they're that sort of thing. It's America. It is hot when they oh. say it's hot. I like. Oh, can we have an English hot and honey then? It's just, yeah, so it's just honey. spicy and honey. <laughs> no. no. I've seen this exact uh, Pringles can at the same place that does the Lay's. So if I'm there anytime soon, I might try to pick that up as well. Check the date because sometimes <laughs> at those import yeah. shops, they're a little bit they're a little yeah. bit past their best buy. Mm. But I do enjoy it. It's always good to get that stuff. Um, the best sporting memory of my childhood. Now that can be either something you did or a memory of sports on television that you watched. It's really quite open. Uh, oh, going to a Lakers game, Staples Center. My grandmother was dating a dude and he brought us all to Staples Center and we got to watch the Lakers. Is this Kobe era Lakers? Is this who, who what era are we yeah. talking here? Kobe? Yeah, it was Kobe. Absolutely. Kobe. <laughs> Kobe. The Kobe Lakers, they were dominant. Yeah, absolutely. I they, hated they them. Were <laughs> because they were good. Because they were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you remember 09 Lakers where it was like three in a row. Three. It was, uh, no, was it 09? Yeah, it was on, It was 09 with uh, Kobe, Shaq. Uh, yeah, with like Kobe and Shaq. Kobe and Shaq's earlier than 09. Oh, okay. No, it had to be. When was Kobe and Shaq, I think? Kobe and Shaq was, I think, right around the turn of the millennium, like 99, 2000, 2001. I don't know when they left, but they won about three in a row back then. No, no, then. no. It was 03. It was 03. 03? Okay. 03. Cool. 03. It has to be 03. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, um, yeah. Kobe and Shaq, yeah, they, were, they, they seemed un- invincible until they just couldn't live with each other. That was the oh, big problem. Really? Yeah, yeah. So the question was who was gonna who was gonna be moved out, and it looked like it was gonna be Kobe for a while, and then they said they decided to trade Shaq, which was the right call. Shaq got old before Kobe got old. You know what oh, I mean? Okay, yeah. Shaq started to break down. He won a ring. He won a championship first after he left, but then Kobe won like like two. I think Kobe finishes with five championships, and Shaq finishes with four. Oh, okay. So, I have yeah. to say the best artifact in quotation artifact of that era was the Shaq diss track called Kobe Tell Me How My Ass Came. Yes. <laughs> he did a whole rap because he won first because they had a big public fight. Oh, okay. And so he gets on. He even did some of it when he was like on stage. So like uh, when you win a, a sporting championship in North America, you get to go like do a parade. Yeah. And everybody follows you to wherever it's going to end up. If it's baseball, you usually go inside the stadium, but otherwise in a big parking lot or something like that. Everybody takes the mic and says, let's come back and do it again next year. And the fans go, yeah. <laughs> and then Shaq gets up and he starts rapping. He turns his butt to the camera and he's like, hey, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> oh, and then and then Kobe wins two more. <laughs> it tastes good. Jeez. Rapid Shack. Rapid Shack. Rapid Shack era was so funny. Um, he he made a rap song called "Do You Want Me to Pass?" and and "Do You Want Me to Shoot?" and he went to perform it. 
and he went to he went to perform it and there was a line going out the door and he said do you want me to shoot i was like no (laughs) (laughs) his song was so bad i started making videos and um called can you shoot better than Shaq?" and i would take his shooting average from each game and go up to like the little courts on washington like on um on a is it oh is that over at like washington park and edgewood park and be like all right so this is Shaq's uh, shooting average can you shoot better than Shaq? and i'd make videos of little kids shooting better than Shaq. because <laughs> Shaq was like seven foot two so he just stood underneath the hoop yeah you give him the ball he just jumps up yeah. and dunks it that's, yeah. that's, or he just taps on the glass yeah. but the minute he gets more from like three feet away from the basket he really was quite limited uh, so they just foul him they call it hack a shack and you'd go to the free throw line to get your foul shots, but he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so that was people's strategy. Just keep fouling Shaq. Yeah, keep yeah. fouling him because if we let him shoot underneath the hoop, he'll make it. But yeah. if we make him go to the line, he won't. <laughs> but it didn't work anyway because, as it turns out. But it didn't mean the last two minutes. They just, the Lakers would just take Shaq off the floor oh, okay. and be like, you can't, you can't foul him now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there we are. And uh, I got two more here. Favorite current TV show. Current TV show, yeah. Um, oof, uh, the rook, no, 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 Mandalorian. Mandalorian, Mandalorian. there we are. <laughs> Ethan just woke up there. He was like, "Ooh, <laughs> not Mando's not getting a lot of love for season three. It was the it was it was the favorite child of of sort of television for two years. It's it's my life with that season. It's been a little rough this year for the public uh, viewpoint. I'm not caught up. I'm two episodes in. I didn't mind See, it. I, I see and I don't know why I like I completely love I love this season and then last one not to be morose we hope it's many years from now a song you would like played at your funeral uh, oh 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 my god I I have so many favorites this sucks oh oh there's <laughs> there's a kid called TX2 and he wrote a fight song to in protest of all the trans and drag bands. And it's called There's No Love Like Christian Hate. And I would like that played at my funeral. Oh. All right. So there we are. The BFE questionnaire. We'll be back with a fresh set of questions. Let's see how many of this is because I gotta do I've got round one. I'm ready to I've been starting to whenever I think of a round two question, I'm putting on my phone so I'm getting myself ready. Because <laughs> we'll debut that with, with our next uh, that's everybody through cycle one. So there we are. Mm. Uh let's talk a little bit about um about Boondock Saints. Julian, why why did you choose this film today? Because it's my all time favorite film for forever over all all the other films. <laughs> And what? So, how long ago did you see it for the first time? Oh, um, I was stationed on Whidbey Island. I was getting ready to go on my first detachment, and my room, my barracks mate was having a party, and she said, "We're all about to watch the Boondock Saints," and I was like, "What's that?" So I went, and she's like, "But okay, you could watch with us, but you have to drink every time they say a prayer." Every time they say "Lord," you have to drink. I was like, "Okay, you got it." <laughs> so, there, good memories. There was that. 
Oh, if you, if you could remember it after yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched the movie. I don't remember much of that. I do enjoy a good, a good, uh, a good drinking game that goes along with a piece of uh, entertainment. Yeah. If it came every time Sweden got 12 points last yeah, night. Yeah, last night it was every time a country went Sweden. I went, hey. Every time a country went either Sweden or Israel. I went Sweden specific because I felt pretty confident. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that song was not Shout good. out to Leah Howard for putting me on to my very favorite movie. <laughs> and I don't know where she is now. Oh, bless. So there, there's kind of part of it which feels like it's movie-centric, but also part of it which feels like it's a memory and it's a relationship and these things are sort of, they sort of cross over into each other. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's just, uh, I mean, it has all, it checks all my boxes. And I know you guys already know, it has the, the pew-pew and the <laughs> pew-pew, boom-boom. And the boom booms. Um, I'm happy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, it was a first watch for three of the four of us today. Liam had seen it before. Only a few months ago. Only a few months ago. Yeah. And so, there's a, a few things. Um, a few things I'd be very curious to get your take on as, as it is your, your self-rest favorite movie. If I can start with what I think is the most pro- – what I found to be the most problematic part of the film which is when they're in the gentleman's club and rock and there's that shot of a woman's breast in the foreground and rocker cops a feel <laughs> and the music's kind of like I don't <laughs> and it's kind of played for a little bit of humor and i think we had a bit of a rough time with that specific scene what are your thoughts on that yeah. well that's the thing rocko always his his whole characters he's like his little, his vibe is a little bit off he i think his whole thing is he's a creeper and he just happens to be the creeper that hangs with the guys that that kills all the creepers i think he's like the one person that they felt like could be redeemed when i first saw the movie like again i absolutely loved the movie it doesn't mean i don't see like they're, they're like oh okay that's not creepy sure. at all and then he and he was like, you know, I'll tip her. I was like, okay, so he must be their pet. Did he say I'll tip her? <laughs> that, did he say that? <laughs> I missed yeah, that. He, he, he did. He was like, you know, oh. they, they, did that, like, they did that sexy music. Yeah. He's copying the yeah, field. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And then, and then they turn around. What the fuck are you doing? And then he goes, I'll tip her. Like that. And I was like, okay, like. So, okay, so he's he's obviously their their pet criminal. Like he he's the pet criminal. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of some other key spots in the film here. Um, oh, his little end drag thing. Oh, Willem Dafoe and dra- so Willem Dafoe's storyline, where he's obviously uh, a repressed or self hating homosexual. Um, and then it comes and it kind of hits at Zenith with him in drag. And we couldn't figure out. It was like two storylines intermingled at the end, but I don't know. So, so is the drag means to an end to get into the house? Is the drag some sort of fulfillment of his own personal journey? Are they both happening simultaneously? I, I feel like through the movie, he he's he yes he has been like he's kind of like self-loathing 
you know, he's queer but self-loathing. He doesn't, he's closeted. He he makes little jokes here and there. It's almost as if he wants to be out in the open, but feels like he can't. And then he hates himself for it. Subsequently is slightly is abusive towards his partners and other queer people. And then in the end, when he uses, he dresses up in drag as a means to gain entrance to the home, he says, oh, um, for, what's his name, Jimmy? Jimmy or Joey sent me. And yeah. he's like, oh, you know, he sent over some primo box over here. And he, you know, they let, a, they let him into the house. I feel like, if, if you notice, he seems kind of okay in drag. Yeah. It, it's like William Defoe, I think, is an excellent actor because if you notice while he's playing the detective and he's he's doing all these things and he is straight passing, he he there's something slightly uncomfortable about it. But when he is in drag, he just seems OK, like, OK, here I am. This is it. This is it for me. So I think I think. It's kind of like a self-fulfillment for him primarily. And the excuse for this self-fulfillment was, oh, I need to get into the house. So I'm going to dress up in drag when really that's what he he wanted to dress in drag all along. Now, we, we, to be fair, we, we don't see maybe there's something that's hidden that I didn't see in, in, in the film. It doesn't give us any indications that he wants to dress in drag prior to that. So we kind of have to infer that, I think. Um, because it's a different time. It's ninety nine two thousand. I was trying to ex- oh, not trying to explain. I was, I was Will and Grace is just about to hit people's screens, so people don't have a very nuanced understanding in pop culture of homosexual characters. Just have not been a thing. The closest well, we I, go ahead. Excuse, I, I apologize. No, I was going to say. Well, they had Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. They had. If I'm not, I'm. If I'm getting the dates correctly, Tuong Fu, thanks for everything, yep. Julie Newmar. Have that. Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, you know, but the one specifically about drag was drag and the one with the most like gay representation, honestly, was like the birdcage. The birdcage, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, and Tuong Fu. The but it's always like the story is always where, okay, well, you know, this is who I am. I'm, I'm okay with this. And other people's not going to like it. I love the fact that the this other part of that story is told where I am gay and I don't like it. And I don't know how to be okay with me. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm processing what you're saying. So, Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, no, it's just, just I think Judy's just talking about there's representation there of what is at the time and it still is an issue for some people is um like inward hating um in the queer community it is it is still a thing and obviously to see that represented is a step forward. Um but I guess I I have a different reading of it to Julie and I think it is making fun of it. But if you are to read it in that way, then it is that is a step forward. I can wrap my head around the notion of he's been so closeted and we see that in the scene at the shootout where the guy has the freudian slip Mm -hmm. 
And then what would his biggest fear be? It would be people thinking he was anything less than hypermasculine. And so then he presents himself in drag, which is the most outward appearance of I'm not hypermasculine. I'm wearing a dress. Now, do I think the storytelling is as sophisticated as it would be today? No. <laughs> and I think we'd, 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 we'd ask for more of a journey for our characters today between I'm gay and I'm going to dress in women's clothes because those two things, as we said earlier, aren't necessarily They're aligned. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. One can have nothing to do with the other. Exactly. And so there was a concern there. Um, however, um, I will say this. Uh, Willem Dafoe, you can tell, I think, that Troy, oh, what's his name, the director? Troy Duffy. Duffy. Yeah. You can tell we got a first-time director, I think, because he's letting, Willem Dafoe's doing everything he wants to do in this movie. Yep. There are no, there is there is not one thing that Duff, the Duffy has said no to Defoe about in this film. <laughs> yep, Defoe is Defoeing. Like and and you can you can see like he it's not just it's it's more than a few slits. He says, you know, yeah, Greenlee, I'll take my coffee with a little bit of milk, sweet and low, like he is like you get all these euphemisms and it's great because he's like i'm not getting his bagel really i'll take my bagel with with cream cheese i really yeah i really enjoyed every time he sort of put greenlee in his place by by making him you know the coffee guy you can use a different word if you want there, but the coffee guy. Uh, and then ironically of course it's greenlee who stumbles upon the idea that maybe it's one guy with six guns and I thought that was a great moment to kind of because we've all been watching kind of kind of Smecker bully Greenlee all movie long, and then yeah. and then he does get one leg back up, and I really kind of appreciated that. Yeah, Greenlee played by an actor named Bob Marley Wait, of all things. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, the actor's name is Bob Marley. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But and it's like and I I love the the back and forth between Greenlee and Smucker because you know when they first met, who the fuck are you? And he'll be like, Boom, that's who the fuck I am. Like, it's great. It's like it's it's just it's I I love how they play against each other. I'd be very curious to see the timeline between um, between this movie and CSI Miami. CSI Miami, I think, over here? Yeah, Horatio. Yeah. Horatio, right? Yeah. Those two characters have a lot of similarities. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, yeah. you can imagine, uh, what's his name, who played Horatio Sands? Um, oh, um, he was on NYPD Blue. He was on NYPD Blue. But you can imagine him playing the Smacker role, I think. Yeah, you you, you really yeah, could. Yeah, like you yeah, could, yeah. could easily swap them around, and it would be very little different. Yeah, except for he'd just be. A, he wouldn't be as. I don't think his performance be would as be animated. as animated. Yeah, he'd be a little bit more snide and sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's gonna bug me. I can't remember what his name is now, but I'll get. That. And he always I've had only that look. Ever didn't he? Seen, seen CSI Miami when they did that one crossover with uh, CSI Las Vegas. I hated CSI Miami. Did you? But it was everywhere. Oh, he it. would he would like walk up to crime scenes and be like, you know, he he is all those things he'd do where like he'd catch the bad guy and the bad guy he'd turn around you know he'd walk away 
<laughs> oh, so go, I'll see you in I'll see you in hell, Horatio. And he'd go, no. And he put his sunglasses back on. He would, he would, he would. I'll see you in jail. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, of course. David Caruso. Or David Caruso. Or like the, 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 the grieving couple. Like, thank you so much, Horatio. And he'd go, you know, you know, we, we, we're so thankful you keep the streets safe at night. And he'd walk away. He'd already be halfway away, put his sunglasses back on, mumbling to himself. Well, some of the streets. <laughs> and I'd always be in that nice orange. Yeah, or, everything was orange, glowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, like everything in New York is blue. Yeah. Everything in, in, in uh, Miami is orange. And everything with CSI, uh, the original one, was like dark so the Vegas lights could be a character. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was such a thing. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize yet. They had such cheesy lines in there. Oh, like I yeah. really, I really love CSI Las Vegas. Yeah, the writing, the writing's better in that because it was what's his name? William is it William Peterson? Is that his name? I don't. Sorry. I want to think his name is William Peterson. He's he was a great actor. CBS paid him a million dollars a year just to just so that I we've got you reserved. Really? You don't you don't have to do anything, but it just means you can't do a TV show with any other network. A million dollars, and you read our scripts. And if you see one you like, you go with it. We'll pay a million dollars a year to do that. Wow. Wow. And they did. And then eventually he came across, there were two scripts that came across his desk, and they wanted him to do like more like this traditional police thing. And he went, no, no, I like this one with the scientist. And they went, no, no, but this is more of like, you know, this is the guy who's going to be like the network. You don't want that guy. That guy's the nerd. He's like, I want to play the nerd. I want the nerd show. And basically he makes that show happen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Grissom, Grissom, he played, Grissom is my favorite character on that show. There's a great book out there called Desperate Networks, and if you're interested in any of the big TV net, uh, things that came out, Survivor, American Idol, um, CSI, Desperate Housewives, any of that sort of boom of TV we had on network TV in the early 2000s, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Desperate Networks. Yeah, I always wondered what went on behind the scenes. Like, I used to watch Naked and Afraid, and you know, there there's a few of them where they got sick from drinking terrible water or eating mushrooms. And I was <laughs> like, so there is someone holding a camera like that's really just gonna let them starve and yeah. or drink crappy water. <laughs> Not one person behind the scenes is like here. Here's a bottle of water, drink something or eat something. I could I couldn't be the camera person. The most extreme version I remember hearing about was something like this is when Bobby Kennedy gets shot and the cameraman is holding the camera. Because unlike everything else, like the, the the Bobby Kennedy stuff happened pretty much in plain sight. Yeah, it did, yeah. And the cameraman Ooh. shooting it and going, I can't film this. And the producer's in his ear going, don't you dare put that camera down. Yeah, it's tough. Oh we, America needs to see this. And you can argue both sides of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for the person whose job it is to hold that camera, that's not what you signed up for on that nope. day. Nope. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. That was in a lobby, wasn't it? It was it was a whole he just had a speech yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. coming through the back the kitchen yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. yeah yeah so there's that I'm trying to think something else from the he survived f- that didn't he film he survived no Bobby Kennedy died died oh did he yeah did he have two attempts on him then I don't know that I don't know that um uh Julina had a thought oh Billy Connolly so are you familiar with Billy Connolly before or anything outside of this show out of this film. 
Oh, you're not. No. So Billy oh, Connolly is brilliant. a Scottish comedian. He had a run in America. He replaced, I forget what the original actor's name was, but there was a sitcom called Head of the Class that was a big deal in the States for a while. And he did the last couple of seasons as the teacher of Head of the Class. And so he's, you know, he's just a comedian. He's just a regular guy, uh, you know, and playing kind of soft kind of characters in the grand scheme of things. And then to see him in this, it was a wonderful trip for me to go, shut up, it's Billy Connolly. He's done quite a few acting roles. Yes. Some really dramatic stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, he looks nothing like he used to. Because he played against Judy Dench, I think, in um what was that? Film? Oh, Mrs. Mrs. Brown. Brown. Good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh wow. I'm I'm like looking it up now. I just want to see what else he played in. Yeah. He's a Scottish comedian. You should look up some of his stand up. It's quite funny. <laughs> it's it's quite it's quite he was he's known as being quite filthy mouthed yeah, for his yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh well, like every time I look at him, like I like the first movie I think of is this. Wow. I've never I've never seen him in anything else. No, nah, so we were saying earlier, um he was so happy to be playing something so against his type he kept smiling and it was ruining the shot so they put the cigar in his mouth that he has just so it would stop him from smiling like stick something literally stick this in your mouth and stop smiling at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! It says here he also he was in Brave, like he did a voice. He, he's the dad. Yeah, he's he's married his dad in Brave. Oh my god! I am right when I say that. Am I Georgia? Well, oh, Ethan, I'm right when I say that. Ethan's giving me the thumbs up. So there we go. There we are. Sorry, there was some barking. Wow. I want my mic to catch it. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what that's like over here. <laughs> you want a cigar? Stop you from smiling. You're not really smiling right now, are you? You got he this keeps, inquisitive look. He keeps kind of going. <sighs> <laughs> like is. silently at me, but I keep seeing his mouth go like no. Yeah, no. Pepsi was like super curious today. He's just like, yeah, he's not usually like this. Just uh, sometimes he, he I, th- does. I think he napped earlier than he usually does. Yeah, and now he's like, why are you guys still talking? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We're gonna we're gonna switch gears here anyway because he said hoping he's gonna get the right sort of bank ready. Here we are. And we are in the end game now. Julian, you know that you've got some extra duties. This isn't your first time around the sum with this thing. Uh, you get to decide what our random word is today. The random word. The random word today is going to be rosary. Rosary. Ooh. Did you have that written down? No, no, that was my first thought. But oh, was then I made something a bit more different. Okay. So rosary it is. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not Catholic, so I don't really know anything about rosaries. Yeah, that was my first thought. You're supposed to hold them tight and say things, I think. And rub them. Yeah. Yeah. Rub the them. beads represent different yeah. prayers and things you're supposed to. There's a certain amount of beads on a rosary. That's what they were wearing, yeah. I don't think it's about rubbing or holding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, think just, I think I'm just having, a, I'm having fun with, with, with how they look in, in movies. I think that's all I'm doing there. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it, like, it's for counting. Counting okay. to easily keep track of the prayers. Yeah, each bead is like a different prayer, yeah. Yeah, let um honestly I I'm a, I'm pretty private when it comes to like, you know, my my religious beliefs and whatnot. Um, you know, I do uh, I do talk to my ancestors and I believe my ancestors guide me. But I, I do also pray the rosary as well. Like I, I grew up praying the rosary. There's a certain level of comfort in it and it's like um when I do it it's more like I ask for intercession. I ask for my ancestors to guide me. I ask for, you know, the Blessed Mother to guide me. 
you know. <laughs> I Excellent. I, I like the idea of like a, a physical object that's able to help with that and represent that. I think to me, the concept of the rosary, I think is really quite interesting. So there must be, there must be a comfort in holding something whilst you're yeah. doing that. But I'm just a very tactile, tactile person. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not, but yeah. I remember the professional baseball player, Oral Hershiser used to sing, oh, I forget what it's called. Oh, there's a song, and it's like it's like it's like an oldie sort of church song. It was like, ah, uh, oh. it was like praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And he would sing that as he would pitch. Oh, to, in high stress situations to calm him down. Oh, oh. Wow. and he found it centered him on something bigger than or outside of the incident that he was in. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's always interesting to hear kind of uh, where people find resolve from. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the money, money, money. This was six hundred thirty thousand. A six million dollar budget. Ooh. What does it take oh. at the cinema? Let's start with Julene. Um. I'm going to go, it has more of a cult following, so I'm going to say profit of nine. So 15 million total? Yeah, like one 15 five? million. Got it. Ethan. Yeah, one five. I'm going to say 4 million. I don't think it makes, makes it makes its money back. Liam. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't think it makes money back. Two. Two million and Georgia. I mean, it makes a sequel and there was talks of a third, so I'm going to go with 10 million. Correct answer is $30,471. Holy shit. See? How did they get a sequel? This movie, this movie makes all the money on DVD. Uh, yes. Okay. So, a cult classic. we talked about how Miramax dropped out before the we started out. Yeah. So, they had a very limited theatrical release through Indican Pictures, showing the film in 2000 on five screens in the U.S. for several weeks, although the unrated version was later re-released in theaters in 2006. Uh, basically, there were funded screenings with help from Blockbuster Video. The deal was this basically became a Blockbuster Video, um, a Blockbuster Video uh, exclusive, and so it did get some some shots in foreign markets like uh, Japan, especially. But Blockbuster released the Boondock Saints as an exclusive with a collection as part of a collection of independent direct-to-video films. It gained a following mostly to word of mouth. And uh, it's large DVD sales. But despite its success, Troy Duffy never saw any of the profits in the DVD distribution, having signed it away to 20th Century Fox as part of the settlement with Franchise Pictures. Basically, he sold away the DVD rights to get the, mil- the film made. Wow. Uh, oh, my God. So neither he, his yeah. producer, nor his principal cast got paid. He later sued Franchise Pictures and other groups for royalties from the first of the first film and the rights to the sequel. After a lengthy lawsuit, they got... a. They got something. They got they got a, a, a undisclosed amount of the royalties as well as the rights to the sequel. Oh, okay. Hence why it took ten years for the sequel. I, I imagine so. Also, yeah. It's... He also got blacklisted from Hollywood. Did he? Did he? Wow. Yeah, he got blacklisted from Hollywood, which is why um, we don't get like another Troy Duffy film unless you go to like independent film festivals and stuff, which. I feel is like completely robbed me as a fan of <laughs> you know a good Boondock Saints sequel. I mean, I mean there is a sequel, but have you seen it? I have. I've, uh, I've seen. <laughs> I guess I can pick up where that's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Billy Connolly in it again. There's Billy Connolly in it again. I'm assuming, and the boys. Yeah, it has it has uh, Billy Collins. 
Connolly. It has uh, both, yeah, both the boys. It does not have William Defoe. No. Well, I was just, I, when I was googling for reviews, one of the like questions that came up was that why does Norman Reedus walk away from Boondock Saints three? And the article just says after some back and forth in 2017, Sean Patrice Flannery stated that he and Normus, Norman Reedus had walked away from the project. He cited unethical production of the project as their reasoning. Oh and that's March this year that yeah. that came out. So. Wow, recent. Well, Reedus has got his own little like spin-off Walking Dead show now, so he, he's getting all that. Money. He's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, honestly, I've been a I've been a fan. I've been following Norman Reedus's career. I remember him in was it Mimic? He played Joseph. Is it Mimic the Alien? The Alien movie. He played he played Joseph. He also played a familiar in uh in the vampire movies. Like, Underworld. I, like I've been following. Huh? Was it Underworld? Yeah. Was it under? No. No. No, it was Blade. Oh, Blade! Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was Blade, and like I, I think he has really expanded himself as an actor. He's got range, and I've I've really enjoyed seeing him go from you grow grow from Boondock Saints to you know Daryl Dixon. To to be quite honest, and and then he he played that. Um, he 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 played the he played the the guy on the border patrol that uh, that like leaves water and food for people crossing the border. He he played it was it was a romance and I kind of wanted to vomit a little. But <laughs> still good in it. Um, you know he he was still good in it and I I really lo- I really feel like as a fan of the Boondock Saints, super cheated that the all the drama with the production has robbed us of having like a really great sequel yeah um because yeah, i wanted to 10 years to it come just out yeah it. just seems like a hot in litigation and that was and that was that and they lost the steam so uh, obviously i don't think there's any oscar nominations for the for, for this <laughs> one here um who would you cast as who oh this is interesting Mm. Who would you cast as who? I'm good, Ta. <laughs> who the, who's who? Julian, you got you you got to cast the BFE in the roles of Boondock Saints. We're going to do a remake. Who's getting what? Okay, okay. So I would cast Ian as um, the Norman Reedus's brother, the 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 older one, the one the one that kind of like. Kind of like, come on, let's go, let's let you know, let's. I'm gonna lead the way. Okay. Um. Yeah. Am I am I, I dropping probably, the toilet or is the toilet landing on the guy killing me? Which one is that? You're dropping the toilet. All right, here we you're go. Dropping. <laughs> I'm, I'm dropping. <laughs> a, I'm dropping a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Ethan would be would be Norman Reedus's character. I can live with it. Yeah, Liam, probably William Defoe, like wow, like super smart and detective-y and and like yeah, Georgia finger guns. Ah. (laughs) 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 I mean, after the cigar story, because he couldn't stop smiling, I feel like that's where I belong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
we come out, but it's just you with all these guns. All these guns. <laughs> <laughs> and, the and the hat. And a cigar and sunglasses. <laughs> there we are. There we are. What would you be, Pip? Pip would Not be. the cat. Pip would be Greenly. <laughs> you can tell Pip to get us bagels and coffee and things like that. Are you going to go and get a coffee? Go get coffee? Yeah. Go get coffee. <laughs> um, he can't be the cat. No. No. No, no, no. You can be Rocco. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's kind of like an excitable dog at the end of the day. He was just all energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did this film have a villain problem? Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. Because who is the villain? I guess the villain's Papa Joe. Yeah, and yeah. the Russians. Well, the, it's kind of the Russians, and then it's not the Russians. Yeah. And then it's... Then it's Billy Connolly, isn't it? Well, the threat of Billy, Billy Connolly. Yeah. He's, a, he's a red herring. He's a misdirect. Yeah. And it's actually Papa Joe, who's just kind of... He ain't really the big bad He's a guy in a suit, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. yeah. So... It didn't have your traditional makeup where you'd go, here's my big villain, here's my... I think they're trying to make Ron... Oh, by the way, Ron Jeremy, what's that about? Yeah. <laughs> Ron Jeremy's in a movie. My word. <laughs> we we forgot about that. Like, you know what this movie needs? A porn star. Yeah? yeah. Put a porn star. I met, I met Ron Jeremy. I was just telling the group this during the, uh, during the, during the pod earlier. Oh really? Yeah, he came to my to my campus to speak. So <laughs> there's a picture of me and Ron Jeremy out there somewhere. <laughs> if I can find that, maybe I'll maybe I'll find a way to, to blur the other person's face out and put it up on the uh, put it up on the Patreon or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Did he talk about? Uh, they were debating the merits of porn. So it was him, and then and then a feminist who was ardently against porn, and they debated on an on an academic intellectual level the merits of porn. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? It was an, it was an interesting uh, uh, evening to, to to be a part of. That's for sure. That would be a very interesting debate. On the one hand, it sets unrealistic expectations of you know what an actual you know what intimacy between you and your partner is. But on the other hand, I mean. It it's it kind of normalizes everyone's kinks. I think as long as you have an open and honest conversation with your partner, you know, it 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 could be what it it is what it is. So I'm not shaking my head at you, Julian. Liam's decided to give Pip a prime <laughs> bottle. And now Pip's oh running around God. with it and Liam's regretting his decision. <laughs> and I'm very aware of it one wrong move and like the video feed's going to go down. So if we could not have Pip running around, that would be the either, goal. Either give it to him and let him I just chew it, or it. I get Pip. Worried about the noise on the. Yeah, yeah, that's that too. So sorry, Pip. This is going to be confusing to you now because now we're taking it away. Or give it, give it to him outside. Take him outside with it. He'll go. He'll chew it up outside. I'll clear it up afterwards. Outside, Pippi. Yeah, he's definitely not going to bring that back in. We'll just shut the door. Yeah, then he's going to bark out there. He'll only bark when he wants to come in when he's done with it. All right, uh, let's talk about um, what should this film have been called? Give it a subtitle. I'm going to go mine first because I want to get Julian's theory on it. <laughs> the Boondock Saints, colon, God Armor. <laughs> so the question we have, Julian, is is because I'll 100% level with it right now. Usually we keep these things hidden. I'm not going to do it this time. I'm going to tell you who's who. It's my belief that these two are on a mission from God. And that's why nothing goes against them because God's actually 
like protecting them. George is going, that's lazy writing. It's just they're the luckiest guys that ever lucked out. <laughs> what side of the equation are you on? Uh, I, I personally do not believe that they are on a mission from God. Here's why. Because I, I believe this is a very a very exaggerated version of people doing the wrong things in the name of God. And it kind of shows how people just kind of accept someone else's wrong actions when it when religion is involved. You notice in the end of the credits, people are being interviewed and they're saying, yeah, yeah, give me a gun. I want to go out there. I want to do this too. And how do you decide who's who? Who's bad and who's good? Who, who made you judge and jury? And throughout the entire movie, because these are likable characters, they're funny characters, they believe they are doing God's work, we somehow gloss over the fact that they have gone out and decided to just murder people, even though they are, you know, moral, morally questionable people, mm-hmm. murderers, rapists, drug dealers, we somehow just accept this and gloss over the fact that they are also murdering people. Especially in the scenes where, like, when they break in and they're expecting you to see the one guy in that garage, and there's actually, like, eight or nine guys, and he just goes, kill them all, without knowing who they all are, what their backgrounds all are. Okay, you have to buy into the internal logic of the the film. So Rocco says... I know all these guys. I know what's going on. Mm. Now you have to expecting the one guy, aren't they? So. so, so he looks at them, vets them, and recognizes them, and goes, "Kill them all." And like these guys all meet our criteria. Now, this is assuming one thing, two things. Number one is that he's being honest. Yep. Okay, that I'm not just saying kill them all for whatever, but these guys all meet that level. No, get down. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Okay, that that's sort of the first perspective. And the yeah. second perspective is that, that that's all it takes. Now, I will say, I think the Boondock Saints uh, vetting process needs a little bit of work. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like that should be a, we need to come back later. <laughs> um, but we need to do some research. I mean, this thing is, I mean, this thing is fan service in, in the sense of uh, uh, fan service. Is that what I want to say? Audience, like, placation? Viewer, viewer. Oh, what's the, um wish fulfillment wish fulfillment thank you that's exactly what i'm trying to say it's wish fulfillment the idea of what if there was someone out there who could just do what we all instead of that in the movie do what we all want to do get rid of the bad people because yeah. the legal system doesn't work and it comes down to that confessional between the priest and between william defoe's having a crisis of faith his faith being the legal system mm-hmm. and going you know these guys are doing a good job but they're not doing what's legal so do i do what's legal or do i do what i believe to be morally right and so if it's my side, and it's just a movie, but if it's my side, I don't know how to feel about it in real life. Well, I think I do know how I feel about it in real life. I'd be like, no, we have a legal system for a reason. I say it a lot. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I think in this movie, I quite like the idea of the boondock saints. It, it, it's, it's just a modern version, theoretically, of, well, I mean, not entirely, but Bonnie and Clyde, that whole sort of everybody got around them because, hey, they're just robbing from the banks, right? They weren't robbing from regular people. They were robbing from bad people. Yeah. So it's, it's, to me, it was the same concept. They were, they were the Robin Hoods of the murder world, murdering or, from the bad. Or and, like Batman. <laughs> or like Batman. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do the thing that they can't do. We're just going to say prayers at the end of it. Yeah. Because to be fair, these guys did not actually come across like the most religious guys in the world. They just killed people and then said a prayer afterwards. Yeah. That doesn't strike yeah. me as really being religious. It just strikes me as I've got, I've got this thing I got to say. Like you said, kind of Pulp Fiction-y. Mm-hmm. 
No, I think they're a little bit further. Well, actually, they go to church every week. That's established. Yeah, they also go up and like muscle their way to the Jesus statue and kiss yeah, its this feet. Is true. <laughs> it's a bit weird. So how about the visiting priest? Like, hey, are you going to stop them? We're like, no, no, we at don't. The, at the beginning of the they movie, get to do that. They they position themselves as being quite scary people, don't they? Yeah. No one interferes. That's quite yeah. It's quite threatening. Yet it doesn't feel like they're there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then they go and slap each other with steaks. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I, I don't know if this is the American standard of uh, of of the, the. I think the FDA should be on to this meatpacking pro uh, plant because it's not really up to scratch. That is not red tractor approved. No. <laughs> um, whose story? Oh, that's a good question. Whose story is it? I prefer the Willem Dafoe story. Yeah. But- we don't get enough of it. It's more Rocco's story than it is the yeah. twins. More so uh, from about second act onwards. Like, there's a large when portion of the film it, where, the, yeah, where yeah. the Saints are a back seat in their own movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, would, I would have said William Defoe's story because it's his whole thing is, I got to catch the Saints. I got to catch the Saints. And then in the end, he's like, oops, I'm going to help the Saints. You can't beat him, join do, him. Do you feel it's weird that he says, I'm going to help the Saints? And then in the next scene, they're on the phone to each other. And we're like, we haven't even had the conversation about like, yeah, they don't know. should we team up? Yeah, I think we'll team up. <laughs> they're just, you know what they're missing? They're missing that great. It's the only thing I'm going to say good about it. They're missing that great coffee table scene from Heat. Yes. Where they get together in a coffee shop and they talk about how they can help each other. We skip that scene and just go to them helping each other. It would have been better if they had. I think it would be better if we had like a summit. Yeah, yeah. One might call it a come to Jesus meeting. (laughs) (laughs) You remember remember Sean Patrick Flannery's character was holding Rocco at gunpoint in the confession during the William Defoe's confession. So that's how he knew that he would be able to contact him. They still had the card from when um, he gave from, it when they got out of jail earlier in the movie. Yeah, when they got out of jail for the bar fight. So, do you so think- that's how they've made contact. I get that, but it was just the idea. We skipped the bit where they kind of make the the key conversation about we should work to. You know, it's that bit where Superman looks at Batman and Batman looks at Superman and goes, "Should we? Yeah, we're going to work together." William Defoe didn't know that he was holding Rocco, though, did he? No idea. Willem Dafoe's just talking about his feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. know the priest's got, got a gun to his head. No. Yeah. And they say the It bo- makes me bo- wonder how many times say. have I been talking to a priest where he's got a gun to his head? <laughs> I've never considered this. You should from now on in. Have you ever spoken <laughs> to a priest? Huh? Have you ever spoken to a priest in a confessional booth? No, I've never done confession. That's, that, no. that, that's a Catholic thing. I've spoken yeah. to plenty of priests. Well, no, I meant in like... Yeah, because if not, I think you'd know if they had a gun to their head because you'd be able to see. Yeah, because the, the whole, like, you can't yeah, see yeah. me, so we're just talking in this private kind yeah. of atmosphere. It doesn't really exist. No. Um, what, is this, what is the story here? That's a great question. What's morally right? Oh, that's good. What's legal versus what's right? Yeah. yeah. And do people have the right to go around the legal system? Because you can see at the end, like Julian said, that is where it leaves so it. You're right. So many people going, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And even two friends start fighting over it. Well, let's, let's do that. Let's start a fight here. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Georgia, definitely not. Georgia, no. Liam, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, Ethan, the, in the realms uh, of the film, <laughs> Julian. Um, for me, unless it affects me directly, no. See, uh, if <laughs> I think I think I guessed everybody's. 
picks on that one because I was wanted because I figured I wanted to go two two. Then I wanted Ethan to break the tie. What do you got, Ethan? What's the yeah 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 again? Yeah yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm cool with it. In the realms of the film. In the realms of the film. Oh oh, not like in the realms of the like in the film in the film. Then yeah, I guess just conceptually, I, like, yeah. Like in the real world, there's no way I'm doing this. No 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 no. See, no. I love the character of the Punisher because I find him very compelling. Um, so I guess for this, I'm going yeah yeah yeah. But I'm also in the same vein that I feel that if there's a neo-Nazi or a white supremacist, they should just be dead. So I'm in a very strange position right now where I'm going to go, yeah, 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 but am I in real life or the film? We'll never know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you there, Ethan. I think everybody should punch a Nazi at least once in there. <laughs> <laughs> Things to do before you're 40. Punch a Nazi. Run a marathon. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the same time. <laughs> that could be a new fairground. Yeah, punch a Nazi and then run. Jump out of a plane, punch a Nazi, run a marathon. What was those, um, 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 hit the thingies? Whack-a-mole? Whack-a-mole. Whack-a-Nazi. <laughs> Jesus, little Hitler's pop-up. That's like the more goofy ending of Inglorious Bastards. Rather than get ten points, you get nine every time you hit one. <laughs> <laughs> Stop there, that's a good one. <laughs> right, pack up the podcast. We are done. <laughs> oh, it just comes to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, musical inspiration songs that should have been on the soundtrack. I'm shipping up to Boston. Any movie I'm ever in Boston? Into the Room by Jesse J. Ariana Grande. Is it Nicki Minaj? Hey. Bang, bang, Into the Room. <laughs> Whoa, my ass is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I'm trying to think of something that's got... Dr- Go ahead, jump. Dude, <laughs> dude. He does Go ahead and, I was trying to think something about dropping, but yeah, drop it like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I can do that. Uh, dude, dude looks like a lady. I was going to say, I, I've never seen RuPaul's Drag Race, but I assume there's a theme song or something for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh I, wa- I watched season 15. Oof, they were messy this season. I love. I've not watched since like season twelve. George so does. George but... does like herself some RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, no, I'm because there's British versions as well as American versions, isn't there? Yeah, and there's a Canadian version as well. Yeah, yeah. What's it's, that it's Lou Reed song? Take a walk on the wild oh, side. Best, yep. you've got to. You've got to see. Is it a good 15. season? Yeah, yes, they okay. were so messy, and they had my favorite drag twins on there, Sugar and Spice from TikTok. Okay, and it was it was amazing. It was so I- amazing. I will catch up on I'm it then. I'll make sure I do. For, I'm excited for Jinx Monsoon in Doctor Who next year. Yeah, that that's really exciting. Yeah. Is that what? Uh, Jinx Monsoon's a famous drag queen who has just finished their run on Chicago as Matron Mama Morton um, and is being in, is a villain in Doctor Who in the coming coming season. Oh, cool. Which Along is really with exciting. Jonathan Groff in an episode. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Jonathan Groff? Whoa. I think he's playing Mozart. Oh, I, I'm really liking Ted. Let me lasso this back on together. <laughs> yeah. Back on track here. Um, where are we at here? Uh, ro- okay, role of women. I'll let Julian and Georgia go first on wow. this one. Yeah. I'm just going to do this with the microphone. 
This fucking shit boy. <laughs> yeah, there's not many women here, and the ones that are. They're crackheads. Yeah. There's the two crackheads and the sex workers. That's it. And yep. the woman who they make Who's unconscious. about in the beginning of the film in the butchers. Oh, yeah. Oh, Coach, yeah. Coach oh, yeah. Beard from Glee. Yeah. Coach, Coach Beast. Yeah. Coach Beach. Beast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just not good. No, it's, uh, yeah. It's there is not much more to say about it. One it get punched. One, one get groped. <laughs> you, you, can, you can make up for your grope by killing someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me make Crazy good by this. Was. Tipping her. Tipping her. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a good film for all the women. No. Uh, let's do some positives. Favorite character. I think it's going to be a clean sweep. But <laughs> Georgia? Obviously Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Liam? Uh, I quite like Billy Connolly, but I will go for William Defoe because he has the the bigger. He's more eccentric. You don't know what that character's about when he first he walks on screen to the last bit he does on screen. You have no idea who that guy really is. Ethan and all the all the demons he's battling. Defoe, my guy is in a different film, and he makes it <laughs> all the better for it. And Julie. William Defoe, it, it, I go back and forth between Defoe and um, Norman Reedus, but this 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 watch, it, it Defoe wins out. <laughs> I'm going to give my vote to Willem Defoe. I like to think in an alternate universe, there was a regular film of the Boondog Saints, and they went, it's not working. And they brought him Willem Dafoe afterwards and just had him do all that. Like, here's how it went down. <laughs> <laughs> just add them to it. They um, couldn't figure out how to get out of the plot holes they'd written themselves into. And the, they've just brought in Willem The scenes Dafoe. with Willem Dafoe are like five times better than the scenes without Willem Electric Dafoe. Gun. He's on, he's yeah. on my, something. It's great. Yeah. My favorite Willem Dafoe delivery was, they had a fire fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was fantastic. His line deliveries are epic. I it, love it. It was fantastic. We did mention that as well. He's 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 just he's shooting a real gun in the air. I'm like, you are so getting fired from your job as an FBI agent. You can't imagine Patrick Swayze doing that, could you? No, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, so I mean? Julian, we're talking about some of the, the previous the people who he, he wanted to get, and one of them was Swayze. I forget who the first choice was. Bill Murray was one of them. Yeah, it wasn't him, though. De Niro was another. De Niro was one of the late ones. Spacey was a late one. one. Stallone was a late one. You imagine Stallone in this Oh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers was one of them. Late one. Um, He, yeah, it wasn't Wahlberg. Wahlberg was one of the twins. Yeah. I forget who it was. I'll hear it when when I listen back to it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a. uh, Mark Wahlberg as one of the twins. It'd be a whole different movie. I mean, Mark, Mark Wahlberg in two thousand. I mean, yeah, it'd have more of an edge to it. It'd be a bit more, bit, bit more, bit more gruff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's. So, but yeah, I'm gonna give my vote to Willem Dafoe. Best moment, best element. Georgia, can you find one? I would say the credits, but even the credits were preachy. Um, no, I liked the I liked Willem Dafoe having a bit of a breakdown when he was doing the scene where they he they included him in the breakdown of what happened rather than just showing it as two separate things. Yeah, the one where he is at the garage. I think that's that was really good. Liam, that's my favourite scene. Yeah, <laughs> I like how the yeah 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 how he's walking because clearly in real life they were filming this with him in between them. Yeah, of course. And uh, trying to ignore him <laughs> like he doesn't exist. Oh, like that's that's really clever, actually. That's not easy. Was, yeah. was brilliant. So he's breaking the fourth wall the whole time and doing stuff, and they're doing the opposite. Yeah, so when they're actually getting down and doing all this, and he's going yeah. boom, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. Do you know how, imagine, uh, how 
cool that must have been and try not to look at him while he's doing it um ethan Willem Dafoe becoming more and more disheveled as he talks about a firefight and then breaks protocol. That's it's 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 such a it was a needed scene because I was going oh, okay we've sort of just gone down for a second but these let me recap and uh, break the linear structure. It helped. It kind of helped me view the film. Uh, Julian, um. I think I think when when William Defoe, oh no, the bar the bar fight, when, when with the with the with the bartender with Tourette's, you know, he was like every time. Oh no 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 no. Okay, when when they were in the hotel and he was like he was touching the head with the gloves and then he touched yeah, it there. That's quite funny. We didn't talk about that actually. He's good. Ever something like, dude, you're getting like blood on your hair. He didn't care. When we were watching it, you ordered you going, that's gross. That's gross. <laughs> um, I'll go yeah. with the, overall it was the, it was the narrative decision to have him recap the fights rather than show us them first and then have him trying to you know so it puts me on, on on the so i can be amazed by him as well uh the best one of course being the one where he is involved in the fight mm-hmm. and is uh, doing <laughs> uh, little finger bangs i guess <laughs> um and then well, i Oh, go ahead. Honorable, honorable mention to when they get caught up in the rope and they do That's the whole, fun. they do the whole spinny yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protected by God, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm telling you. They're on a mission from God. Them and them and the Blues Brothers. <laughs> oh, the Blues Brothers is so much better than this. <laughs> Sorry, actually, I, I, I would actually, much rather watch the Blues actually, Brothers. Actually, I hate the Blues Brothers, so I will take. I will. I would watch this again. Wow. Yep. I hate the Blues. You remember hate the part the Blues where Brothers. he had wow. like an entire breakdown? Because and then he took the took the blood and shoved it under the tech's nose. Yeah, and he's like, "You smell that? That's ammonia. That's ammonia. We can't get anything from this." <laughs> and then he like falls into the hedge and finds the finger. Um, where are we at next? Let's go with a grumble. A grumble, <laughs> Georgia. If you can find one, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's be really hard. This film is just so perfect. Um, the script it boils down to it being not good. The screenplay is not good. Um, I don't think the morals in this film I don't enjoy anyway. It just seems films set in Boston aren't for me. Some of the things they did um, for, for humour weren't your alley either, I think. No, no, yeah, the humour in this film is not my, up my street. Um, I just don't enjoy it. It's not for me. And I can I can appreciate why people do enjoy it, um, but I can't. It feels it's like a very it's a very base level thing to be like they're killing the bad guys yeah 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 and I don't I just don't get on board with that ever like my brain is not switched to yeah I'm going to kill someone because they've killed someone so I'd be very curious what you gave John Wick not very high I hate no, John Wick that's why no I'm just curious <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know because that's basically the same the same sort of movie just with less things you need to sort no, the TV it's going to turn off I love John Wick oh, okay I mean Liam, can you hear me that they have, he's a dog lover. Like, John Wick lover. is a character is better. I've discovered yeah. that John Wick is kind of like mixing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with Boondock Saints. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Just because I've already no heard something about this, so uh, I'm slightly concerned. Yeah. Uh, Liam. Uh, my grumble was with killing the cat. I couldn't get past that. I didn't understand why they needed to do that. That wasn't funny. <laughs> I thought, you heard me. I thought someone was trying to shoot them. 
I didn't realize it was from inside the. Yeah, it was them who did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's plus all over the room. house. <laughs> and, it's, and, and, and it's played for a laugh. I, yeah, and I didn't like that. I think killing. I think killing the cat just kind of drives home that Rocco's an idiot. Like Rocco is like their pet idiot. It is weird because like one he's day he's on cocaine, isn't he? He's like, Rrr. one day we'll do Pulp Fiction. Travolta accidentally shoots Marvin in the head in the back of the car, right? <laughs> and it's like spoilers. And it's like. That's funny. That was, I, don't know, that was. I, I don't know why that's funny and an animal's not because Marvin is a human being who didn't deserve to die. But he'd go, oop. <laughs> yeah. He didn't mean to, did he? Yeah. Oh, he handles it with all the, like, the, the, the sincerity. Um, sincerity of a guy who dropped the eggs. You know what I mean? Like, this, <laughs> it's not like it's, it's like, it's, it's like a oops. <laughs> so, uh, I have used that line before, but still, I teach the movie. So, you know, yeah, 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 whenever yeah. we do that, oh, I, I enjoy. Mr. Ian's film class. I do enjoy that. When I break out one, I've done. There's just certain things in this film that just didn't feel like was needed. And there's certain bits that didn't get filled in that needed to be filled in. Uh, I agree with that. You know? Yeah. It's a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan. Who just mentioned the script? Um, I was going to say that that joke scene because I get it supposed to be like, see... Joe, uh, Papa Joe is, a, is, a, is an awful man because he's like, let's use the N-word and all that, but that's a that's a script thing for me um the pacing of this film really frustrates me i said a couple times i think this is like a really long pilot episode of a tv show because it builds up it builds up and has all these things which you're like oh yeah they'll pay off at the end but it feels like they're gonna get a payoff somewhere else and because of that you have these cuts to black which ian and i joked is like you cut to a commercial for like a tv film and because of this, there are so many plot threads that sort of, they appear, and then they just disappear. Because uh, Schmeckel's, um, like, his entire plot and arc about being a repressed gay man just kind of fades and disappears. And I found it really compelling when I, fir- when I first saw it. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And I was kind of hoping that, like, his story would end with him not accepting it because that's like a tragedy and i find that really compelling and i but it doesn't even do that it doesn't even have an ending he's just like i'm in drag okay oh no don't shoot the guys at the end and then sort of runs away and every plot just appears or disappears and then for like the first hour it just doesn't know what it wants to be pacing wise Hmm. and i found that really frustrating to try and follow uh julian Oh, I was just gonna say. Also, like you notice, once once Smecker's in drag, and he because he's in drag, he doesn't die. Like being being in drag, he did not get shot by. by oh yeah, I hadn't um, thought about that. Yeah, yeah, the dad, and he's basically living his truth and does not die. So, <laughs> um, my my complaint about this movie is the. The lack of, again, again, I I like these type of movies. They're my they're my favorite thing. But I did not love the role of women in this movie. I would have loved to see a strong female influence. Like, where did their beliefs come from? Obviously, not their dad. Their dad's been in prison for a long time. They mentioned that their mom taught them this family prayer. And that's how the dad recognizes them. But their mom made them learn all these languages. Their mom gave them their sense of right and wrong. But I don't, I don't see that. 
I don't I don't see their mom. We don't hear no about flashbacks, them. We don't no nothing. Yeah. No nothing. Yeah. I would have loved to see it the fact that this quote quote all boys movie with uh you know you know all these so-called masculine things and is really driven by the influence of a woman in the twins' lives that we never get to see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my turn, I guess. Yep, I'm gonna go. Uh, my honestly, my biggest issue is I don't know who the twins are. No, like mm. I don't know what their personality is. It seems to change. I don't know how they're different from each other. I know they're twins, but it feels like they were backseat drivers throughout most of their movie. Whether it was to Rocco, whether it was to El Duce, uh, whether it's even to Defoe at one point. I'm just like, I don't. Oh, I want more of the brothers who are hitting each other in the faces with steak. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, not necessarily doing that, but just like, like they started squabbling, Julian, when they're going through that pipe. It's the only time we the see them like time. bicker the whole movie. And at that point, they felt like the two, the two cousins who argue in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, you're a doofus. You're a doofus. I'm like, out of all the times to do this, you're going to do this now? Yeah. Jeez. I said, I'm sweating my ass off carrying yeah. the fucking rope. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like the idea of the, the, the rope, but they didn't have that banter previously. No. Not really. So, I didn't get who they were. And as a result, then it becomes hard to be emotionally invested in. I was way more emotionally invested in, in, in Rocco. Because Rocco was in danger, because Rocco was overcoming things, because Rocco was making mistakes. Mm-hmm. I was horrified by Rocco. I was cheering for like, at various points in the movie. I went through an arc. Yeah, 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 I didn't really go through a whole lot with the twins. No, because at the start when they're being taken upstairs to be to be killed, I don't know them yet. So I'm just like, and the only time you really see any sort of because they're playing the in 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 the parts where they're in danger, they're kind of laughing it off. Apart from the bit where he's um, handcuffed to the toilet. Yeah, you see some genuine like, I'm hurting myself. I need to. I need yep. to save my brother. You know, that bit when they look at each other—it's a, it's a powerful moment. But you know, that's first ten minutes of the film. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're almost purposely blank for like an audience surrogate to go. This is how I'd feel in this situation. Oh, what if I? But I don't feel it works because they're. With audience surrogates, there's still like character and development, but their their character arc is just. Let's shoot some guys. And, and you're going up against Hello, Willem. Dad. And you're going up against Willem Dafoe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. he's who's acting in the next scene. Like, give me something. He's another level. He's another level. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead with. Oh, which one is it? I think it's this one. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all throw a toilet off the roof. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, you're up. <laughs> So that was a shitty joke. With, uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, Willem Dafoe. 35. 42. Hey, ooh, 40. Oh, man, you got mine. Uh, 41. <laughs> that is Liam's. He's 44. Oh, ooh, I almost went that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next we have Norman Reedus, the not-toilet brother. Okay, so the one he was Murray, he was the one downstairs. Thirty had a bit more of a Weasley-looking face. Um, thirty-two. 
34. 29. This is Liam's week. He is 30. Uh, Next we have Sean Patrick Flannery, the other brother. (sighs) Hey. (laughs) 32. 31. (laughs) 29. This is Ian's. He's 34. Oh, uh, he's the younger brother, but the older. <laughs> yes. Uh, next, we have David Della Rocco, who played David, David Della Rocco. Yeah. Uh, 37. Yes, you're close. 36. 35. Let's say 38. I bet she's in his 40s now. Uh, that's Julie. He's 47. I told you. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and then finally. Big Papa uh, Brave Billy Connolly. Oh, El Duce. Yeah, there we go. I forgot his name. Who? 52. 61. 55. <laughs> 63. That is George's. He is 57. I got one. Hey, well done. <laughs> so our winner is Liam. Liam, well done, buddy. Woo! Well done. But everyone got a point this week. Hey, that's how we like it. So, uh, (laughs) what was that except for you? It was a yay. Oh, yay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's go through the critics. The critics. This is, I mean, I hate to say it. This is panned by the critics on IMD, uh, on on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's very strong with the public. Uh, Boondock Saints, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I think something like seven point eight on uh, on IMDb, so very highly regarded. Uh, not too often you see that sort of disparity, but we definitely do here. Seven point seven and twenty seven percent. What do we have from the critics, Georgia? Uh, we have got Nathan Rabin from AV Club who says satire or self parody would have been would be vastly preferable to the film's unironic endorsement of outlaw justice, but you'd be hard pressed to find anything resembling irony or subversiveness in this excessive in in this exercise in lovingly rendered ultraviolence. Okay. He did not like it. He did not like it. Um, and then, so I go to Top Critics on Rotten Tomatoes to find my yep. reviews. I had to come out of Top Critics and just into All Critics to find a... Positive review. Positive review. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is the most legitimate one I could find. This is Christopher Null from Filmcritic.com. Filmcritic.com. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, who says, stylish and fun in a cheese ball sort of way. That that was it. Okay. Um, and then I looked to see if Ebes had done it, but he'd only done the second one, not the first one. Ah, oh, he's a fan of uh, of sequels, isn't he? Yeah, so he'd done the second one, but not the first one. So I found this one from uh, Robert Kohler from Variety. Okay. Who said, more interested in finding fresh ways to stage execution scenes than in finding meaning behind the human urge for self-appointed writings of wrongs. Pick is stuffed with F- effects that have no lasting impact. So, not a fan. All right. Um, let's hop over to the... Uh to the poll, I put a poll up as I'm known to do. Is it a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? It tied. Mm. 35% great film, 35% okay film. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a good field. 22% good, ending, <laughs> 8% poor. So, yeah, a little bit of a divided opinion. Those who like it really like it, and those who don't seem to not get it. Um, what do we have from the, the Friends of the Podcast, George? Uh, we had two reviews, but one of them was uh, was uh, Julian, so I'll leave that one. Wow, so this person, <laughs> whoever came in, they're getting the whole Patreon vote to itself to themselves? Yep. Wow. And it is, oh my goodness, I've screenshotted it, but forgotten to include the name. Who was it? Two seconds. Uh, it is... Da, 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 Richard. 
Richard. Yay. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Richard Ooh. says, this is like if the edgy guy's dorm room wall was a movie. I don't know what was more upsetting, the thudding, cringe-inducing dialogue or the blunt, boneheaded editing. It's as though someone watched Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction too many times and thought, hey, I could do that. Turns out they could not. (laughs) (laughs) Juvenile shite. Not even a hammy Willem Dafoe and his big, beautiful face can save it. I am hard-pressed to think of a film that I have enjoyed less. P.S. Apologies to the person that brought this. Looking forward to their thoughts and hearing what they like about it and why. (laughs) Emphasis on the why. Why, God, why? And then he gives a rating. Utterly obliterated pet cat out of ten. Wow. Wow, what a... It's, it's a beautiful review. I always love Richard. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember Richard ever saying he's liked the film yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the fact he's with us for the ride. Thank you very much, uh, Richard. Uh, the Fledgling Fandom, I just had it and have lost it. One moment here. Um... Oh, Poet Laureate of the Podcast, Dwayne Smith. Hi, Dwayne Smith. I'd never heard of this film before. Oh, there we are. Sorry. (laughs) I'd never heard of this film before Stormzy mentioned it in Big For Your Boots. I've never heard of that. I looked it up and thought it looked right up my street, saying that I still haven't seen it. Looking forward to hearing Julene, though. Big heart. Uh, Josh, your next favorite movie, says, This one is fine, but overrated, in my opinion. I covered this one with Julene as well. The funny part was when she did the recast, and people online got upset with her choices. Let's see if she remembers that. Do you remember that i do i do who did you have for your recast super quick do you remember who it was i uh wayne the rock johnson and i just remember the rock and someone else what's crazy is they were um apparently they're uh online and said they're they're both uh the the issue that she had was that i recasted them with someone who they felt was not irish but i found out later through you know someone on twitter that like they were actually black irish and and i guess but i was not thinking of that i was just thinking it would be a great recast yeah people on the internet are fun (laughs) i she was and the lady was very upset (laughs) <laughs> very adamant and let me know and i was like um i, I don't think your issue is that he's not irish lady <laughs> <laughs> um we got mr mikey wood also known as sir gives a damn but we call him fred, fred who says i've never actually seen i've actually never seen this and it is thus net literally nothing to do with the movie itself and everything to do with the people who have told me i have to see it there we go. And Shy Burger Freund said earlier, and I'll say it again. Oh my God, I did not see this one coming from you guys. I love this film. It's so silly and fun. So glad you'll be reviewing it. It's one of my favorite cult movies. I hope you're still okay with it after we've we've given it the BFE <laughs> treatment. My guess is that George is not going to like it, but Liam would. Looking forward to the episode. I, I hope. I, already, you... I called that. <laughs> I said. I literally said that. I said, "Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going on the best film ever today." Um, you know, we'll cut D and D short to eleven. I'm going on on the BFE. I get to talk about my favorite movie. Like I, I ch- and I told them, shout out Zara. I told them, I said, uh, I'll bet you a million bucks, George is going to hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jolene. <laughs> um, 
best. Uh, sorry, uh, that's that. I put a police legend phantom. If you like this film or episode, you will like. Well, we've had lots of references to Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. so that sort of thing. Uh, if you like slick Boston gangster films, The Town, The Departed, The Departed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the kind of mix of religion and justifiable killing in his name as a way to be to feel creepy check out frailty definitely one we're going to bring to the pot at some point in the future Ooh. fantastic film never seen it oh bill pullman oh fantastic bill pullman. matthew mcconaughey's like one serious role before he went and just became like the rom-com king all right all he right, did all right. oh yeah he did <laughs> like days of confused and this are like the two films wow. he did with meaning wow yeah so really really good stuff um i have to say the town the town is the movie that has one of my favorite movie quotes in it he's like um i need you to come with me we're gonna hurt some people you can never ask me about it and the guy says whose car are we taking yeah (laughs) yeah whose car are we gonna take love that i used that as one of the clips for the uh it was the besties the resties whatever it was that year I think it was the rest. It's about hurting people. <laughs> Still not seen it. Oh, it's it's man. You you and Reverend Bruce. You just don't see his pics. Did no, we, no, were you here for up, up in the air? Uh, yes. Okay, you're here for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pa- uh, departed? No, that wasn't him. No. Though. That was that was Hermes. Yeah, I didn't see that. Well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so next up is our ratings. Our ratings. Where are we going with this? Shall we start on the bottom side and work our way up, Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I'm really sorry, Julian. I just didn't like it. Uh, I think I've kind of said my piece, but it's just not for me. Um, on top of that, I think it is also not brilliantly made. I know it was very small budget, but like the editing is just weird. I don't think there was any color grading, Julian. So I'm not really sure what was happening there. <laughs> um, no, but I, mean, I think it had like a really basic color grading. But but did anybody notice the audio error during the bar fight when he said yeah. your mama stud so much? Her face looked like an egg. No, I didn't miss the catch up. He keeps talking after he's been punched. In oh, the really? Face. Okay. And I went, oh, it's you know, this kind of film. Th- there was once a film that made their overtures to come on the pod. And I watched it. And I was like, all right, I'll watch your film. And the number of times characters were clearly not saying anything, but they just recorded dialogue and thought if we shoot it from far enough away, no one will notice that they're not talking. <laughs> I was like, I cannot have you on because I cannot not bring that up. Yeah, yeah, you would. And we're called best film ever, and I cannot be like, yeah, we're having no, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, no, I didn't catch that, but excellent, excellent shout. As to Georgia, you were saying, uh, yeah, no. Didn't like it. Think it was very well made. Don't like the script. Uh, Willem Dafoe is the only thing that saves this film from being like really, really low score. So it's not great anyway. I'm going with five. However, I thought you were going. Uh, let's go with Liam. But headed higher, I think, in this film. I uh, I echo a lot of things that Georgia said, and it is low budget, and it is a little bit um, TV movie more than. But you know how I like my TV movies. Well, Actually, this movie reminds me a lot of The Crow. It does, right? It does. It's got that very, like, we're working on a shoestring. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think, uh, William Defoe is definitely the, the saving grace in this, but Billy Connolly in this, growing up with the guy being a stand-up comic and seeing him in this, playing the bad guy, brilliant. I can understand why he was smiling. Um, but this is my kind of movie. When when Irish or make that Scottish eyes Scottish. are smiling. <laughs> yeah. 
this is my kind of movie because I do like a little bit of gun tooting. Pow, 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 pow. And I do like a bit of fighting. And I didn't like the cat dying. I didn't like that at all. I, I hate seeing animals get hurt. Strangely okay with seeing bad guys get hurt, but don't like seeing um, animals get hurt. So I in uh, ooh, what? I'm going to give this seven. I'm going to steal this seven hammy William Defoe moments out of ten. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good, uh, Ethan. I really struggled with this film. Uh, this, this isn't a film for me. I'm not like I like. I was going to compare it to the Thomas Jane Punisher movie because there's a scene where... <laughs> what are you going to? You've done it like three times today. Oh, no, this one's... Ten million no, I, I'm com- I compared the Boondock Saints to the character, the Punisher. Oh, okay. But, like, the movie, the Thomas Jane, there's a scene where a guy does a backflip and the Punisher shoots him with an RPG. And it's one of the stupidest but most entertaining scenes I've seen in, like, an action film. <laughs> But I didn't get this from this film, and I was kind of expecting I would, because I was like, cult classic, okay, Norman Reedus, he's a bit goofy, he's a bit funny, Willem Dafoe, mm. um, but I just had this sense of, oh, this, not even that I was offended, just uncomfortable, and I can tell, like, you can tell this is a, a guy's first film, and there's a lot that he's putting in there, and I get that, it's it, but... There's so many problems I have with this, uh, just from the story, the the weird pacing, um, Willem Dafoe's strange character arc, which happens and then stops, um, and just some really weird scene choices, especially with um, Rocker. So with that, like my 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 saving grace for this film was um, Willem Dafoe. So for that, I'm going. Oh, I'm Thomas. I'm gonna go. Four. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, I really didn't like this. Four uh, drag performances out of ten. Wow. I was torn between that and three and a half. I thought Georgia was the low water point. Yeah. Yeah, no. I I definitely didn't see that coming, but it's cool. Julene. You're cool. Why don't you go ahead and give us your perspective yeah. on this? And feel free to answer Richard's comment. The why. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> and why? Because this is my favorite movie. It's, hey. got, it's got gun violence and and uh, and a moral dilemma as to, you know, are they, you know, does God want us to kill bad guys or not? It's It's got, does the end justify the means? Who gets to choose our morals? I mean, as far as like movies to simply enjoy and you know maybe talk about over over some drinks at a bar or over a game of spades, this movie does it for me, and and I love that. Um, if I took, I don't remember what I gave it. I did not give it like a nine or a ten or a perfect score because I, I am also fair and realistic. I, I know this movie's not winning any Oscars for cinematography, and I know there are audio issues. I think <laughs> the charm of this movie is that it was so entertaining. It was, it's yeah, it's low budget and a little, yeah. but I think that's what made me love it so much. That and it still managed to make me think, although not too deeply. Just it made me think, and and you know. I, and I got and I got to I got to drink with a bunch of friends and enjoy yeah. this movie and talk about whether it's cool to kill people who <laughs> kill other people. Yeah. But I 
like that this movie does not take itself too seriously. I love that in the 90s, they had that representation of a queer character trying to, you know, come to terms with the fact that he hates himself. Yeah, you wouldn't see much of this. You really don't see much of that in movies in the 90s. And and I love that. Uh, And that's why I chose it. Honestly, it didn't qualify ever. And <laughs> I've been a BFE, a, a BFF as BFE for like a year. Yes, you and have. I haven't, I've never brought this movie because like it's called best film ever. And I know this film's not the best film ever, but it's my favorite film. So <laughs> there is something very astute in what you've said. And it's the idea that we have those films that we know on an intellectual level. These aren't the best films ever, but damn it if I don't like this film a whole lot. And yeah. for a long time, like something that got for me would have been a film that I know is terrible, which is Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. But yes. I love this movie. <laughs> but I know it's not great. Yeah. And I know it's cheap. And I know it's having its 30th anniversary this year. That's all I'm going to say. But I will oh, say please. that, um, yeah, so I totally get the idea of going, you know what? I know it's at the best. It's not the Oscar winner. It's not that but this is my favorite. And there's something in it. Now, now this isn't my favorite. No. And so for me, uh, Willem Dafoe saves this for me. Because there were some things I was, I was just, it wasn't even any of the big sort of topic ideas that we spoke about. It was just the concept of, yeah, I think the script's a little rough. I had the stories missing some key scenes. There's some extra scenes in the middle and there's things they jump. Um, I think Willem Dafoe, bless him, he exactly. was given he was he was given absolute freedom to do whatever he wants. Yeah. He did everything. Yeah, and so I really enjoyed uh, that. He did all the things. He did all the things. So I'm going to give this six loops of rope around my ankles that are going to save me from falling on my head because i'm on a mission from god out of 10 no it was it was it was it's not a bad movie it's not one i'd rush out to see again but what's really weird is i don't know how i went this long about what about hearing more about this this was like 99 2000 i'm 21 Mm. like how this didn't come across my radar i don't know it came across mine but um again i just didn't get around to watching it and People, right? My my mates who watched it at the time raved about it. I just realized, Georgia, we do you have access to Julian's number because Julian never gave us her number. I do have. I think, yeah, I do have access to Julian's number, but I don't know if it's the one she wants to use. Oh, I um, I don't even remember what number I gave it after I watched it again. <laughs> um, no, like, uh, realistically, like with the with the with the script and the audio issues. And the very basic color grading, I think I would have given it like a seven. Yeah, we can do that. We, you, can, you can whatever you want. It's your, it's your, pick. it's your movie. Yeah, yeah. Bearing in mind, I still gave the crow a ten. You still gave Grease nine and a half. I mean, jeez. <laughs> I, mean, I stand I, by okay, it. I, I absolutely love, love, love this film. But as far as like how it's how it's rated, like if I were to rate it fairly, I'd probably rate it like a seven. Because, uh, like, I am aware of the audio, like, uh, like the audio issue, the the audio issue, and the very basic color grading in it, and uh, um, 
and like you know the the script plot hole. So I just I think I gave it a seven, if I'm not mistaken. On but the, it uh, is my. F- say on the form you gave it a ten. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I do it on purpose? Did I turn into no? You've only, you've just oh, turned into one, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, well, no, I'm I'm gonna go with a seven because uh, <laughs> seven. I don't think I meant to give it a ten on the form, but it's all <laughs> good. Lied. It's all good. Um, do we want to hear what Richard gave it? Uh, the complete opposite, a one. Oh wow. wow, Richard's Richard's being snarky. He is. He's being snarky. That's not a yeah, one. Yes, so no. the uh, the end comment was one utterly obliterated pet cow out of ten. Ah, it's yeah. not a one. <laughs> um. Uh, it's okay. I gave I gave that other movie with Denzel and Gene Hackman. Oh, oh, Crimson uh, Tide. I was just talking. Lo- I love Crimson Tide so much. I gave that one. <laughs> okay. So, and that's yeah. Maybe that's a film I'm a little blind to. Maybe. Um, but Julian has been a BFF of the BFE since day one, and we yeah. would be remiss not to say and even before that julian was one of our biggest champions and so i love every time julian comes on the pod Thank you. whether it's like this where she brings a film to the table or she joins us for things like julian was there with us we did the media madness the first yeah. go of that yeah the, the cinderella run that prince of bel-air went on <laughs> yes I was not, I wasn't even expecting it to get that far. Now, Julian's voice has been present. Julian was the first one to get a hold of us and say, have you guys thought about doing a Patreon? Yep. And that was so validating from the guy who runs the pod for me to think this was a long-term goal we had, but for someone to come out and go, have you thought about doing this? It made me go, hey, I think what I'm thinking we're doing is is what people also think that we're doing, which is great. So we can't say enough about the support and the thanks we have for that support from Julene for going on three years now. Yeah. Forget the Patreon stuff, but just being a champion of the pod way back in the day. Thank you. I mean, you guys you guys are amazing. Um I've I've learned a lot about film. I mean the first film I watched with you guys was Angels with dirty faces. Hey. Oh. Lemongrass. Lemongrass. <laughs> Come up twice now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I started going through the back catalog. And honestly, I thought I would be more like like Ian's film school, but apparently as the the besties showed, all my favorite films were Liam Pig. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh wow, okay. I've said Liam's the voice of the people. I've said that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm 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 the bookish guy sort of throwing my stuff out there. But now people resonate with Liam. Liam's the voice of the people, or at least some people anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is you. great. Uh but you can catch Julene. <laughs> you can catch I mean, Mom is always right media. Is stuff still going on there on 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 the YouTube? Oh yeah, yeah. Um I took I took a break after, you know, Riley passed. But I have been starting to slowly put more more content up there. You know, I'm still vlogging. I'm still talking about it. I I just needed a minute. Absolutely. To, you know, especially when you're doing process. it. Sort of more solo based, which is, I mean, I'm lucky that I got, uh, you know, cavalcade of characters around here that I can call upon. And Including generally. those that strain their neck. Whilst, those like, those that strain their kid. neck. And even in case of emergency break last, we've had Julian join us in emergency sometimes and going, yeah, I can hop on. What are you guys doing? And so that's been great too. Um, the, 
we met Julian really primarily through her podcast as well. It goes down on the PM, which we've all guested on, and mm. she's hoping to land her big her big guest and come on back and and do that. But we went on there on top of yeah. Hidden Figures, which was great because someone was talking about that work the other day, and I went, I've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. And then what have you said? Is this 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 and this? So there we yeah. go. So uh, lots of good content with Julene's name on it. We'll go ahead and we'll check it on all of the um, all the stuff in the show notes. Go take a look down. We've got the links for the for, for all of her stuff out there. Uh, as always, thank you so much for joining us, Julene. Yeah, thank you, and happy Mother's yeah. Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for having me. Always. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's always a good time when I come on the show. <laughs> I got to dust off the quiz night thing at some point again and get that running too. Cause those are, that's always good fun oh, as well. I always do terrible. I'm <laughs> absolutely leaving no crumbs on your, on your Marvel, like last round when you have to name all the Marvel characters. I was like, yeah, I got that. <laughs> so if you want to find out how to be involved like Julian is, we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash BFE, go check it out. Or if you want to help show some appreciation, you can do it that way, or you can just tell someone about, about the pod. Share the pod. Uh, help get it in someone else's Tweet ears. Us. We Tweet love us. That. We love that at yes. best film ever pod. Absolutely. So all the stuff to do for us to do is talk about what we're doing next week Ooh. as we continue Big Film Summer. Big Film Summer. Not Hot Film Summer this year. It's Big Film Summer. Is it summer yet? Mm. Big film summer. Uh, the movie s- summer season starts in May, so I'm yeah. calling this big film summer now. Cool. So I'm going with it, okay? Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and talk <laughs> about that. In. <laughs> so next week, we are going to tackle, it's the second year of a three-year program. No! Oh, my God. <laughs> we are going back to Middle Earth for a big Big sized movie. Wow. Oh, that was more I we thought we were going. Are doing Lord of the Rings, The Two, Two Towers. Towers. Yes, 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 yes. A big <laughs> sized movie. So there we go. So looking very forward to bringing that. Most of us next week. George is already penning her letter to the Hobbits to get her out of the shower. So there we are. So, uh, outside of that, please check out all the stuff we got coming your way. We should have already done Friends, the one where Rachel finds out. It should have launched yesterday. Uh, as for what's coming up in the future, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Yeah. We will see what movies come out and where we decide to go. I do know the next, For if you're, a BF, if you're a friend of the podcast, if you're on the Patreon, our next Media Madness is in the pipeline. Check Ooh. it out. We're talking about music. That's all I'm going to say. We're talking about music this time. Not film music, the world of music, popular music. It'll be exciting. So, uh, as always, we'll ask Julene to join us in the walk down uh, after Ethan, but before Georgia. Uh, one last massive thanks to Julene for joining us this week. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, please join us next week when we tackle part two of Peter Jackson's epic trilogy, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Uh-huh. Yeah. For best film ever, Abney. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. I've been Julie. And I've been Georgia. And yet, already Georgia's given us a hard time. And if I had to put my finger on it, <laughs> I'd guess that next week's gonna be a firefight. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flip side. The flippity flip side. <laughs> <laughs>